This episode of Those Conspiracy Guys is brought to you by Murder Book, a new true crime podcast hosted by best-selling author Michael Connolly. It's available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts. Also be sure to check out Dark Sacred Night, Michael Connolly's latest number one bestseller featuring detectives Harry Bosch and Rene Ballard. Links for all that stuff is in the description below. On this episode of Those Conspiracy Guys, we talk about arguably one of the most famous people on the planet, whose legacy is honoured in the four corners of the world, whose life showed us the possibility and diversity, and whose mysterious death left unanswered questions and suspicions to this day. This time, it's all about Bruce Lee. Born in San Francisco and raised in Hong Kong, Bruce Lee led a varied and bizarre life, coming from winning dance competitions and taking part in gang fights on the rooftops of Kowloon, to majoring in drama and creating his own martial art form. Lee left an indelible mark on modern culture. Trained as a wayward youth in Kung Fu, Bruce Lee showed skill and discipline for martial arts. After moving to America, he began his own school, teaching a modified version of Wing Chun, and participated in competitions and showcases. It was at one of these competitions where he was discovered and the glitz and glamour of Hollywood were within his reach. He modified his martial art into what he called Jeet Kune Do, and it was particularly aesthetic on the silver screen. His high-profile roles in movies pioneered Kung Fu on screen, and captivated the imagination of the world. His fame led him to the company of some of the most famous people, and he even took some of them on as students. His blossoming movie career was skyrocketing, and he wanted to capitalize on it by producing as much as he could. But Bruce died just weeks before his smash hit movie, Enter the Dragon, was released in 1973. His death, in hindsight, was quite suspicious, and people couldn't believe his immensely fit physique could be flawed. But a headache in a co-star's apartment led to him dying in his sleep and leaving behind many unanswered questions. Since his death, his legacy has been preserved and his death somewhat overlooked. Bruce Lee has gone down in history as one of the many great potentials struck down in their prime. Some believe this is because of a family curse put upon the Lee family and others still believe that it was the cabal of Kung Fu masters and Chinese triad gangs that assassinated him for revealing the secrets of the East to the Kwai Lo. Was Bruce Lee the prolific and unimpeachable creator he's painted out to be? Is Linda Lee propagating pro-Bruce Lee propaganda to enrich his legacy? Did Bruce Lee almost single-handedly bridge the cultural gap between East and West? Was he as gifted a martial artist as he claimed, or just an excellent showman? Why so many inconsistencies from witnesses in the retellings of events in Bruce Lee's life? Was there a curse on the Lee family that also took the life of his son? Or is this just another case of a beloved artist taken in their prime, leaving behind a world of fans looking to piece together an unsolvable tragedy? So join us, co-conspirators, as we tie up the black belt of curiosity, walk through the Hall of Mirrors, reflecting our disbelieving gapes, and tumble ten floors deep 
into the story of one of the most famous but seemingly least well-known film stars ever. This time, on Those Conspiracy Guys, we're talking about the death of Bruce Lee. Welcome to another Those Conspiracy Guys. This time, we're putting on the gi of mystery and tying up the belt of Inquisition around our waist. And uh, we're going to dive deep into the life and times and the untimely death of uh, Mr. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Yeah. Loose Fan Jun Lee. And uh, join us in the hot seat. We have the Prince of the Salties, uh, the Redness himself, Flymo and the Hot Rocks. Uh, writer, <laughs> singer, and uh, miserable nine to fiver. Yeah, at yeah. the moment, yeah. at the moment yeah. only. Uh, Eamon O'Neill, welcome to the show. Hello, nice uh, to be here uh, again. Thanks, thanks for coming for Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, man, Massive this time fan. we're in. I had to have you on the show because I know how much you like hands and feet, kicking faces and bodies, moving swiftly, swiftly, yeah. maybe even with fire coming from your hands, fire from my hands. Um, so yeah, you you're uh, you're very very welcome. To yeah, be here. I'm, I'm happy. And uh, musician, artist, male model, uh, mm. Bill Hicks impersonator, uh, f- uh, Freddie. But you're still talking about him. Freddie, <laughs> I was like, wow, cool, bro. <laughs> Future fr- fr- uh, uh, Freddie Mercury uh, stage performer, uh, one half of. Yeah, yeah, the, the latter the, part of his life. <laughs> <laughs> one half of the musical powerhouse uh, that is uh, totally wired. Shout out to Larkin. And um, a comedian, writer, actor, uh, a jack of all trades and the master of a, a few more. Uh, Mr. Emma Quinn. Hello, Gordon. Welcome to the, welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks for coming. Bro. Thanks for having me back. It's a it's a, a lazy Sunday. Yeah. On uh, in sometime in September. So this is recorded. If you're listening to this, uh, uh, back in the day, I'm sure like a global nuclear apocalypse hasn't happened. Come on. And this is the last file you downloaded ever. Um, but uh, this is a more of a relaxed show. I think we're gonna hmm. take a nice little uh, jaunt down memory lane, talking about Bruce Lee and his life and times. Uh, maybe a little bit of stuff about race and uh, about uh, his Jeet Kune Do and how that changed the face of karate and uh, Kung Fu. Or and karate. Karate mm. and Empty Hand and uh, uh, Jiu Jitsu and uh, Judo and all of those other uh, oriental martial arts. You, know, you can't say, say that. Oriental, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, the, the man changed, like, for better or worse, no matter what he did or didn't do, or however much of a cunt he may or may not have been, uh, and we'll go into that later on. The legend lives on. Mm-hmm. He has a very pristine legacy. And uh, he is possibly one of the most famous martial artists of all time. Yeah. I think probably the most. Do you famous. think the most? Yeah, I think the legacy. I think the leg- I think I don't think as a fighter, like, you know, you look at legacy and people who are like Muhammad Ali, you look yeah. at uh, maybe some of the new MMA guys and all that. But he's definitely Bruce Lee. When you were a kid, like Bruce Lee was the, the mm. guy you knew who was able to throw a good roundhouse. Bruce Lee is as known, say, in my head as like Bob Marley. We'll do an episode on Bob Marley yeah, in the future yeah. too. But like, I remember watching that Marley movie in 2013 or 2014 what? or whatever. Owen Wilson and the dog. And the <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> Reggae's like, wow. <laughs> no woman no cry and i heard that and i just thought wow <laughs> uh the one that was uh put together from old unseen footage of him and practicing with the lads and doing all this 
And at the end of the movie, there's like three, four full minutes of all the countries uh, in the world, like a hundred and something countries all together in like two, three second yeah. chunks and the little flags at the bottom. Like everybody fucking, yeah. everybody knows Bob Marley. Yeah. No matter where yeah. you're from, if you're in darkest Congo, like somewhere yeah. living in a, a, a wattle and daub hut, you know about Bob Marley. And I think very similar, uh, Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people know this, but even if they're fans of the movies or not, which I I have to confess, if you're in here and you're a big Bruce Lee fan, you're probably not going to find what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to be talking about some of the more political, social and cultural critical aspects of his life. So if you're looking for a a, a rim licking about Bruce Lee, uh, you probably won't find it here. But I mean... If Tom was here... You have to be... Oh yeah, I mean, Tom the Bear Mm -hmm. uh, from from Bookshot uh, Podcast, you probably heard him on a couple of our episodes. Like, if you're a fan of Bruce Lee... You've watched all these movies and you love that shit and you live that shit. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm not a huge fan. I've seen all the movies. Some of them are forgettable. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Great action for the time and it's all in context. And the further we go on into the future now, the less and less uh, relevant and powerful and culturally, you know, uh, in, uh, culturally significant they are. So when we talk about Bruce Lee and we go into the memories from the memory banks, before we learned what we learned for researching about this show, uh, wh- where did you first come across Bruce Lee, Eamon? I'm not sure where... I'm not sure where I first heard about him, but uh, definitely as a kid, I just remember everyone would be like playing, fighting, and you're like, I'm yeah. Bruce Lee, and then there was just no one else. You're like, I'm fucking, I'm B.A. Barabbas, and they'd be like, ah, oh, there's no one else. Yeah. You know? I'm Chuck Norris. Hannibal. No, no, I didn't even know of Chuck Norris. Yeah, Chuck Norris was kind of like the, a latter day, like a mid-2000s meme. Mm. I don't think I knew about him till, uh, <laughs> not Walk- Law and Order. Walker, Texas, Texas Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wow, I'm so old. <laughs> My introduction to both Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris really predates yours. <laughs> so where, where did well, you? Well, you got to remember, I only had Irish Channel. Like I didn't know yeah, who Chris Tarrant was till oh, I was, was twenty-five. The same when I was a kid, Bog One and Bog Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good times. Well, you're an awfully. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think as well where I first started to make the connection was I loved Street Fighter when I was a kid, and Fei Long was like the Bruce Lee character, and I got to know maybe Bruce Lee from Super Street Fighter Two coming out. And Fei Long being introduced with Cammy T. Hawk and DJ. And DJ was actually based on, uh, what's the man's name? Billy Brown or Bobby Blanks or something. Who Billy, did the, Bobby, the Tybo, who did the yeah, Tybo? Yeah, Boxing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Did it with all like the fucking owl ones is or whatever Bobby in Brown? Miami. Is Bobby Brown or... I no, Bobby Brown is the lad that... I feel like Return of the Mac Whitney or something. shit out of her arse when she got constipation I think it's Billy Blanks. Crack. I think it's Billy Blanks. Billy Blanks. Something Blanks. Something like anyway. that, yeah. But, Billy um, fucking Blanks. <laughs> <laughs> Keep him here. Keep that motherfucker here. Keep him here. Go uh, get your fucking shine box, Billy. Uh, you disrespected <laughs> him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was, so that's, yeah, Street, Super Street Fighter 2. And you remember Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat as well was based around... Yeah, Bruce yeah, Lee I wasn't, I didn't, didn't fuck with Mortal Kombat too much. No, you weren't. I played I it, but a, I was like more I was of a Street Fighter kid. kid. You were a, yeah, I was a nice boy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's just one of the many, many divisions between uh, Eamon's privilege and mine as we grew mm. up. Uh, both of us are going oh you had a SNES no I had a Mega Drive and there's other people going like yeah yeah oh well I mean I had alcoholism and domestic abuse oh I still had That's alcoholism to, at home to yeah, go sure. along with the SNES yeah, you yeah, know yeah. my father would retreat from my alcoholism to play the SNES <laughs> just to get away from me when I was a young boy <laughs> uh, when did you first uh, turn on to Bruce Lee Emmett? I have a weird one now uh, when I, I you always ask this question so I had a little think about it and the first thing that popped into my head and I went well that must be it this is such an Irish answer uh, you remember when you were a kid and you would inevitably spend a Sunday afternoon in a pub 
because your parents were drinking there or something like that. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. Everyone remembers Eating that. the sugar cubes off the table. Yeah, yeah. getting yeah. given like sporadic glasses of red lemonade. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Uh, Developing a, a, an unhealthy addiction to uh, scampi fries. Yeah. yeah. So there was a pub in a little village in Offaly and, uh, and it was called Mulvins. And uh, I, I remember of a Sunday afternoon, if my father, who grew up in that town, would go and visit his family there and he'd bring us like, you know. So yeah. I, I was there with my, my two cousins. And in the back room, there was a pool table, a couple of video games, but there was a poster on the wall, and it was, oh, yeah. it was Bruce Lee Enter the Dragon, cool. the classic picture, the black pants and the three scratches, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that pose, and that picture always used to fascinate me. You know what I mean? Drew, drew your eye, yeah, always, always. And it was, it wasn't until I was older then uh, your friends would be into Bruce Lee, and that's how you'd end up watching a Bruce Lee movie, like you. Yeah, I wasn't a massive fan of the movies at all. I don't think I've ever consciously gone. I'm going to download. I'm, watch I'm going to, you yeah. know, put my hands physically on a Bruce Lee movie, put it in, and watch it. I did I that for to. Enter the Dragon. It was always yeah, yeah, secondhand. Same if I'm watching a Bruce Lee movie, it's because somebody else put it on. Yeah, but uh, secondhand. I like that description. It's like mm. it wasn't my choice, but I call it, it second, that. secondhand. <laughs> secondhand watching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how I call it Bruce Lee. Uh, but you know, it's the same when you're when you're looking through a keyhole into a bedroom where people are. Having sex at secondhand sex. Secondhand sex, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, secondhand, indeed. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you got that poster. I, I, I love those types of um, those old Irish pubs, man. They're not, there's very few of them around. Forget it. That's oh, that's long gone. Now, my, yeah. my, my cousin Sander, my, my cousin Alan, and that that's who we. Were and now you have to with. get all the kids out of the pub by nine o'clock in the evening and stuff like that. Like I remember being in being in pubs and you'd start off in the middle of Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And there'd be like a match on the telly to to go in for, and you'd be brought in, yeah. and you're just like running around like. Ah! full of sugar and and artificial colorings and flavorings from all the bar snacks and all i remember watching yeah. movies having bottles of sidona and it's like now that's the only good one you're getting all yeah. the rest of them are going to be like yeah. a dash from the dash bottle into the slim gyms yeah yeah that's just so ireland for uh, yeah. foreign listeners but i remember i remember like you've even been sent to the bar you know and you yeah, come back trembling with a pint yeah. of guinness oh, yeah. for your uncle you know i you remember spilling yeah. over the side i i watched movies i think i watched uh yeah, that's what i mean i watch films and stuff yeah, yeah. I watched yeah. Films. kids would be sitting there eating crisps drinking big brother lemonade big brother yeah, lemonade? Red yeah, lemonade. yeah. yeah. you can only get it in ireland and apparently it was carcinogenic yeah for me it was tk 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 taylor taylor keith he was good man keith good man good man and it had it has you were really putting the snug and there's like a weird material on all the chairs in those old Irish pubs yeah the felt like it's like felt Ooh. but it's it, it, it's wet but it doesn't actually wet you yeah, yeah. and it's just like a, a, a fucking magnet for fart particles yeah <laughs> it just like sucks them all in I used to work in a pub like that and they'd just be like Touching all the surfaces and all, you know, and you're like, oh man, this is fucking. Like I remember pushing. playing video video games like uh, in the table on on the table. Oh yeah, yeah Space Invaders and exactly. stuff. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I watched the movie. I, these movies stuck in my head. I remember watching the movie El Salvador <laughs> that Oliver Stone wrote with yeah. with James Woods and uh, I think it terrifically it comes back to heavy Woods, movie and all that. But I watched, I watched it from start to finish. As I remember a kid watching in Deliverance a in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> deliverance as in the pub. God oh damn. As a kid, I like, watch I'll put on the movie for them. It's the Wednesday movie. Put it on. I think I watch Vanishing Point as well in mm. a, in, a, in a cinema in a, in a pub. You know, fuck's sake! I watched I watched Child's Play in a <laughs> cine club, but like it wasn't even a pub. I just went in to get a movie as a kid with my dad. But they just had Child's Play playing at like six p.m. So you just watched, and it. I was just, just like looking at, it. oh, absolutely shit myself. Like I couldn't sleep. I was like the fucking like I'm not even safe from toys anymore. <laughs> like this is bullshit. <laughs> I can't but believe yeah. they didn't have a nod to 
to Chucky in the Toy Story movies. Yeah, yeah, that would have maybe exciting. maybe the kids aren't ready. Or, for or, it, or yeah. did did a uh, you know version of the movie where he's head of the IRA. <laughs> <laughs> Second name Arlo. His day with Chucky Arlo. <laughs> Chucky Arlo. Just when you thought we couldn't have a 32 county republic. <laughs> he was the head of. He thought I'll get being, those six counties. He thought the head of being a terror. The, the head of a terrorist organization was child's play. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, you tan fuckers. <laughs> so this poster was was like the iconic the lead in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, for you me, were absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people. I, I'm the same with the the Jim Morrison. Uh, you know that that. The one where he's reaching out, like break on through, you know this thing, not the mm-hmm. the nipple Jesus. What was that called? There's a special name on that. Oh God, we would have mentioned that in the yeah. episode. We had a Jim Morrison episode. Where we talked about that. So like that picture where he's like almost beckoning you into the into yeah. the photo. That for me was like you couldn't take your eyes off it. That was the Jim Morrison thing for me. Similar thing with a, a Bruce Lee one. You'd have you know student houses. They'd have these Bruce Lee posters and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, Swipey yeah. Stone Rose's poster and had a Bruce Lee poster. And I'm not really a big Bruce Lee fan. It's just the icon yeah, of yeah. it. It's the Bob know? Marley with the nuclear yeah. uh, cloud of spliff smoke coming yeah, out of his yeah. mouth. Yeah. Laughing like, yeah, yeah. like this, yeah. It's, um, or the Cindy Crawford one. What it, that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the tennis player scratching her arse. <laughs> it's, one of those, it's one of those kind of uh, icons. He's iconic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think a little bit kind of untouchable as far as criticism goes. And we'll be criticizing some of the life decisions, some of the things that went on. In his life, not me. Dur- well, I mean, during the show, I, I cracked that joke to Tom there last week yeah. about what his favorite drink was, yeah. and Tom was really like, "Oh man, not my hero." And I'm like, "It's just a joke. That's how much you can't touch it." You know? I think there's a lot of kind of protected speech around uh, around his his um, his legacy and the things they did and how he did it and how he changed it, and a lot of the stuff is conveniently forgotten. And I think similarly, like I'm very much looking forward to going and seeing Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, the, the 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 biopic of. Uh, Freddie Mercury and Queen, and, mm-hmm. and purposefully, you know, Sacha Baron Cohen was supposed to play Freddie Mercury, and he he bounced. You know, he was like, "No, well, if, look, if you're not going to do the stuff about Freddie's real life, if you're going to tell the tell the legend and leave out the real life, which people really want to know, hmm. like uh, uh, Bulsara, what was his? Fre- was it was a Freddie Bulsara, no, it something is, it is Bulsara, Bulsara from yeah. Zanzibar, Zanzibar, and like the real dude who would like fuck a million people." And, you know, be debaucherous and take loads of drugs and all that stuff. So the lads in Queen don't want that in, uh, in the movie. That image, yeah. They'll, now it's okay, like, uh, you know, LGBT acceptance and all in the, in the modern day. Unless you're, I mean, outwardly bigoted. Uh, you're probably not going to complain about Freddie Mercury mm. shifting a lad. Or even... Like a, a you know a kind of a a mild sex scene or yeah, whatever. But you couldn't movie. even do it with a straight like a, like just a, a heterosexual guy if he was like this is the part of the movie now where he goes into a a, a room full of wriggling bodies and just starts fucking shooting mad loads into the sky. Exactly. You know you're gonna you're gonna just conveniently yeah, step little over little people it. as in dwarves, midgets or whatever walking around with cocaine yeah and trays on their heads. heads and yeah, stuff. nothing wrong with it. Like I mean <laughs> that's not going to be shown in this movie. No right. Mm. So uh, we're going to talk about Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, the 1993 kind of Bruce Lee biopic. Yeah. Sorry, Gordon, that was just bugging me about what is it? Farouk Bulsara. Farouk. There you go. Um, so, I mean, the real story of Freddy is not being told in that movie because I presume the integrity of his character is being protected by a certain element of his entourage, like Brian May and these the lads left in the band. They don't want Freddy to be poo-pooed. Mm-hmm. Similar, Linda Lee and the the cohorts that Bruce Lee had in his lifetime uh, don't want his image besmirched by tales of infidelity or 
drug dependence or, you know, any of these kind of nefarious actions. So when you were watching like Bruce Lee movies, like like would, would we go and say that you have a favorite Bruce Lee movie or are we even fans of Bruce Lee? Like I wouldn't call myself mm-hmm. a fan. I've seen all of them in various states of, you know, uh, imbibements of, of cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. So I've watched them all. Oh, same here. Yeah. But I remember Enter the Dragon. Mm. Yeah. Most of all. But they were generally watched when I was a kid. Mm. Yeah. And then was, if they were watched again, it was in my late teens, early 20s in a in a. Yeah, a cloud, put them on. A cloud of green smoke. Like, oh, we got to watch this. I was like, why do we got to watch this? It's a classic. Yeah, is it though? And then you're, you're kind of watching it going, this is really creaky. And, you, know. you were making yourself try to like it yeah, more yeah. than you did because it was like the thing the that sound everyone effect. was doing. Yeah. And I always yeah, thought yeah. that the, the voice and the, the that kind of, those kind of noises never matched up with the action properly. Yeah, and no, that didn't work. It was all me. kind of, you know, you had that, what's oh, going God. on? Yeah. The yeah. overdone. You were good with your fist. Yeah, where they how move good it. were you with the sword? Yeah, where you move it, and it's the trope of of those uh, yeah. dubbed movies. But I wasn't into that stuff. So yeah, I remember like being, you know, you you hanging around, and there was this old TV show. I can't fucking remember the name of it. It might be Monkey Mag- Monkey Magic. I'm not sure. Where there's like a team of of Asian people, and they travel across the country, and they you know solve. It's like done in twenty minutes or half an hour. Mm. Solve somebody's problem. It's like a really like flamboyant A team. The Asian team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you but can find them. With Kung Fu, you know. And um, I remember watching that and I was like, yeah, class, class. But now I watch action films. Like I'd watch Transformers or I'd watch something like John Wick with massive no dialogue action scenes. Mm. And my brain is just like, I just shut off and go sleep. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like an old man at Christmas when the mm. kids are watching like the Christmas movie. And I'm like, well, like, a, pr- a, pr- a protracted uh, Transformer fight is just mind boggling. It's headache inducing. Mm. So you know that I've heard that they've had to start speeding up the editing on action movies now because kids are so used to playing video games and the kind of mad kinetic fucking <laughs> like start shooting at me blah 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 split screen and everything's happening so they're speeding up uh, action movies to sort of make it more like that because they can't get the hit wow. from an action yeah. movie scene if that makes sense because yeah, they're so conditioned to get so conditioned to really fast second, like yeah yeah so they're having to speed it all up. Well, that was happening with with Bruce Lee movies too. So you can. I heard they slowed him down, but I think that might that was, have been that was the myth, he was so it? fast. He was they so fast. They like, the camera down. can't even. See, I can't. I don't even know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, it, was 20, yeah, yeah. it was twenty-four frames a second, but he could get up and down in less than that. So you only get two frames yeah. out of one second. So you had to so slow him down to make sure. Be, yeah, but it slowed it. down in the action and then sped up to a higher frame rate, so mm-hmm. it looks like unnatural movement. It's that yeah, old joke, Bruce Lee. Do you, want me see, do, you want me, do you want to see me do the double punch? Want to see it again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a thing where he was talking to Muhammad Ali on a TV show. Yeah, and it was an old black and white stuff in the uh, early sixties, and he's like, and and literally on the TV show, Bruce Lee didn't move, <laughs> and Muhammad Ali goes, "That was fast." <laughs> You are fast. You're faster than me. Yeah. I never thought. What you ain't as pretty as me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so fast. When I turn off the light, I'm in the bed before it gets dark. <laughs> but boy, you're fast. <laughs> you know, it's fucking like demented That's how amazing. quick he was. Mm. But uh, I, I wasn't really a mad fan. Watched Enter the Dragon. And I, mm. I've seen it a bunch of times. Like, I like it. Good yeah, movie. Yeah. It's a classic. It's like fucking. It's you know, the, the original, classic of his Yeah, it's the original yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. It's a bit shit, but it's good. Like, you know. Um, it's a kind of classic but the thing that got me first my first introduction to Bruce Lee those images of him mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa. and I knew the tropes before <laughs> I knew it was like a, whoa, 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 
It's like a dog. So yeah, the first one is like the 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 tropes got me first. Like so, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Are are jumping and going like? Yeah, not knowing the classic. Oh yeah, I was doing that the whole time. Yeah, to my little brother, we'd have we'd have fights, and he hit me with a hurl or something, and I just go to the thing and I'd be like. And that was it. The taste of his own yeah. blood would drive him. That's it, man. I thought the nose the flick was like, yeah, that oh, as yeah. well. I used to do the nose flick. Keanu gave him a nod in, in about three times in the in the, the original Matrix. Matrix. The, oh the, yeah, the that's hand right. Like this. And, the, and the little thumbing and of the, the nose. Even the way that he'd unfurl. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's that right. In like, the subway. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. that was because when Tank downloaded Kung Fu into Keanu, said he's like, I know Kung Fu. So he would have shoved a lot of Bruce Lee. All the Bruce yeah. Lee stuff goes in there. But I, suppose I think that's the Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, this like kind of gets back to the point you made about like those movies and him being like, you know, the godfather of uh, the Kung Fu movie. Yeah. Like if you watch Enter the Dragon and you're like, oh, it's pretty cool the way he's kicking them. But then you go watch the fight scenes in The Matrix. You're like, oh, fuck me. Like, it's, I know, it's insane. 30 years of, like, Completely. you know, it's, but it's so Yeah, but it's camera stuff and it's extra stuff. What Bruce yeah. Lee was doing back then The actual was choreography. Natural yeah. choreography. And he'd also invented a new type of street. And we talk about it as well, mm. like Jeet Kune Do. A the new type of street kung fu that mixed in, like, boxing, fencing, dancing, mm. like, mm. all mm. these different disciplines. Yeah. So philosophy. not only not yeah. o- philosophy, not only was it fucking effective as a defense and attack mechanism, mostly defense, but it was also way more aesthetic mm. than the traditional karate form. And when when you were watching lads fighting in karate, it was all ver- or, or in kung fu or whatever in competition. It was very much like you know you see in the Karate Kid, which was one of the first, definitely the first mm. introduction. Of, of martial arts for me oh god yeah, right? yeah. The, the, the karate in that movie when you look at it now it's so shit oh god did you terrible. guys watch cobra kai the new one no, oh, it's, on it's really good it's really good it's like 40 years later and yeah Danny, daniel like, larusso owns a owns a car dealership a car lot yeah and your man who is the bad guy uh he's got nothing yeah, yeah it's like, he's just like a bum but it's, he's it's, the star he's the star of the show and do you see that daniel was the bully kind of a thing yeah because that it all came from that little youtube video where somebody proved that daniel was yeah yeah I think there's a scene in Cobra Kai. Correct me if I'm wrong. He goes back, it. yeah, it's his view on Daniel. He's yeah. like, man, I was just trying to be nice to him when he was like chatting up my girl and he was just <laughs> threw a glass of coke on me and all this awesome. shit. Like it's, yeah. well, there's, a, there's, there's a kid working in the car lot and he's waxing the car and he says, yeah. do you want me to wax on and wax off or something like that? And, he go, and he's reading a paper and he goes, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Oh, there's some great stuff on it where like there's a part where uh, they're in the tournament and one guy hurts his leg oh, yeah, and yeah, Daniel yeah. LaRusso is there he's kind of mentoring him he goes okay and he puts his hands together and he starts <laughs> doing that and just as he does it, he goes like we're gonna need a nurse in here it's really good it's really good fun yeah. to watch that was my first uh, like foray into martial arts I was yeah, like yeah. this is fucking cool even though it was nothing there was nothing in it but the little fights that they had where it was like okay go yeah. Okay, break. Like that was as much as mm. they were doing, and in a movie to have those like free flowing motions and all of this stuff, mm. like that was all very difficult to film, to to block, mm-hmm. and then to cut into like a cohesive movement. If you want mm. to tell the narrative of that fight or whatever, and Bruce Lee invented this jikundo and made it go into like a thing where you could have it in different locations and use extra elements. And very famously in um, uh, Fist of Fury, to do the the fight in the ice house or whatever mm. and it's all you know using extra bits yeah, and then yeah. and then you have the likes of jackie chan yeah. which and i've seen oh, and every jackie chan, about jackie chan. Every talking about using chan. things yeah, yeah and he was the drunken master so he used this other type of very aesthetic looking practical 
uh, martial arts to take in the elements around him to tell the story. And I remember, like, as a kid, not watch, like, watching Bruce Lee and going, ah, ah, and then watching Jackie Chan doing that ladder trick. Oh, my oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what movie that's from. Fuck. Blue, you know, yeah. now that you say it, I was more, I would have ate up more Jackie Chan. Oh, for sure. Than I yeah. did Bruce Lee. Yeah. If you ask me about the best parts of Jackie Chan movies, I'm like, bing, 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 yeah, bing. Yeah, but yeah. with Bruce Lee, I'm like, oh, has he fought the, that big guy yeah. in the tracksuit? Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That's you know? you're right. Absolutely. That's bang on. Because yeah. uh, for, for a kid to watch Jackie Chan, it was like watching a bloody a live action cartoon. Oh, man, you know? yeah. He, but he was, and again, he was so, um, he was so, uh, he was also real. He did all the yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, man, he's doing that. That's <laughs> Bruce Lee was doing it. Before Jackie Chan, but, but Jackie Chan won't. took a different angle. He took from Charlie Chaplin yes. rather than just the, Buster Keaton. The, but yeah, it was exactly. He was doing the whole that. point is that the, the, the reason we're doing it about Bruce Lee now is because his death was very suspicious, but also his life was very auspicious. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was able to take what legends later on and whole genres of computer games, movies, mm. TV shows, like kids' games, like the tropes of what Asian culture is. In the, in the fucking heads of Irish children playing in playgrounds across the country came from the things that Bruce Lee invented himself mm-hmm. and injected into Western society. Like, he represents so much of what we, at our core, would imagine Asian culture to be. Now, it's not that, no, mostly no. at all, but at least we now know. Like, there's no... Like, none of us in our heads have, let's say, a Ghanaian fucking uh, 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 like a, a man from Ghana in our head that we know that that's the trope of Ghana because some guy came over and he was like this is the way he was but we do have of Jamaicans mm-hmm. because yeah, yeah, Jamaicans yeah. came over to America and they were on TV shows and they were on you know there were there were musicians and they were quite famous and they represent but there's no do you know what I mean? But the thing about Bruce Lee is that our, our culture pop culture keeps perpetuating it so Tekken has Martial Law and Forest Law, who yeah. are both Bruce Lee clones. Then you have uh, Lei Wulong, who's your Jackie Chan kind of derivative. Drunken Master. You've got uh, the guy from Street Fighter. Well, Lei, yeah, Lei from Street Fighter. But it keeps doing it. So even Kill Bill, you've got that iconic tracksuit that... Uh, oh, God, yeah, she did. She that Uma Thurman wears. It, it's even the yellow poster for that. Yeah. yeah, and any any kind of movie that's a Kung Fu movie, an awful lot of them will kind of... Like you said, the Matrix, he does those he does, three yeah. things. That, yeah. So it, it keeps perpetuating the, because the, he, yeah, from the foundation. Yeah. From the foundation, they're all nods. And this is, but it means every generation gets kind of gets it. Bruce. So we, we don't forget about Bruce yeah. Lee. You even know? In, I can't get this out of my head, but I have to. Uh, even in an episode of that 70s show, because it's that 70s show with, yeah. all, the, with all the 70s references, uh, Fez, you know the Fez yeah. character? Mm. He has a, a fantasy about saving some girl. From I some came to America. Yeah, yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, he's he has a fantasy where he's saving a girl from uh, a couple of uh, ninjas, you know. Yeah, that's ah, hilarious. He does Bruce Lee. He's got the hair. He's got black pants. He's topless, and nunchucks and everything. But what they did was they, you know, they did it slow and they just sped up the footage. If you get a chance, YouTube it. It's hilarious. Show the link up. <laughs> really do. It's so funny. And he even does the. He, he stamps on a guy's head. You know what I mean. He got and he goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's that face. It's that yeah. it, those tropes yeah, and that yeah, stuff yeah. that you think like that is theatrical kung fu. Mm-hmm. That's theatrical yeah. martial arts. Yeah. And Bruce Lee fucking put that stuff in. I remember as a child, the three things that got me about martial arts. Or one was Karate Kid. Two was the scene in Dumb and Dumber where he's, you know, <laughs> in the restaurant in the rain. Oh, yeah. Pulls the heart out. Yeah. And he does, and he pulls, puts his hand in your man's chest and pulls it out. And it's like, <laughs> and puts it in a bag and rolls it. 
Yeah, but there's <laughs> the lo- yeah. there's like twelve like Bruce Lee movement tropes in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that whoosh, yeah. this thing that you see Rafiki doing in the Lion King when they're all fighting the hyenas, whoosh, he puts the, his the back fist puts thing. his arm up and goes put makes into a ninety degree angle and backfists someone yeah. in the face. That's a Bruce Lee move. Yeah, like no, that's not part of kung fu. Mm. I don't want to do w- that. Wayne's World Two, where he's fighting with uh, Tia oh, Carrera's father. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Same. Yeah. <laughs> aye, 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 aye. Like all of those scenes are all tropes from from mm. Bruce Lee, mm-hmm. and uh, the bit where he gets punched in the face and he goes like this, yeah. eh? and mm. he, he rubs his lip yeah. and eats the blood, and that's he's right, like, yeah. eh? and then he goes psh, 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 like all this stuff. That was I was like, this is amazing, and it's kind of like Bruce Lee that I saw yeah. one time. Yeah. And that's 1994. In 1993, I'm going to talk about it in the show, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story that came from a book mm-hmm. that was written by his missus. I remember watching that and going, this guy is amazing. Yeah, same, same. I watched it yesterday. And after reading all about him, I watched it yesterday. And I was like, this movie is propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> really, really much. Uh, told loads of loads of fake facts and loads of fucking. If it's coming from Linda, you know. Yeah, but I mean, massively. I'm just, I'm just wrong talking. timelines and you know uh, uh, the mm. famous breaking of the back that that uh, Wong Jackman did during the a fight for honor and stuff like that. So we talk about all this stuff now uh, as the show goes on. But like those three things, like my first proper introduction to Bruce Lee and the time of his life and his like everything w- was from Dragon. In 1993, yeah, I was yeah, 10 years was. old. I'm watching that shit, maybe 11, because it came out, it was out on TV, watching that going, this lad is amazing. Mm. Do you know? Mm. Later on, when you find out that some of that stuff is not true, it's a bit disappointing. And a little bit kind of, I feel a bit like duped. Yeah. And the other movie as well is the 2010 one, but that was like, was it was it produced by his brother or yeah, written by know. his brother or based on his brother's book? So that maybe, would probably yeah. be another... Uh, a love story but it's still a cash cow Bruce Lee is still a cash cow oh, of yeah, course yeah. he's still probably <clears throat> regarded as one of the greatest uh, kung fu actors but he's, he's still that that, that uh, documentary I am Bruce Lee that's not very old and it actually credits him as being the father of mixed martial arts which obviously is a huge sport now Yeah. so him and uh, Mean Gene LaBelle who was like yeah. one of the judo guys so there's sort of a thing about the two of those and then Gene saying like if Bruce Lee is the father then I'm the grandfather yeah. and he says Cause you got a nice neck for choking, and I'll <laughs> choke you. Gene <laughs> Bell, good guy, terrifying. Mean Gene, mean Gene, mean Gene. Um, and of course the Gracie brothers. You have to, yeah, try that. Yeah, of course. Well. But it's it's that that Poison amalgamation. And all yeah. Those guys, yeah, it's a it's an amalgamation of a lot of different stuff, and he he really is the um the distillation of cultural backgrounds from from two different cultures, from birth. That mm. grew up with him. He lived in a dichotomy. Was he Chinese? Was he American? Sticking all that stuff together, and then taking every he was like a he was like a, a martial arts tapas creator, mm. just taking a slice from this and a, a lump from that and a bit from this, and created something that still today, like he wasn't ever a master of of any martial art. That's the that's the catch. He really wasn't, and yet he's still regarded as the best of all, even though he never got his. You know, super black belt or black tips or all the stuff you get in, you know, the different uh, uh, rankings in the yeah. different martial arts. He never got any in anything. He mm. didn't get one in Wing Chun. He didn't get mm. master status. And yet he got master in his own one because he fucking invented it or whatever. It seems just like all of these little details. And we talk about his death and stuff as well. I felt as the years went by and I learned more and more about him, I was like, ah, Bruce Lee, you can take him or leave him. Mm. But in researching this and finding out how much he actually had to do with, like you said, 
the Matrix, like all the Kung Fu movies now, even the John Wicks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like any martial arts you see in any movie in the 80s, in the 90s, like Steven Seagal, or Chuck Norris, like those guys wouldn't have fucking careers only for him. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, John Claude Van Damme wouldn't have a career only for yeah. Bruce Lee. Like who no. the fuck wants to see that Bruce shit? Bruce Lee's the starting point for yeah. all these. And we're still making kung fu movies. We're Completely still making because of that. For, for the exactly. western world the, the starting point for for kung fu and martial arts movies was Bruce Lee movies. Even yeah. though obviously martial arts movies existed in Asia for decades before yeah. that, you know. Mm. The dubbed stuff that was yeah, but even just the, just even yeah, yeah. So they didn't even make it over here, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? They were like, "Ah, we've been making those." But even like Crouching Tiger, that was the first time we got that yeah. style mm. of because that's not even really a kung fu movie mm. it's it's sort of a fantasy sword play type thing yeah. but that jump like running on the trees and that type of uh that type of uh, acrobatic sort of sort of motion that they used yeah you know so that's and it keeps i suppose maybe michelle, it keeps reinventing yo. itself uh, yo michelle yeah. a, lot, a lot of those movies though the the, the hong kong style uh, kung fu movies all involved sword play it was mostly sword mm. play it was mostly weapons mm-hmm. it was mostly big yeah action scenes it wasn't you know one on one or one on two and three and they had all weapons or they had swords like bruce lee was the first one to break those molds mm. and and bring it right down to hands mm-hmm. yeah, yeah close yeah. quarter close quarters lots of like intricate movements mm. but he used a defensive offense so yeah. what you see an awful lot and it's the thing with the kung fu as well you sort of parry the body grab the hand pull and you pull them into you so use their own momentum. your defense is an offense it yeah. hurts them when you defend you know and yeah. he was the first one, I think, to show that kind of counter striking from his a dramatization of it. Yeah. yeah, so it looks pretty cool. And so that was taken in elements of jujitsu and judo, which is a defen- mm-hmm. their defensive, defensive. Yeah. Arts. And like you're saying, that that's why he gets credited as being the father of mixed martial arts, yeah. and that he's throwing all these together and then just going, "Hey, America, yeah, what about that?" Mm. But uh, America went fuck. Yeah, they weren't they weren't <laughs> having like five on one fights in those old Hong Kong movies. Mm-hmm. So imagine like you're watching it; it's like one on one with swords. And then someone dies, and then it's like, oh yeah, okay, he's the righteous one or whatever for fighting for pride and honor. Now it's like Bruce Lee just hands mm. nine lads in a fucking dojo, just like or in an alleyway, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like sensory overload for uh, uh, Chinese people in the sixties <laughs> and seventies. Like, holy shit! And he was a hero there before he was a hero in America as well. Same story as you know the likes of the Jimi Hendrix and the. Yeah, yeah. The, the Janis Joplin's and mm-hmm. stuff. They went elsewhere to get their chops and then came home. So it's like a typical story. Um, he died at 32. Spoiler alert. Um, so we've done a 27 Club episode and found out a lot of a lot of people died at 32. It seems to be a year mm-hmm. for dying. Mm. Uh, John Bonham as well uh, bounced to 32. So, uh, you know, very young, very fit, suspicious circumstances. Strange. He said, um, I, 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 won't, I, I won't make it, I, I won't make it to be at half least half of my father's, father's age. age. And I think he did die just a few months shy. His father's 64. 64, that's there right. There you yeah. go. There you go. So um, we get into Bruce Lee then. Um, like, as I said, if you're a huge Bruce Lee fan, you probably know a lot of this. Mm. Uh, and you probably might not like some of the stuff towards the middle or the end. So if you're, if you're bouncing in for the first time and this is your first Those Conspiracy Guys experience, I would, I would say, uh, you know, give me a break. <laughs> this is not the Bruce Lee podcast. You can go and listen to that if you want to. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. So Bruce Lee was born uh, Lee Jun Fan on the 27th of November 1940 in San Francisco, don't you know, down in Chinatown. And his parents were originally from Hong Kong. And Bruce was born on the hour of the dragon, in the year of the dragon. Uh, and this was, he was kind of stuck with that imagery then, to be honest. Mm. I mean, it seemed to be very good luck. 
Apparently for, for so, all of yeah. those things to yeah. come together. I and think what I'd like to see is because it's always the dragon, yeah. Kung Fu the dragon, like mm. the, 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 the martial arts are always the dragon. The but then you have the year of the rat and stuff. I love to see like the rat coming to a cinema near you and he's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like badass. Enter, enter, enter the, the rat. rat. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> enter the, the horse. Of, um, yeah, enter the pig. <laughs> that's I like, wouldn't mind. I think yeah, that's a exactly. Black Mirror episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first one. Um, the likes of uh, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, tells yeah. that kind of story of of the you know the the rotund layabout, who's who's the ma- a master of kung fu despite his psychological shortcomings. He's like, mm. oh, I'm good, and I don't even want to. And he does the touch, you know, the finger touch. Yeah, yeah, he kills people not. But you have your you have your lotus style, you have your oh, tiger nice. style, and you have all the styles, and it's kind of a, a reinvigorated kung fu in the yeah. in the heads of kids. You know? I love that scene in Wayne's World where he's he's explaining all the techniques he knows. You know, the rat. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 <laughs> and then he goes, the beetle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think, I think like, um, having a knowledge of that stuff really informs you when you're watching it uh, uh, as to how intricate and, and difficult it is to perform. Oh, man, yeah, I do. Like, I did a, or I do a kung fu class. I've blown out my knee a few weeks ago, but I do one twice a week. And you learn the forms. So, like, you step forward, yeah. swing the arm around, defend. And you just feel like a fucking drunk baby mm. trying to get the moves down. Mm. And then the guy's like, no, no, it's like this. And he does it perfectly. You can like blow out candles with his punches yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he's really like just perfectly formed because, you know, the, the shape of the heel into yeah. the hip with the turn gets but the it's all, and all you that. have to know the muscular structure. You oh, have to yeah, know the yeah, yeah. The structure. I, I, to study the body and how it moves. That's how. Mm. And it links in with their, their understanding of acupuncture and the way that the. Because yeah. Tai Chi is just a, a non-violent form of kung fu if you it's like that movement. It's defensive kung fu. It is. So if you if you speed up tai chi, the moves in uh, it completely are, yeah, you can fight with tai yeah, chi. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they say, yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't believe I forgot this. The, the 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 village with the pub and the poster and there was my cousins are out there. It's my uncle Jim. That's who my dad would have been out visiting. Jim my, Lee. Jim uh, <laughs> my uncle Jim the Penciler <laughs> Batman. <laughs> my uncle Jim Quinn, he was he was he was a black belt in, in, in karate like. That's why he had the Bruce Lee yeah, poster. Or no, that was just in the pub, but oh, I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, he was he was a, a, a so we had karate in our lives, just with your uncle Jim knows knows karate. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, everyone had. Like, my 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 friend's dad knew karate, yeah. and everyone was like. And he, he used to teach classes and everything, and I did a few of them when I was a kid. Like, but I wasn't into sports and all that. But yeah, uh, yeah there's a, fa- a picture in our house of my uncle. He's up in the air. He's, he's like this. His knees up and his fucking foot is going down. And there's somebody just—it's just an exhibition. Well, like taxidermy, yeah. or what is it? Like uh, a picture, is it? Yes, he's <laughs> right. stuffed in the house. God yes. bless. It's it's what he wanted. Having uh, fun the mantelpiece, hanging yeah. on twine. But yeah, my uncle Jim. I can't believe I forgot that. I just needed to say that. So that's how yeah, karate, yeah. Was, karate was around yeah. uh, my house. My uncle Jim was a black belt in Benson and Hedges. Nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone has an Uncle Jim as well. Yeah, yeah. mine's not a crowdy guy. He's it just not, sounds so No, real nice uncle, cool guy. Uh, Sound uncle. <laughs> don't think he could knock me out, though. <laughs> well, Bruce Lee's father, uh, Lee Hui Chen, was a theater actor, and he was introduced to film at a very young age. Bruce was in it from babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played bit parts in as many as 20 films before he left Hong Kong for America, uh, including some speaking roles. Uh, Hoi Chuen was a, a leading Cantonese opera and film actor, uh, and the family had been with him as he toured the United States for years, performing uh, for the, the Chinese communities there, because as we know, uh, America uh, imported 
a lot of Chinese people to build their their railroads yes. and then let them all have heroin. To and then we came along and beat the shit out of them. <laughs> we treated them so badly. The let, Irish let all the Chinese have That's heroin our jobs, so they can get like useless and slow because the train tracks are all built, and we just want them all to fuck off. Mm. So we just let them get into heroin, and then moved them out of the now very affluent areas that they lived in. So the the, the places that like I nearly I think I'd nearly do an episode on uh Chinese immigration to the US mm. because it's so we did a touched a little bit on it in the marijuana episode about how the Mexicans were vilified and then the, the Chinese were vilified and they made heroin and marijuana illegal in the early part of the twentieth century. But these guys, these Chinese people who lived in San Francisco now live on some of the or lived on some of the most expensive real estate on the planet. Uh, and mm. they just got fucked out by giving them all heroin until they couldn't afford to live there anymore. And then they had to go and then people came in and bought up the shit underneath them. Like, yeah, really disrespectfully treated, you know. Mm. That's why you wind up having Chinatowns everywhere in their own little, mm. they kept to their own, I suppose. Yeah. That's it, man. Yeah, yeah. But they could have beat the shit out of all the Americans. Oh, yeah. If they had a turn like, if they, but they knew because it's very honorable. And they were so they good were like, no, at the, they were technically proficient at the railroad. They, 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 they really um, sped the whole process up, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great they, TV show, Helen Wheels. They knew what to Helen yeah, Wheels. Is that watched the first couple episodes so of that, yeah. Is it about, about that, yeah? Uh, no, the, the, the closing chapters of the series uh, has uh, the Chinese railroad builders mm. and, and immigrants coming in. And then you're talking like about there's a drug dealer in it and he's a pimp and all that sort of thing. They touch on all that, you know. Mm. Oh, cool. Is it that one was like the the main show. guy looked kind of like the cowboy from Red Dead Redemption, it's didn't exactly he? exactly yeah. why I watched it. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> So um, the Chinese communities were, were being performed and they had a lot of Chinese operas and Chinese uh, plays and uh, Bruce Lee's father would would bop around and do that kind of stuff, keep them entertained in the, in the mother tongue, mm -hmm. as it were. Um, Bruce was also a dance student mm -hmm. and he won the Cha-Cha Championship. That's not a stutter. <laughs> the Cha-Cha Championship for the whole of Hong Kong in Cha-Cha. Right. Incredible. Best dancer in the yeah. whole of Hong Kong. And in terms of staying in It's like shoulder movement. Yeah, it was lots of it's lots of footwork. Ah, that would suit him. No, it's like it's like jive dancing. You know, a lot of guys who fight as well do a lot of like Kevin Lee. I think in the another Lee, another Lee. Uh, but yeah, he does. He does like ballet for mm. for you know mm. getting. They say that apparently guys who break dance are some of the best jujitsu practitioners out there because the way they can move. Yeah, course strength, the way they can move their bodies. So amazing dance. So I guess the footwork for Bruce Lee, he he took that then into Jeet Kune Do and kind of made that Muhammad Ali dancing around the the, mm. the the ring. You know, yeah, keeping keeping you on your toes. So uh, Bruce's mother Grace Ho was the adopted daughter of a man called Sir Robert Ho Tung, who was a respectable Hong Kong businessman and a philanthropist. And Bruce also had two brothers and two sisters, and then one other brother who died uh, shortly after he was born. Indeed. Um, so Grace Ho, his mother, had some questionable lineage. Check this out. Uh -oh. uh, it was rumoured that uh, Grace was not 100% Chinese, and this may be where Bruce got his idea of equality and mixed-race acceptance uh, as his career went on. And definitely if Dragon... The Bruce Lee story is happen to be uh, taken from about how oh. Bruce had attitudes toward racism. It was really like, you know, uh, Samuel L. Jackson yeah. in Don't Be Men's South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. 
like he could be popping up and being like message like it was really yeah, yeah. smashed into your face that and American Linda's mad just constantly like mm, don't know about you yeah don't know about yeah. you and then uh, uh, saying every, really racist shit about yeah. like yellow babies and shit like yeah, that yeah. that she says to her daughter in the movie it's fucking and there's so loads, racist. Of, loads of lads that were students in the college when Bruce went to college was all like ah oh, you chink ah oh, you gook yeah, and yeah. you're like Jesus this is he's like I kicked the shit out of all of you but the movie is so PG and then they mm. just throw that stuff in you're but like, I think you're shit. you're allowed to be way more racist in movies back like yeah, 93, 93 early 90s mm. stuff like that your move creep <laughs> Yeah, so Grace had this questionable lineage, and uh, I mean, there's loads of different stories about how you know where she came from. It is said that she had a Chinese mother and a German father, and then there's also rumors that she was born to a different woman altogether in Shanghai and then adopted. Lord have mercy. Um, and then Grace herself says that her mother was English and her father was Chinese, <clears throat> but either way, it meant that Bruce had the lineage of the Kuai Lo in him from the very start, and I mean. Maybe later on, you know, he wasn't he wasn't either. He wasn't fully Chinese or he wasn't fully uh, westernized. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't a, <laughs> he wasn't taken in by the Chinese or by the Americans. Bit mongrelly. Yeah. So it's a weird place to be, I would imagine, uh, especially if you are trying to use your heritage as your business. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Like if he was just going out there and he was just an accountant. To be all like, oh, well, you're Asian. You're probably very good at maths. I'm going to mm-hmm. have you as an accountant. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, but I'm a quarter, not Chinese. And they're like, oh, what quarter are you? Jewish. Oh, that'll do. Mm-hmm. I'll have that. Yeah, you can be an accountant. Because not only are you good at maths, you probably save me a few bob as well. <laughs> do you know? But if he was like, do you know, I'm, I'm a quarter Irish or something like that. Yeah. Do no, you know? But that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, being like, I think as far as I know, I'm fully Irish. Like, I think we all are. Like, you're not sending your general. DNA into the... The no, I was, you know, they'll use it again like someday. Uh, <laughs> 23 and me. Did you commit this crime? I didn't. But they could just say you did with the DNA evidence. Yeah. How am I going to undo DNA? They'll fucking Stephen Avery you. Just wipe um, your cum all over the steering wheel of some car somewhere. Because yeah. you have to send them cum, don't you? It's cum you send them, isn't it? Uh, I'm sure it's a swab, cheek swab or something. Is it? Not? Oh. Yeah, I doubt you come in a, in a dish. Simply come in a cup and send it to us. Your spoil will be dead by the time it arrives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but yeah, as an Irish person, hundred percent Irish. Like I, I don't. We're we're known for getting hammered. Yeah, and fight, and I can't fight for shit. I can drink. So I have though. nothing. That's it. Yeah, but, but I mean, Jesus, that's no use. Can you imagine? No, it, no use. I'm a drunken if, master. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if you were, let's say, a professional Irish singer? Do you know mm. those songs when you're like, Han the potatoes turn black in the ground and you've fucking travel the whole world just doing that shit. just doing like yeah. shan no singing or you were a fucking illin pipes player and the whole thing was that you were irish and you had a fucking head of luke kelly off you mm. and you wore irish jerseys with air com on it from the 90s or something and you were like right and then all of a sudden i found out you were half english Oh, that wouldn't go well that wouldn't go well shane mccann he talks like yeah, I think that's all the pa- with the white label powers. Though, is just he's he's he's, he's ruined the speech centers in his brain. He's he's got an English accent. Little lead, bit lead singer of the Pogues, yeah, little bit. But I mean, it's it's um for Bruce Lee, he's he's really he's selling his heritage. Mm-hmm. So to be a quarter something else and not Chinese, especially at a time when there were drawn lines between like who could learn and who couldn't, who could be you know part of kung fu and who couldn't. Mm-hmm. It seems like the lineage of his ma will 
come back again and again later on in his life, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Bruce was born, uh, as we said, Lee Jun Fan, which means return again. But when he was a little boy, he when he was a baby, like he was given a girl's name to try to try to circumvent the family curse that his his mother. Uh, I guess she was paranoid. She had a, she'd had a, a baby before Bruce, and he died at a very young age, like a small baby. And the family curse. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to do it again. So the family curse was was you know that a stone monster would eat your babies or whatever. Well, yeah, the demon yeah, yeah. was looking looking for, looking for uh, male boy. children is what they thought. Oh so yeah, that's right. They, they used to just dress, target yeah. male. But yeah. his dad was real into it. Like uh, so, his dad used to dress him up in dresses, and they called him Little Phoenix. Little Dragon would have been the boy's variation of the name. Yeah. Uh, so just to make sure that the the demon wouldn't be able to find him. Siphon was just what they called cut, it. Cut, cut, write notes. I think the demons here you know. <laughs> hey small phoenix <laughs> that's a lovely dress you're wearing make sure, you, make sure you're sitting down when you pee now <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah it's a uh, siphon they used to call him uh which is a girl's name when 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 he's a little baby and uh she well he was <laughs> so oh what's your pronoun bruce um, he was given uh, the name bruce by the attending physician in the san francisco hospital where he was born uh, by Dr. Mary Glover. She was like, oh, yeah, he looks like a Bruce. And they're like, Bruce, okay, well, uh, we're just going to call him a girl's name for a while because a demon is going to kill him. And she's like, oh, immigrants. <laughs> <laughs> You're weird. I'm yeah. just going to talk to Tulsa Support Services. <laughs> yeah, Mary Mary knew the crack. Um, so did. his father's decision then uh, to move back to Hong Kong, it was rare enough at the time and from that community of people. So he's like a performer who worked at the same time, uh, you know, as all these other people that were coming over entertaining uh yeah he wasn't the only one was an immigrant of, population yeah there was loads of them and a lot of them once they got out of china they came over to south america was and they're like oh yeah fuck it no i give it a, I give it a good bang yeah i'm gonna give this a shot and they stayed around but hoi chen decided i you know i'm out i'm going home and he went back to hong kong and decided to make a go of it uh, uh, back there and um when he went home he, he ended up being very successful as an actor mm-hmm. in the hong kong scene and he ended up getting uh, loads of roles in different movies after the Japanese invasion of Hong Kong, which was which was brutal, brutal. by the way. I brutal. mean, I, I've and been totally swept under the carpet. It completely. I went history. I went to Hong Kong uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, were you guys playing as totally yeah, weird? Yeah, 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 that's amazing. And it's a beautiful city, like yeah. uh, we went to the Kowloon district and uh, went to the uh, museum there, and uh, the history of the Japanese invasion and occupation of Hong Kong was shocking. Really shocking. Executing motherfuckers like yeah, down, bleak. Yeah. Thank God, like Colin O'Regan, the fellow comedian, used to just keep leaning into me and just going, bastards. Every time they'd say, and then they did this, he'd just lean in and go, bastards. <laughs> <laughs> like an Irish to the British sort of thing. Yeah. It, was, it was lighten the mood. But yeah, it, it was pretty bleak. So when I read that uh, he had, the father had left Hong Kong on the eve of the Japanese uh, invasion of Hong Kong, which yeah. took place the same day as Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Uh, December 8th. 1941 yeah yeah they just started and i I thought wow did he know they were coming or what like and i actually judged him a little bit i went oh he he bailed you know what i mean he took his family and he went but no he was just he was just scheduled to do a tour many numerous tours that he'd done then when i read he went back and 
after it was all over, and, yeah. And, and was, you know, Japanese occupation was still a thing. Yeah. Right. There went, was, back, went back to, mm. to, to Japanese occupation. Because isn't that what that, the Ip Man movie is about? Who's yeah. obviously the guy who trains Bruce Lee later, mm -hmm. but the Ip Man, it shows him, uh, like, it's the Japanese occupation. They're all getting fucking better around the place and forced to build stuff. And then he starts fighting the captors and all this sort of yeah. teaching the other guys who were who were captive to do that yeah yeah right? it's like the first yeah. Hitman movie or whatever yeah well it, yeah, yeah it's just a, that, i just wanted, i was fascinated by that i really was it's though. a fucked up part of history because it's not really talked about a lot i guess in in western history because mm. we're all like oh pearl harbor and we mm. just get kind of blinded by that story mm. um but sino japanese conflicts were brutal yeah really, absolutely really brutal, brutal. Uh, a lot of people dead if they didn't cooperate they were executed immediately and then, like you said, there was some kind of bombings uh, mm -hmm. during the war mm -hmm. uh, up until 45. And then all through the 50s, Hong Kong was kind of split in two. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there was no real, I guess, art scene. Or there was no real, it was all very regimented and it was all very, you know, stifled. Mm -hmm. And as well as the English influence then all through the yeah. late 50s, 60s and 70s, like Hong Kong seemed to be very controlled and very um, yeah and then thank god know. for the swing 60s baby because <laughs> they all they all relaxed there even bruce's brother yeah was the lead singer of the thunderbirds this beat band Love it. are you getting nice. into that later or at all uh, no no his brother his brother uh robert was very famous in hong kong yeah. for being the lead singer uh, and uh in a band called the thunderbirds and they were like a swinging uh, beat band because it's awesome yeah it's cool like early beatles stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Like, <laughs> maybe that's where Bruce gets like, crazy ideas. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. his his, uh, his dad went like like you said, he left the day before the Japanese invasion. Hmm. And I guess if you're in America and you're making it, uh, a lot of people had left Hong Kong to go and do performances. You're looking back at what you just left and went, "Yeah, I probably stay here." Yeah, a lot yeah, of them yeah, did, yeah. and they said that they were looked at him like, Are "You fucking nuts." Go. So he, he went back, but it was at a time when. Uh, the place was kind of fucked yeah. and you're talking like late 50s and there was reformation in hong kong at the time they were building back everything they were like going uh maybe we put a theater here yeah you know people are like stuff like that what used to be oh it used to be like something that got blown up yeah let's make let's make it a theater and then there was this huge big theater, you know, revolution, a reformation of culture. And because the people there were being subjugated in all sorts of other ways, they went back to tell the old stories of their culture. So they were doing plays and stuff based on old stories, you know, old yeah. things that ended up getting turned into movies later on. And there was a whole like a cultural uh, um, revival in Hong Kong. And the dad was part of that when he went back and he ended up being coming really famous because yeah. he did a load of plays. And then eventually when the movie started getting made in the in the late 50s, he started starring in all these movies as well. Well, not starring, but like playing parts in all these movies. So they were pretty well off. Yeah, oh God. For, yeah. A, for you know, mm -hmm. a Hong Kong family. Yeah, and even the, where they lived, the, the district in the Kowloon. Yeah, a really rich area. Yeah. That's the thing. So his father is a successful actor and his mother was the daughter of, like, a, like you said, a wealthy businessman. Bruce grew up in this affluent area and he was brought up in this really nice neighborhood. But with the rebuilding and the, the kind of the, <laughs> I, I, what's the opposite of gentrification, I guess, like urban decay. Mm. There's like <laughs> urban decay of Hong Kong because of these extra um, financial and, and economic influences, especially with uh, people who were fleeing commun now, the now declared communist China mm -hmm. uh, for this British ruled Hong Kong. 
they weren't really doing any vetting of these lads and some bad hombres got over the wall <laughs> in the Hong Kong. The Great Wall. The Great Wall. It, hey, the Chinese that built a wall didn't stop the Mongols. You know? <laughs> Maybe I should rethink this whole thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like they, they, they started having like street gangs. They started having uh, like, you know, roving gangs of immigrant Chinese doing stuff. And I mean, some of it was fear. And then eventually in Kowloon, it got to be pretty serious. There was like... It was an epidemic. Almost. An epidemic, mm-hmm. yeah. And this is this kind of why you have that? Because whenever you watch those kung fu movies, there's always lots of gangs and you're yeah. fighting the gangs. So even a Roman rumble in the jungle, of, yeah. a rumble in the Bronx rather, mm-hmm. is like Jackie Chan, but he's fighting all these like typical kind of Seattle-ish yeah. looking yeah. gangs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, is that, groups of identically dressed They're men. like the guys in Streets of Rage or something, yeah. yeah. And you wonder, is that these where this mix, sort of stuff mi- Mixed race gangs, from? hilariously yeah. enough. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, again, because then with the Japanese, you always wonder, because all their stuff... <laughs> all their stuff is like, it's, you know, technologically, like mad mechs and all this sort of stuff, but yeah. then it's against a backdrop of shrines and yeah. they've survived an apocalypse and it's sort yeah, of like, that's, it that's makes the sense. The image I have in my so head crazy, is, is, you know? is, 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 you know, roving gangs like a post-apocalyptic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It seems, it seems to be, if you were a young man at that time in a shitty economic, or an area that was affluent that's now getting shittily economic, everyone had a, something on the make people were like, well, I can't get a legitimate job, so I have to go into crime. In order to go into crime, you have to go into a gang. Mm. And then the gangs were taking over what retail stuff was there and protecting that place against other rival gangs and taking money for it. I think that's the next step for Ireland with the housing crisis, middle-class gangs, just mm. gangs who yeah. are on like 40 to 60 grand a year, just like yeah. going around baiting lads and trying to take houses. No, no, just going around like, you know, and fighting online with each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So listen, you haven't haven't paid your uh, protection money this week. (laughs) So if you don't, I'm going to say that you raped my sister on Twitter. (laughs) So you want to get that protection A drive-by jeering. (laughs) Just as you're like driving by somewhere like, you think that dress makes you look good, but it doesn't. Your fucking calves are massive. (laughs) That's That's what you're looking at. Pay him the money, Johnny. (laughs) Can't deal with that shit. So yeah, it was was a a really volatile area. Um, I grew up for something so nice, Mm. you know? Um, and Amanda, Bruce Lee's Amanda were kind of like, shit, well, we thought we had a nice life and we came home here and it was grand for a while. And now little Bruce is growing and, and Robert and all the other lads, are, they're all growing up and they're going, like, I don't want my daughter Shannon to be out walking the streets and then end up getting attacked or raped or something happened to her. And what was happening was Bruce Lee was out running the roads, ended up joining the gang in, in, in his mid-teens. Him and his and, mates. Uh, him and his mates and, you know, doing some fucking nefarious shit around town. Yeah. And Bruce is also, you know, uh, cool. kicked out of a few schools. Down. I know, it really does. Yeah, it I sounds really yeah. cool. <laughs> like Yaku- that game you were playing, Yakuza. Oh, so good. He's just, just like, like joining, hard to gold, yeah. but he's baiting lads. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, you're dressed like a gangster. Yeah, it's good, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like what was that? Henry Hill. Oh yeah, that's it. That's exactly. Yeah. It. Turns up with shiny shoes, mm-hmm. but he got he got kicked out of a load of schools. Bruce did uh, once for pulling a knife on a PE teacher. Holy mm. crap! Heard you that story. It. You got it. You got to pull knives on. PE yeah, teachers. the PE teacher was like two laps. He's like, what laps? Yeah, do you know? But imagine how terrifying that be. This kid who's fucking kicking the shit out of everyone and is way fitter than everyone yeah. can cut glass with his nipples. <laughs> He's pulling knives on the PE yeah. teacher. Oh, fuck. Pee- and the PE teacher peed himself. Ooh. No homework weekend for Bruce Lee, man. <laughs> um, so, like, later on uh, in, his, in these teenage fights, this attitude started to come out and he was fighting to kill. He was fighting to kill in these fights. Uh, sometimes he got bed up 
and it gave him a little bit of something to think about. He was saying, like, maybe I should get trained a bit better. Mm. He was doing some boxing in this PE uh, classes, mm. and uh, he was admitted to, to St. Francis Xavier's College in 1956, and his enrollment in the boxing club there probably focused his anger and his rage and all these kind of, you know, familial issues mm. uh, into something a little bit more productive and a little bit more disciplined. Yeah. And this bo- this boxing club finally got this, like, you know, street fighting, brawl and style into something that was a little bit more disciplined, um, disciplined yeah. and f- and organized and controlled. And then later on, he, you know, his parents thought, well, if he, you know, he's responding really well to that, maybe we should... Go get you some traditional training. Maybe get you some. I mean, he was good at the some martial arts. Yeah, brilliant yeah, he was at it. Winning. And later on, yeah, apparently he went into uh, one of his first bouts against the former school champion, and he knocked him out within like ninety seconds. Oh god, like yeah, that. that's right. Yes. He did. He knocked him out. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he knew the crack, mm. and they went, "Geez, he's really good," and he's not getting in trouble or getting kicked out of schools, or he's not really like fighting people on the street or pulling knives. It's, on it's teachers. the equivalent of sending your niece to the FCA. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> channel that aggression <laughs> into <laughs> something shoot, positive. Shoot a few guns. Style and, rifle. Yeah. But now you hear it with, like, guys who say, you know, who, who fight for a living always talk about either being bullied and wanting to learn how to fight to, to avoid being bullied by getting and feeling weak like that into that situation. Or for revenge. Exactly. And some of the other stuff is, well, not revenge, but, like, they're just fucking crazy bastards who have a good, they could fight really well. And mm-hmm. then if they can put them into this, they can channel it. Yeah. yeah turn like, it into um, something positive. And then the person was saying, so thank God for it. You know, thank God they, they did that. Yeah, yeah. Rather than or I, I wound up killing someone. Yeah, yeah. Or getting killed. Yeah. What was that lad that fought in the UFC with the big black beard and he used to fight in the street? The big black beard? Yeah, massive black beard. Oh, guy. Kimbo. Kimbo, Kimbo Slice. Slice. Yeah, he was yeah, a street brawler. He was, he was a backyard, the backyard, backyard fighting or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. And he got trained. He knocked the guy's eye out. <laughs> with a punch? He knocked, yeah, he knocked the guy out. There was a, what the fuck they call it? It's backyard. It's some name on Backyard brawl. Backyard. Was it brawl? I thought it was something different had a name yeah i can't remember but anyway yeah he knocked out a guy's eye like uh fighting him and these are these cage fights like and they'd, they'd box off at you know out in the green out in the estate mm-hmm. yeah and they'd put up some fencing and, and have it like surround oh, yeah, they'd so be the cops lads see back into so like you have a group of people surround and they're just bare knuckle going at each other and kimbo slice is built like a panzer type tank yeah. like it's it's He's ridiculous. He's like a big black wardrobe. Yeah, like he's so... <laughs> big chest of drawers. Yeah. Uh, he's got arms like legs and stuff. Like it's ridiculous, you know? <laughs> but he, yeah, knocked the guys all out in one <laughs> of these backyard bro. You can see some of the... I think there's a documentary on some of that where you can see some of those fights. And you go onto YouTube and watch those on, old fights. It used to like, be one wow. on Netflix and it showed all that. Yeah, it was yeah. like Dada 5000 was another guy. And then you put the two of them into an actual fight and they look like fucking two fucking blocks of cheese trying to... Fu- nah, they're just old and shit uh-huh. then. Because I suppose... In the early days of this guy, the mixed martial arts stuff, there's just guys who are just fucking railing hooks at, you know what I mean? There's not a lot of discipline to it. Rampage Jackson and all back in the yeah, day. Yeah, great fighters, yeah, like, yeah. but just, you know, they're like just total fighters. And then now you have lads who are learning all these various different things. There's more strategy and nutrition and diet. Whereas the start of it is just this like Ryu versus E Honda. No weight classes, like just yeah, no weight classes, each other. no style. It's just like, here we get a lad who can box who's kind of good at wrestling and then a lad who's like amazing at jiu-jitsu he's really he's good at headbutt kind of okay at, at kickboxing yeah, yeah yeah it's mad and they just throw him in there and you're like what, what's your groundwork and they're just like um I just get up again because I'm really good <laughs> when I'm standing up and they're like yeah okay go on you'll do <laughs> yeah it was it was kind of the wild west back in the day oh yeah yeah Lord of Mercy and Kimbo as well he's gone is, yeah Kimbo is gone um, oh I must look all that up great, big, great fun to watch him fight like you know guy. he's but he he just looked like he'd bait you, but then had no real defense for the ground for yeah. the takedowns. And that he's like a stuff. big, angry black Santi. 
<laughs> would be. It'd absolutely kill you. Yeah. So um, we, when we look into uh, the beginnings of Bruce's career, Eamon, you were looking into some stuff about that, and you, yeah, you already yeah. mentioned the, the old yipper. The old yip. Ip. Yeah. Is it pronounced yip or ip? It's spelled ip, but maybe it's spelled ip. But it's pronoun- I, I, I wrote it as I heard it. Ah, so I wrote right. it yip because I, I got you. I got you. I was wondering. That's how we it. I wonder, like, is that how we got away? Because, you know, they'd be all like, Bruce, what are you at tonight? We're taking a few lip, yips there down <laughs> down by, down by under the bridge. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going up with yip, man. And yeah. they'd be like, yeah, cool, man. Cool. He's, so he's like learning, fighting, being like, yeah. on the download. being good. But he's like, fuck, thank God. They think I'm taking ecstasy. Well, it could be Bruce a, E. <laughs> it could be, it could be a, nice. an eye with like a weird, you know, those, like a fada or a numlaut oh, or something. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like a yip. Yeah. Like your son. I heard yeah. it yip, so I wrote yip. it yip. But yeah, his, his, his major uh, discipline in martial arts was Wing Chun. Uh, so he began training under Yip Man in 1957, and they used to do hours of practice with the uh, Chi Sao or the stick hands. Yeah, so that's, that thing is like, yeah, yeah the, 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 the wooden dummy with the bits. And you have to do it a hundred thousand times. Yeah, and that's a real Kung Fu thing as well. That's like, that's you're conditioning your arms. So basically, you keep bruising them mm-hmm. so they get stronger and stronger. So they become like the feet of an Aborigine or something, yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. really strong and hurting them. If you defend with them, it hurts your opponents, yeah. you know? Um, so the purpose of Yip Man's classes, in his own words, were to keep people off the street and from fighting in street gangs. So obviously it's a good place for young Bruce, you know? Yeah. And he did that for a lot of kids. It was a lot of lads went to Yip. He made it his mission, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was very yeah. concerned about that, Jim. And this, honestly, <laughs> like he'd been, he'd been all through the 40s and survived the all these Japanese invasion, clones coming yeah. in. And then he was, like Eamon said, was training prisoners and all. So he had like mm. a history of taking in wayward youth and lads that were like, if you don't behave, them Japs are going to fuck you up. Yeah, Come in yeah. here and be a good lad, will you? Imagine the sense of elation in, in China uh, when uh, Nagasaki and Hiroshima, probably the, you know, were laughing. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, yeah just take like, that. <laughs> wow. What now, bro? What yeah. now, bro? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, totally. Because that's only a couple of years later. Like, yeah. it's so close to that occupation. It's insane. Madness. Didn't just, make them go I, home, I just thought of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it did, of course. Absolutely. But anyway, yeah, as we were saying, Yip Man wanted to teach people the discipline of combat and not necessarily the skills to defeat the enemy. Um, it was more about, yeah, it was more about the, you know, learn how to win so you don't have of, to fight. And they, yeah, they have that again, Kung Fu, or the one I know a tiny ever so slightly about is, uh, I think it's Ling Yong, but that the idea is like, you hit and you break a river, your your idea is just to immobilize them with yeah. as little strikes mm-hmm. as possible. And I'm sure I mean, you, can, you can whatever. kill them then if you want afterwards. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's up to yourself, but yeah. I don't think, you know... Uh, yeah, again, I'm not sure the history of it. I'm not sure what's meant it's like to... like Ling Young's like, major move was used uh, predominantly by uh, the Three Stooges. <laughs> there was like a real Ling Young thing where they go like, ah, and poke you in the eye and then the defense for it was like exactly. putting your hand up over, over your nose. <laughs> but yeah. Just to immobilize them, it's like, oh, <laughs> right the eyes. Yeah, I always wondered about that. Like we have mixed martial arts and stuff and like, the lad's on top of you and he's, you know, got you in full mount or whatever and you're, he's desperately <laughs> trying to get out of it. Can you just, like, jam your thumb up his hole? Like, yeah. like whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's turned the position. Okay. <laughs> Wear the face off. Yeah, when he's getting like, just, like, <laughs> French kiss him, like, or just start, like, nosingly lick his mm. neck. Just, just be, like, start to give him a hickey. <laughs> well, he's like, like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Go on, go Just, like, go, yeah, giving these balls a tickle. He'll release. He'll let you go. Stop it. I'm sure there's rules for sexual behavior behavior in mma is there 
Uh, yeah, there's, you're not. I th- I'm pretty sure. Is it in the book? Or well, you're not just allowed like to hit below rules. the belt, which I'm sure means you can't just try to fucking fondle someone's yeah, balls. Yeah, I know. But yeah, if you start just tap like, out, you don't like grab their ass. But it, imagine the commentary. His his mind games around sexual misconduct are just <laughs> second to none, Mike. I mean, he's literally just just circling his helmet with his with his index finger at the moment, you know. And he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> he's got the perennium in a, a four finger lock right now. We're going in for an armbar. Uh, by that I mean puts the dick into the crook of his arm and then gives him what's known in the in the game as the bagpipe. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we've never seen someone come twice on full mount in a position like this before. Yeah. <laughs> he must be exhausted, Joe. We're going to have to get the, the ring girls in with the cloths or the cleanup after this one. There's and blood and semen everywhere. And you can see the semen from the last fight still just slowly encrusting. <laughs> ah, it's like there's a, a snail farm in the UFC tonight. <laughs> just ridiculous, ridiculous stuff. Anyway, back to the topic. Uh, so Bruce came to Yip Man after losing a few street fights with gang members in the city. And he was in trouble with the authorities more than a few times for fighting in the streets. All these attacks seemingly unprovoked uh, may have been because people found out about his mother's history. And so then he's, 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 he's being introduced to racism pretty early on. You I know? think that, yeah. And the fact that, like, you know, uh, he was, what, a quarter English or possibly mm. German. or so, At least he was mixed race at that point. Yeah, yeah. And people were like, well, you're not fully us, so you're a bit them, so we'll treat you like them. And there was a fear in Hong Kong, and in China at the time of, of immigration, especially because yeah. they're fucking occupied as fuck. If it's not the Japanese, now it's the fucking English then. In, in yeah, yeah. A- again, by the way. Again, yeah, that's what I mean. Like in the 50s, they're, they're, they're still taking over. All, everything is called like an English name. It's all... Mm-hmm. You know, very much uh, imperialized, occupied. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the old opium wars as well yeah. before, before that. Yeah. So to have that blood running through your veins, I guess people would be like, no. Well, it's, it's a funny thing because you look at how it kind of turned out then. Maybe he feels um, that he's being persecuted, but he, he is Chinese, you know what I mean? But yeah. He feels persecuted for not being wholly Chinese or whatever way you'd want to say it. Yeah. And then as a, as a, as a kind of direct result of that, he becomes this huge beacon and flagship of what it is to have, you know, to be Chinese blooded or to have Chinese culture, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty interesting. And then to bring american people closer Mm. to chinese culture so that the chinese can then understand and believe and be closer to american culture and he integrates the two absolutely it's it's amazing yeah um to have like american tv shows be famous in china because he's in them like that's cool like you know that was incredible yeah yeah. 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 and he didn't know that until he went back home and they were like you're the star of that show yeah we love you yeah yeah yeah. and thank you for bringing our yeah uh tradition and ways and culture and all that for, for the most part for the most part we exactly. talk about it more in a yeah. second yeah, yeah. And, but yeah as you're saying with the racism so some of some of yip's students are refusing to practice with bruce because they seem as mixed um the beginnings of asian discrimination against white people uh, and teaching them their secret ways kind of are beginning here yeah the quite low quite low they're yeah. not allowed to know the kung fu keep it on the quite low keep it on the quite low <laughs> um so when when uh, when Bruce is 18 years of age and with some serious training done with Yip, uh, he's much more confident uh, and he holds himself well in the street of Kowloon. So there's serious gang activities going on in the streets. Uh, he's getting into many street fights. He's getting into many roof fights as well. I don't know if you saw any of the back and white footage of the, the roof fights. They used to, all these gangs used to like fight each other on the roofs. Wow. From the, and they're from different gangs who would be, so he would be Wing Chun was his gang, if you like. And, have, and this is like the mixed martial art, different disciplines. Yeah. All just baiting each other on roofs. And there's footage they have 
of guys fighting and they're literally fighting and stumbling back over where one sort of rooftop meets another and just tripping over the awning onto the ground and still fighting and getting back up and that's like something out of a movie absolutely yeah so this is his life he's and you can see he's he's bringing some of those early experiences yeah into these movies then you know the gangs the different rivalries the stories and, and the way it's done mm. and the, the, using the environment as your weapon yeah. as well mm. there's an amazing playstation game called gang beasts have you ever played it no gang beasts have you ever played that it's like a cartoon fighting game oh is this the stickman thing yeah. i haven't played it i saw it on the on dude the PlayStation we play store. it after it's <laughs> fucking awesome and it's like 10 people on a roof and you just have it's like whoever the last one to win but you have all of the, like, the controls are crazy and it's very much like Drunken Master stuff. So you have to get the lad and he'll go to hit you and if you block it at the right time, you grab his hand and you run over to the side and you have to do, like, some move to go and whip him out over this and the last one left on the roof wins. But they're fighting on roofs, they're fighting in, in, uh, you know, pits and the sides are all taken out, like, in Karate Kid 2 and very, you know, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. But you can see why they'd be fighting on roofs to get away from the cops on the street. Yeah, yeah, makes no sense. Up on the makes sense. Mm-hmm. No one can look up and see the fight because it's on the fucking roof. Yeah, it's kind of it's one of those things. Well, there's certain places that like they're just they scream like fight location. Yeah, you know, like you have like uh, Harvey's Field. Harvey's. That's what I was about to say. Field, long grass fields, lightning in the background and stuff. That's a fight place. Yeah, heavy rain. Um, you're fighting by a waterfall. You know yeah <laughs> any street fighter stage like anything just sort of like you're like on yeah, the way back a from a family place. wedding mm, <laughs> oh you definitely get into a few fights there yeah at the very least you're getting some some serious passive aggressive yeah barbed comments <laughs> <laughs> at the very least that's that's coming yeah. so what winds up happening then he's having all these street fights uh he winds up beating the shite out of a young lad uh removing a few of his teeth and breaking his arm and lo and behold doesn't it turn out to be the son of a troublesome triad family yeah oh no gotcha so Bruce's dad gets pretty nervous about this and he reckons he's got to get him out of Hong Kong before there's some sort of retribution coming for him. So the police come to the Lee household and confirm their fears saying there was an unofficial contract out on his life and uh, if he got into one more fight he would have to be put in jail. So it's coming from both sides. He's got the cops, he's got the triads, the, the, the cops and the robbers if you like. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They're both after him. Now, and they won't know where he lives and they won't mm, knock him to the door and be his, like and his father's like famous for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But how famous do you have to be so the triad can't touch you? Well, yeah, no, it seems to me that the cops would be more sympathetic to yeah. Mr. Well, they, Lee. They came to him and said, look it. Yeah, they were nice to him because they were like, yeah. you know what, I'm a big fan, up. but your kid. And to be honest, gotta, they said if, if he if he's in any more fights, we're going to arrest him and put him in jail for his own safety because he's fighting the wrong lads. Yeah. I wonder if they, if they used names of, he's like, there's going to be big trouble in Little China if you don't get that young lad out of here, you know? <laughs> be rumbling the Bronx. You <laughs> Yeah, you just got to stop taking him down <laughs> to Chinatown. <laughs> so he's, uh, there, there's a, a a matrix of possibilities that might happen if your son gets into another fight. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, his dad just puts a hundred dollars into his hand. and He goes, "Go on now, off to the states, and don't be acting the maggot." And he has and a, he already it. has a U.S. birth certificate. Yeah, he so he can go back. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, he's, he's, so he's good he, to go. He's like lands in. He's not like an immigrant. Yeah, an immigrant I mean, he's, he's eighteen. He's a, like, is this isn't some yeah, kid. Yeah, you know, he's he's, yeah, he's yeah. he has come of age. He's well able. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nineteen nineteen forty. No, nineteen fifty eight. This is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's been sent over late nineteen fifty eight, on the boat, on the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emmett, you've watched Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Yeah, yeah. You've watched it recently. Yeah, it's like it's pretty romanticized oh god yeah you see bruce lee on the boat and he's like just walking around just talking to other like old chinese people he's like 
oh, I can't wait to go to America. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, about yeah. you? And there's like some old guy and he's like, no, America is totally fucked, man. Fifle goes west. And he's <laughs> like, how do you know? He's like, because I a history teacher. <laughs> I know. We just China, man. And we hadn't got a Chinaman's chance. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And you're like, Bruce Lee's like, huh? A Chinaman's chance. When they build the mines, they put the Chinaman in the basket and lower them down to a little explosive and then pull up the basket. Which is but true. they don't pull it up fast enough and they explode. Not a Chinaman's chance. And Bruce Lee is like, oh, okay, I got a James Dean poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck, man? How is this an accurate portrayal of the trap? Like, it's so weird. It's just uh, a well, weird it, yeah, it's just, it's little just, scene, you know? Yeah, yeah. Of him going. But you watched you watched the dragon, uh, uh, the Bruce Lee story. Yeah, the, uh, story. the 1993 Bruce Lee biopic Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. That came from the book Bruce Lee, the, the, only, the man only I knew. Yeah. By uh, yeah. the missus, uh, by Linda Lee. Linda. I think he met her in, in college over there or something yeah. like that. They went to school together. She was studying to be, uh, yeah. So uh, it tells the story in, in properly dramatic fashion of Bruce Lee's life and the major life events from, uh, from hi for him and his uh, personal life and his career. The rags to rich narrative and the, the blunt racism critique of American culture undersells the importance of uh, Bruce Lee and, and his influence on US culture in future generations. Yeah, it, it kind of was like, yeah, we get it. People don't like Chinese people. Like, let's go to the, what's the next bit? So there's a lot of, um, I think, fabricated. You know, Linda Lee got the, got the, I guess, what's it called? Poetic license mm -hmm. to yeah, romanticize yeah. some of the information. Oh, yes. And a lot of the major events were kind of amalgamated together. And that's, that's what and you have to do. Like, you look at Michael Collins and it's totally romanticizing yeah. the, 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 rev, the, the, you know, the mm. revolution, the rebellion in Ireland and all this. It's because Neil Jordan is such a, Fenian, oh, so <laughs> romantic Fenian, yeah. yeah. But it's 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 sacrificing uh, historical accuracy for yeah. a story that. But what kind was of it? the character. Was it? Didn't they make a movie about the Iceman, uh, Richard? They did Kaczynski uh, with uh, um, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Liddell. Is it Michael Michael Shannon played him? Like that was it. Yeah, Michael yeah. Shannon, and it's t like he was this fucking stone cold killer, but used to bait his wife and his kids and all. And they paint him as a kind of a heart of gold assassin yeah in the because, movie because you know? in the movie he has a very nice uh life the wife and yeah, the kids yeah. and all that they have no idea but that's just a joke in the movie like but yeah. in the reality only reality is just like i was listening to some stuff about him and i was like jesus this fella is he's stone cold psycho he's loving yeah. this yeah. yeah 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 i mean people are portrayed really differently like look at that uh that tv show about the man he's a he's a gynecologist and he lives in uh new york in brooklyn with his family and, you know, his, his daughters all get married and they bring over their husbands and he has a small baby. And then, like, w one of his daughters has a child and she gets to hang around the house. And it's just like, you know, stories of the family. And he seems very benevolent and he gives great life lessons and all this kind of stuff to his kids. And, and then he ended up turning out to be a rapist. It was called The Cosby Show. <laughs> I was like, where's uh, he going? I was like, I haven't seen this show. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> Sounds cool. Yeah, man. And, uh, Bill's gone now. He's yeah, in a, he's in away a slammer. Now. In yeah, a slammer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God love him. <laughs> so, uh, the, so the story in the movie is, is pretty much the same as what we're talking about here in the podcast, but some of the main life events, they get mixed up or amalgamated just for dramatic effect. Yeah. Yes, what are you going to do? Some movie. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be from the eyes of Linda Lee, though. She's going Completely. like, and I remember when we were in college and yeah. some guys called him a chink yeah. and then he came over and he's like, I fight you. And he fought all five at the same time. And then moments after they all ran out and said, can you teach us that stuff? Mm. But you know, you know what would be funny you. about it? If he had to tell her all these parts, because 
because you know there's that part he's working the Chinese restaurant he starts banging that really hot Chinese girl and then the other chefs are like why are you banging hot Chinese girl and then he's like oh fuck and then he's up on the rafters like yeah. jumping down at lads with cleavers yeah, yeah, baiting yeah, them and all yeah. just imagine he's like ah oh, I tell you Linda and then I was banging a dime piece she was fucking gorgeous <laughs> and the lads weren't having any of it and sure didn't I have to fight him but I was used to being on the roof so sure I'm up on the beams firing cleavers down and the oh, boys are Jesus and it's Bruce absolutely right, class and she's like oh Bruce I'm bringing you home to mammy you know, right me now <laughs> yeah, how, so, like I how mean, did you know about that Linda? <laughs> just bra- he's bragging about right yeah. the dime piece he's <laughs> <laughs> just like and i went home and i started reading a book and i got two lines into it and then she turned up the door and sucked a rod off me it's exactly what he just gets in home takes off all his clothes he's sitting in these tidy whities and he's like reading a book going it was the best of times <laughs> it, it was, was the worst <laughs> somewhere at the door like that's yeah. immediately did somebody order the chow mein <laughs> <laughs> yeah crazy yeah yeah uh well you know for her obviously it came from a place of either you know love uh, as well as protecting the uh legacy as, as we said we're gonna yeah. get into that yeah later, yeah you know? it has to be yeah i think so so uh, when bruce uh, moved to america he first went to san francisco to the uh, huge chinese community there and soon after moved to uh, seattle for the weather and began working in in in. in <laughs> he began working in the ki- almost identical to Ireland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was a good woman at the gig last night. Where are you from? The states? What parts? Seattle. I said, "What the fuck? You come over here in the dead of winter or whatever like that." But he missed home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, as they say in the Lee family, can't rain all the time. <laughs> oh God. So uh, yeah, so soon after moving to Seattle, he began working in the in the kitchen. We see him in uh, at the start of the movie. He worked for a, a woman called uh, 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 Ruby Chow. It's a fantastic name. It's pretty cool, yeah, especially if you own a restaurant. She went. She went on to be sort of a heavy hitter in politics or something like that. Did she? Yeah, she did, she did actually. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I thought uh, going to say like Ruby's Pizza down with <laughs> the point <laughs> yeah. or something. She diversified. Yeah, yeah. Started so, doing Thai as well. So uh, yeah, he worked for Ruby Chow in her restaurant, and her husband was a, a friend of uh, Bruce's dad. Yeah, Roy. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce's siblings said uh, they also moved back to America at various stages, and Bruce's brother Peter. Worked in the same restaurant for a short while until he moved to Minnesota to go to college. Yeah. And he was mm. quite successful. And now he's uh, a lawyer. That's right. And he's uh, well able. Mm. He's going to sue our asses. I mean, this is all out of the scope of defam- def- defamation because he's dead. So it's grand. Yeah. Okay. So let's be Phew. careful what we say about <laughs> Linda Lee. She's not got long left. Jesus, I think that's the first strike. Well, I well, said she's not got long she, left. She's like, I have loads of time left. Yeah, well, she can't. I bloody said she was dead for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, uh, Bruce, he worked in the restaurant for about a year and then began uh, college in the University of Washington, as I said, in, in 1961. And he went on to study uh, psychology. which uh, Psychology and philosophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, of course, this had greatly influenced the, the martial arts he yeah, would uh, design later. Yeah. His, uh, his major in the University of Washington was actually drama, not philosophy. That's what I read. There was yeah, an article that... that that kind of kind of retconned his, his history yeah uh the movie very much portrays his f- philosophies like typing out a, an essay on hegel and, mm. and his mm. dialectics or whatever yeah um it's very rare that you would hear of bruce lee being a drama student and there's no depictions in any of the biopics of him mm. treading the boards or trying mm-hmm. to learn lines and it's to very much not out like i think maybe the legend is to say he was just naturally a good actor why like why wouldn't you say that he did a course in drama so that that Helped him while he was on screen. It doesn't make sense to me that that's not portrayed or it's not part of the main story. Does it say anything in that about 
in the movie about him, uh, he used to teach dance classes and stuff like as that well, as well. Yeah, yeah. cha cha and all that stuff. Yeah. There's yeah. pictures of him uh, cha ching and all that sort <clears> of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, he's going to be good at drama and he's going to excel at drama in Washington. The guy's yeah. been in 20 movies before he was 18. Yeah, since he yeah, was but, three. Like. Yeah. But it's yeah. never said that in any of those things, and it's never said in a movie, and it's not said in any of the biographies or anything like that. I watched like fucking 10, you know, 10 hours of YouTube uh, stuff, like History Channel stuff, or even... You know, unauthorized stuff. Nothing ever says that he studied drama in college, but apparently that's a fact. Mm. Yeah. It's a yeah. weird thing that they'd leave out, right? Yeah, yeah. He's fucking lucky he did, because if he just did psychology and philosophy, Jesus, we all, I have an arts degree and wouldn't get one again. No. You know? <laughs> you talk your way out of going into the film business. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For yeah. your own mental health, fuck me. But uh, yeah, so, you know, the, that's all in the movie there. But it's it's here at the University of Washington that uh, he met his, uh, Linda Emery, his soon-to-be wife. Mm. Yeah, she was studying to be a, a, a teacher there. Yeah. Yeah. That was and uh, apparently she dated all the boys that ended up fighting Bruce in the... In the movie, they say that. Like, yeah, there's yeah. six lads and Bruce is teaching them out in the garden and then Linda comes over and goes, Hey, Bruce, you want to go for dinner sometime? And Bruce is like, oh, why not? And all the lads are like... Whoa, fucking yeah she's deadly and then she's like I don't mind these guys I've dated all these guys at one time or another. isn't that right guys and they're all like yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Bruce like he's just smiling and walks over and the lads are like yeah I fucked your missus <laughs> you know like it's a weird scene yeah, it's bizarre to have in the movie yeah and she wrote it yeah like why would you have that bit in the movie and then sign off on it like intimating that she had got fucked by like all of these guys in this college and then she went yeah but none of them could keep me only bruce you know yeah it's weird it's strange maybe it's kind of like a male you think it'd be something you would admit if it it, omit even if if it was indeed true i mean the amount of stuff that was omitted and she made sure that went in i wonder is that the kind of thing though that like a guy would say maybe she was a bit dudish he was like should I fuck the six of them? No bother. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, you're you're a guy and you're gross. You say things like that. And she yeah. was like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, okay. Or maybe, She's a maybe, and this is what you were saying earlier when we start getting into stuff with mistresses and, and cheating and all that sort of shit. Maybe she's like, well, you know what? I fucked those six guys. You your eyes closed, son. You know, and that's where it's coming from. Yeah. The old posthumous sex revenge. Uh, obviously, I don't believe any of what I've just said there, but I've said it nonetheless. Hey, look it. It's in the movie. It's a fact. Mm. Like it was said. Why was it said? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Do you know? Weird thing. It's mm. strange. Well, Bruce took the the teachings that he had learned and he kind of uh, re-amalgamated them. He, like we said earlier on, he was a, a dancing teacher as well and he was giving instruction to some of the students at, at uh, University of Washington. But he was a naturally amazing and gifted teacher and he began taking on students at the college as students in his martial arts uh, after... <laughs> The scene in the movie where he bests the shit out of some of them and they're like, oh, you're too good. Can you teach us how you do that? Mm. Um, so he began the Jun Fan Gung Fu School. So it's his name and Gung Fu, which is Kung Fu in Cantonese. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jun Fan Kung Fu. Jun Fan Gung Fu. Which means Bruce Lee's Kung Fu. Uh, and this was his version of Wing Chun and the other techniques that he picked up or developed for himself along the way. Uh, including like the fencing and boxing and uh, mm. dancing and all that. God, I'd stuff. love to see Bruce Lee fence. That'd be amazing. Oh, fuck lads up, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, so his philosophy and then technical ability around Kung Fu, I think it was unprecedented and it was definitely underappreciated in the film. They didn't focus on the Kung Fu a lot. They were focusing mainly on like familial stuff, his relationships mm. and 
you know it went a little bit into some of the technique but it didn't really show it it just said like he wrote a book called the Tao of Jeet Kune Do mm. while he had his broken back which wasn't really broken and it didn't get broken in a fight or whatever and it seemed the thing that he was most special for was focused on very little in the movie transcending race and all this sort of stuff right and like kind of bringing people together and it doesn't it, the, go into the race the actual, thing was because it was a love letter addressed. a love letter from the heart of his wife mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i yeah, think they could do another better one and go into like oh god yeah how how g kundo was created and conceptualized and developed and invented and perfected even a miniseries or something something mm. i mean like, like they're, they're able to get out technical information in in on fighting technique in other movies like in the new Rocky movies and all, where they're teaching how to do that thing, like teaching how to box, you get the technique. I mean, it's not like an over the top, you know, that movie over the top <laughs> where it's about <laughs> it's about arm wrestling. Put him over the top. And then they have one move where it's like you move your fingers up over his thumb and boom, <laughs> down it, it goes. Yeah, yeah. Like that's one. But they have to. You got to use the fingers over the thumb. Break his arm, you know. over the top, you know. When he turns the cap around, you know what I mean? He's business. Oh, it's going over. But it's a fucking class movie. But I used to watch those when I was a kid. Yeah, so yeah. I, I didn't try and do it with my brother. Give me your hand. You want to arm wrestle? It's like, why? Uh, nothing. I haven't watched the movie or anything. And, do, you uh, to, do you want to go outside and play Tango and Cash? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if, uh, if you know, um, there was exposition at the start of the movie that showed that particular move. Like, you know, the fucking crane kick and Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah They're yeah. teasing that the whole way through. It's exposition on how it's done. Then at the end, it was like... <gasps> He's doing <gasps> the special move. Yeah, it's yeah, a special yeah. move and it's going to win. And it's like teased the whole way through. At least there was some... The technique of it was there. Like, I remember watching Karate Kid for the first time. And the f- when the other shoe fell. And it felt like you were frustrated for, for Daniel Caruso because he had to just do all this old man's chores. Yeah. And you're like, what's fucking, uh, you know, waxing the thing or, or sanding the thing or painting the fence, you, you moaning little bollocks. Asshole. <laughs> what he was doing, like like with the stick, like with the, the saipan that doing the, the with the little sticks and you're hardening up your arms. That's what Daniel Caruso was doing. He was just developing his muscles so that when someone went in to strike high, he could wax mm. on mm-hmm. when someone went in to strike low he oh. could sand the deck and then when somebody went to kick him he could paint the fence yeah. and defend against all of these things no it's great if you're fighting a car or some decking but <laughs> when people are actually throwing boxes that I don't know if they translate so well <laughs> but it's like the, the, the muscular painting like, motion <laughs> the whole thing behind that like was exposition into the technique behind yeah, yeah. Kondo. so yeah. the way this movie was sold it seems and, and the way any kind of any of those Bruce Lee films come out it's just like here's the magic of kung fu and i never tell you how it works i think people would appreciate that bit more if they did know how it worked do you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure like in this uh you you could make you know what when you think about it you could make a, an entire series of movies uh, bruce as a kid that those roof mm. fights as a teenager oh, yeah. oh my god that's yeah. great the, the whole development of his technique tv series well they've yeah. made like three eight man movies or four eight man movies three eight man movies yeah and definitely like three I don't know to what extent is they're it, all yeah. true, but there's about four of those. And is them. that that guy then? Is that yeah, about yeah, him yeah. or is it just, I thought, it was, I thought they were just like a loose <clears throat> amalgamation of, of No, I think it's meant to be him. Yeah, story of him. And I mean, him. the first ones, were, the reviews are crazy and second one just as good. And no, like, I watched you know, the first ones really good. That was one with Because yeah, I didn't know it was the, the, the actual guy. I thought it's it was just like this. Your man from Star Wars, Donnie Yu. 
I am the force. Yeah. The force is in me. I am the, the force. It's the, the, force is but in it's me. the nebulous. I thought it was like a nebulous. Con- uh, I thought it was like this amalgamative character of mm. all no, these no, I think masters. Well, again, I don't know. Dude. I don't know how it's based on a guy. I don't know, like to what extent everything's dramatized That's what I mean. and yeah, made yeah, up. Maybe his true but, uh, life or is you know? just accurate biographically. Yeah, yeah. Sure. seems weird. Well, after the creation of the Bruce Lee Institute and the huge success it had in Seattle, uh, Bruce moved to Oakland with his family to start the California chapter uh, with well-known martial arts teacher James Yim Lee, no relation. And this led on to the uh, the introductions in the industry of martial arts teachings all over California. So it included the, the meeting of uh, Ed Parker. He was introduced to Ed Parker, who ran the Long Beach International Karate Championships, where Lee would then eventually be discovered later by TV producers. And he also got to meet all of the other uh, Sifus from across the, the, mm. the whole country. Basically, they'd all come to this Ed Parker Invitational. And these Sifus are like the, the, the masters and experts yeah. and, and leaders of the Certain various schools uh, of dojos. Yeah. And, um, Parker himself invented it. it was it called an American Kenpo? Was it, yeah? Yeah, he came up with that, yeah. Yeah, loads of different disciplines. These guys were taking these olden styles and kind of making it their own and it ended up becoming a real industry it was a real kung fu industry or karate and taekwondo jiu-jitsu mm. um well yeah but even bruce used to have a whole lot of people over like celebrities over at the house yeah. that and obviously kareem abdul jabbar who's actually in the big boss is it no he's in uh, game, of face, De- game of death game yeah. of death yeah faces of death uh, <laughs> you'd be upset you're like i'm gonna watch this kung fu movie <laughs> oh Jesus. my god he actually killed him <laughs> wrong one so bruce was a showman as well and he had immense charisma and at these uh, Ed Parker events, he would do these two finger push ups where he had like his index finger and his thumb, and he'd, yeah, and he just put them down. And he'd do, he used to do one handed two finger push ups with his legs wide apart at the back. I, I was like, I'm literally, I was speechless right now when I saw it. I was like, holy Did you see the video of those? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. <laughs> Who the fuck does that shit? Have you seen the meme? Yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. him do it before. It's mad. They're, they're unreal. Yeah. Like he's, he, his physicality was phenomenal. It was as impressive as Jack Palance's uh, one arm push up at the Oscars. He did. He did the City Slickers with Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal is presenting the uh, Oscars, and they gave Jack Palance maybe a lifetime achievement award, or even just an Oscar for a season. Was he an old dude at the time? Yeah. He came out and he's like giving out because he's scary as hell. Everybody says that Jack Palance is yeah, genuinely scary yeah. in real life. Pick up the gun. Pick up the gun. No, Mister, you're gonna kill him. And. Uh, he comes out and he says to Billy Crystal, I crap bigger than you. <laughs> and then uh, gets his Oscar and then proceeds to uh, go and do one-arm push-ups on the, on the stage of the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. Uh, fuck. Just, just to say, Lord. still got it, bitch. And off he went. <laughs> what a fucking legend. Yeah, yeah. Usually when you get a Lifetime Achievement Award, it's like, thanks, you'll die soon probably. <laughs> yeah. Not me. I wonder how soon after that did he die. <laughs> Almost immediately backstage. Um, yeah, he did the two finger push ups, and everyone was like, Holy fucking shit. And then uh, one year he did the one inch punch routine. Yeah, have you ever seen that being done? Mm-hmm. So you, you, you put out your. You, there's only one video of him fighting from this time as well. Uh, he's in full protective gear, he's in like black rubber pads and all that stuff. And he absolutely hands some lad his fucking arse in ribbons. He he like the guys wearing the protective gear. Both of them are, yeah, so okay. they have headgear now. You well, can't really I, tell it's Bruce Lee. I, I, oh yeah, well, I saw footage. It was clearly Bruce Lee standing there, and he had a suit on, and the the other guy had a karate suit. It's mm. the wrong thing to say. The gi, I think, is it? Okay, the gi. At some event, oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but you wouldn't see him fighting. Oh no, no, no! He was just saying, "Here, look, check it out." Oh, I see what you mean. Sorry, there's a yes. fight of yes, Bruce Lee, yes, okay. and there's only one fight oh, that wasn't in a movie. Where he uses it. Oh, I see. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, this was like, check this out, dude. I'm gonna do this. 
Yeah, yeah, there was demonstrations mm-hmm. at the one inch point. One, one, one guy had to say to him, like, you know, I, I said, Bruce, I can't do this anymore. You're my hero. I love you. Yeah. Thank you for everything. But I can't do this anymore. He says, after the, after the Long Beach yesterday, I went to the hospital on the QT. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> thank you. I have to do the little thing. And off he goes, <laughs> call someone. He had to call in sick to work. That guy was called Bob Baker. Yeah. And they did that in 1964. And he <laughs> he put him out over the chair. And that's the bit you can see on YouTube if you type in one inch punch. Yeah. He goes back into the chair because the people that he did it on before were actually falling to the ground from a standing position. Jesus and they were Christ. like, can you put a chair behind me? And Bob Baker hit the chair and went out over it and ended up sprawling on the ground. <laughs> and they got up and they did a bow. And he's like, I had to call him sick to work for two days after that, Bruce. Jesus. You're fucking mental cunt. But imagine the amount of force the amount of force and he's not moving so the way the one inch punch works is you you hold out your hand outstretched about two and a half centimeters which is nearly an inch uh oh it depends on how how big you you like a lot of people are like i have a six six inch dick but it wouldn't be the same in centimeters it's a different metric system yeah they just look at it and go yeah um the the yeah hold your hand about two but flat at its side or or vertically or horizontally but two and a half centimeters from the other person's chest and then without drawing back your arm to gain force, Bruce would just move forward into the punch and hit the person in the chest. Now, Bruce used to say it was a, an energy transference where he would be using his chi and his whole body would be tense and he would take the power of his whole body and focus into the end of his hand and, boom, and like, pull it into people. Like in the video game when you build up the thing. Oh, yeah. Logan. Yeah. Uh, so he... he he punched him in the chest and they go flying back into the chair. And Bob Baker was fucked after that, man. <laughs> <laughs> he just got all that stuff. He's like, <laughs> like winded or whatever. Um, it, was, it was at that 1964 event where he punched Bob Baker that Bruce met Jun Gu Ri, who was a Taekwondo master. And the two of them traded techniques. Mm. So uh, Gu Ri showed Bruce the... Uh, sidekick the sidekick which is the cross kick he becomes famous for yeah exactly but he he took it himself so i mean remember you were saying like in your martial arts classes yeah. it's not just about like learning the kick or learning the thing or going like one two three like doing these things they teach you about your own physicality about your own body and how to stand and how you know at Where all put the weight and yeah center everything yourself works and stuff. like uh, you know you, you yeah have so they'll say stuff like if you have a certain stance or whatever that you're using and he'll come up and correct it and I say, right, the reason I'm correcting this is if you look and it'll push you back and you'll see you've got your heel up. With your heel up, you don't have a good center of gravity. Yeah. So it means they can topple you. If you strike from here, I get in here. And they kind of explain it to you. And again, like I haven't done it for very long or anything like that. So I wouldn't, you know, fucking pretend I know actually what I'm talking so about. So don't come up and try and start a fight with him and expect mm-hmm. some. Well, I blew my knee out doing a sidekick like about a month ago. Uh, on a heavy bag and then I was just like now I can't do any kicks and that's what my knee saying oh, to me oh yeah the side kick is just swinging it in but yeah, it's kind of like the cross the, the, so like the left foot so behind the right up. yeah, and then firing out with the right knee but what wound up happening is because I'm 30 fucking 4 the, <laughs> the, my meniscus basically I, I hyper extended it then the force of hitting the bag with the right foot just sort of went sent a I suppose a shock back and it just went and just blew it out like so I was didn't do much else that day, unfortunately. He was not happy. I, and, I, and I took Monday off, not unlike uh, poor, Mr. Old, Barker. Poor, old yeah, Barker. poor old Bob. Um, yeah, so it just, it ended up being, <laughs> it ended up being a trade-off then. So uh, Bruce showed... Show me yours and I'll show you mine. Yeah, showed him some uh, handwork 
and showed him some upper body stuff. I bet he did. And <laughs> and June Gunnery showed him the sidekick, and that sidekick was was uh, reconstituted into the canon of Bruce yeah. Lee. So it ended up being this, whoosh, like the big drawn from the back all the way across. But he also brought in the the right to left one as well. So you put mm. up your right foot and you hit someone from right to left, whoosh, and then you hit them from left to right. Whoosh, yeah. Or yeah, then yeah. you just on the way back or do that <laughs> just like that. Do you know when? Do you know in? Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever played Tekken. Mm. You know, uh, Huarang. Oh yeah, yeah. So Huarang does this thing where he circle, circle. Yeah. Instead of <laughs> instead of bringing your foot around like you're going to kick something like a heavy bag, you take your right foot and it goes left first and goes up straight and then comes down like a stamp. Okay. Mm. So that's what Bruce Lee brought yeah, from that yeah. as well. So it was like three different moves from one traditional. Uh, Taekwondo uh, movement Bruce understood how all those muscles worked and he went okay well I'm yeah, going to pull yeah. that into my and there's, there's lots of stuff they see when amazing like with kicks. Yeah. they do like the reads so there's one <clears throat> it's a question mark kick they call it and it's basically like the knee is coming up it's coming towards you and it looks like they're going for kind of a shot to the body but at the last kind of minute you're sort of guarding low and then it's sort of it extends flicks across and then straight into into the the jaw and you're gone you know that's the kick on top of it yeah so so they i I know they call that the question mark kick in like i see it in in say ufc you don't know what's going on yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you like someone asked you yeah you don't know the answer you're like one of the guards in metal gear solid (laughs) whose footprint was that (laughs) you know the other one is uh you saw anderson silva with the front kick it's the front kick like the push (laughs) kick but he puts it up and then you think it's coming to the body and he just sneaks it through the guard and then you get the heel or the, 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 the get, ball on the foot shot. straight. Yeah, and just, if you watch Vitor Bel- Belfort and Anthony, or yeah. Anderson Silva, you see a great fucking front kick where he just knocks him, starches him. Like it takes the collarbone off the front. Yeah, if you watch any kind of, Israel Adesanya is another guy, his yeah. kicks are fucking awesome. But seeing a guy who's really good with high kicks and uh, just, just like making flour out of lads is, uh, yeah, yeah, it's class. Yeah, so yeah. Bruce took that stuff from these guys and they're all meeting together and because of uh, these Ed Parker events, Bruce kind of gets plugged into that California scene mm-hmm. and ends up getting an awful lot more coverage, gets an awful lot more, uh, I guess, like business contacts. People are going back and forward. And uh, at the 1967 Ed Parker, uh, Bruce came, you know, he came with the idea of this unstoppable punch. And at this point already, he was kind of well known. He was already in the Green Hornet. So he'd already done that thing from 1965, 66, with 67. Prob- probably the most uh, incredible um, theme tune. Yeah. Oh, God, I love it. And they use it so well in Kill Bill. She's traveling to one ticket to Tokyo and it just starts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I love but the, it. the movie, did you see the Seth Rogen version? Yeah, yeah I saw yeah, it in yeah. 3D and fun I absolutely movie. loved it. I thought did you it was like fantastic. It? That was really fun. To the yeah. point where I went, I'm never going to watch that again because I probably caught it on a really good mood one day. Yeah. It's probably shite. But I saw it in yeah, 3D. Yeah. I laughed my ass off. I thought it was great. I saw it. I thought it was really Who was the name of the guy who directed that again? It was the same guy who did Science Asleep, the French guy. Michel it was Michel uh, uh, Gondry. Gondry, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right. And yeah. he's like, he's Michel made Gondry. such, like, uh, like eternal, Be Kind Rewind is him. Eternal Sunshine. sunshine. Yeah. That one, be Kind Rewind is yeah, him as well. Be Kind that, Rewind is him. And he just said, fuck it, he was a fan, obviously. The Green yeah, Hornet yeah. This movie. Because I, I was so, I was taken aback. I was like, Science Asleep, fucking yeah. Eternal Sunshine. Like, I was like, Why, this is really weird. But it was, it was really good. an arty director, so they're like, oh, come on. Yeah, it's, um, I guess when you're, when you're talking about how famous he was at the time. Yeah. He's after doing Green Hornet. And he's, he also... He's right up there. Yeah, and there yeah. was a couple of crossover episodes into the 
Batman. Was, oh, was there? Oh, yeah, Green Hornet oh. appeared. Sixty-six. Bruce, Bruce yeah? Lee was Shit, in three episodes of The Batman. Adam West and Bruce Lee sharing the screen together. That. That's yeah, I must yeah, check yeah. that out. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. That's, that's from the movie. On the movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman 66. Sh- yeah. Well, when he rolled into this Ed Parker event in 1967, being the famous Bruce Lee, like the Cato to, to the Green Hornet. It was called the Cato Show back in Hong Kong. Yeah. Because they were like, you're the star. You're not, oh, yeah. You're yeah. Bruce so Lee's nobody's awesome. sidekick. Yeah, he was class. Like Some of the stuff in it was amazing. I, I was watching some of the footage on a documentary and the shit he was doing like was him mm. he was like this is this is i, I think i i can do this. they wouldn't even instruct them like do this and this they go like do whatever you think is cool <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Just build the set and you just wreck it <laughs> yeah yeah almost like cool. insert techno babble here yeah. in the star star trek yeah, yeah, yeah. scripts oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so you guys come in the room he says this he says this bruce you do your thing yeah <laughs> Like to do with Jim Carrey is just like say whatever. And Stunt guys are like shit. What are we <laughs> yeah, doing? Don't hit him. Don't hit him. You can hit those two, and you can hit that guy and that woman. Really okay. fucking hard. Uh, so yeah, the one inch punch was really really popular and mm. kind of cemented him in that group. So he came back again in '67 with this thing called the Unstoppable Punch, where he challenged U.S. Karate World Champion Vic Moore to stop a straight punch to the face, and he said it'd be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So Vic Moore is like, I'll take a punch to the face off Bruce Lee. So. Mm. So Lee threw this straight punch, straight to the face, and it stopped mere millimeters before impact. And after eight attempts, Moore had failed to block a single version of this punch. Or so the story goes. Because Moore claims later on that Lee said he was going to throw a shot to the body. And they had ranged it before. It's like, okay, I'm going to do the unstoppable punch. I'm going to do it to the body. So Moore was waiting for this shot to the body and Bruce did it to the face instead. Mm. That was one uh, Duplicitous just shows he's notion. a master of mind games. <laughs> yeah. Just shows he's a master of mind <laughs> games. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you in the, in the body. Look over <laughs> here. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Hey, you've got something there. <laughs> <laughs> see the ship. See the ship. Didn't see the submarine. <laughs> Turn that one from school. Get your dick punched. High yeah. five. Down low. Too slow. Yeah. 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 The basic version of that. So more claims that he said he was going to throw a shot at the body. Went for the face instead. And that a few of these ones to the face, because they did it a few times, a few of them were blocked by more, and nobody ever talks about that. Mm. So he says it's a media trick, and the Lee, uh, I guess, what would you call them? The Lee Mafia, the Lee mm. Media Machine, uh, only shows this one time that Bruce got in as far as uh, Moore's face, and the rest were kind of buried to pre- preserve his legacy. Mm-hmm. But the videos did come forward since Moore's statement. I'm watching that video on full, which is now available to watch. You can go and see it. It looks like Bruce was able to manage to get in and more looked like a fumbling child yeah. trying to block those punches. Yeah. Because he's coming in just going, but the way he the way he came in, he pushed his body like it was like a one inch punch type of thing, but he got to like he came on square on like that and he ended up going sideways and then coming out like this, like a like a dance move nearly. Mm. And it got in past your man's guard. Eight times Every as well. time. Because he's he, the US karate champ. Yeah, yeah. I think more, yeah. Because you would think that, like, if, if, if he must have obviously been changing the angles slightly every time. Do you know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. it's, it's just not coming from the same place, so he can't defend against it. So he has the element of surprise. And then, you know, he actually, Moore loses his footing and ends up... Uh, yeah, nearly falling uh, over. Yeah, actually, yeah. falling over. Did and he Bruce, fall, yeah. Bruce kind of didn't let him just drop. That's what I mean, yeah, he didn't fall over, yeah. yeah. He and he laughs and he, and he pretends to, very slowly pretends to, uh, uh, you know, say, well, if this is real, this is what I do. <laughs> You're and dead. He goes that, like that to the neck. 
Vic Moore stands up and very graciously goes, oh, you know what I mean, dude? You know, they, they have so, a little, almost mm. a little bit of affection and then they do the traditional. Yeah, the bow. But you would wonder why he would lie about it afterwards when there's video evidence of it. Yeah. I, I think it's maybe like keeping, yeah. Yeah. A lot keeping of e- his fucking, yeah, a lot of ego in keeping there. Keeping his dick know? long. Yeah. Have you ever seen those guys who do like the magic kung fu? So like they do like, I'm oh, going to use the energy of my hand yeah. and you can, like I could go like that and knock you out from here or whatever. Chi fighters, they're called. Chi, yeah. But have you ever seen, there's one video and it's fo- like, it's funny at first <laughs> and then you're like, oh fuck. Of the old there's lad. A, yeah. Oh. And his old lad and he's like, he's fighting some young MMA stud like, and he's like, gonna do, do the thing and your man just fucking. And the instructions, the instructions for the young lad were, no matter what, don't go easy on him. That's what the old lad said to him. No yeah. matter what, don't go easy on me. Oh, and he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. And the worst part of it is you're seeing it and it must be the moment of realization on that old guy when he's like, oh, I'm a fucking snake oil salesman. Oh, my f- like he just realizes like students just obviously I got, you know, it was like a mass hallucination of what was happening or whatever. Did you ever see that chief fighters? No, no. So the old guy, he's basically has his chi and it's amazing. It's all the stuff, you know, and he has like a 200 class of, of people and he just gets people to run at him, attacking him. And what he does is use his chi to be like, without touching him, and these lads are running at them and they go, ah, yeah, and they fall like over. It's like the Force, like, like a like, shit it's Darth like, Vader. Yeah, like. it's like f- Star Wars using the Force. Is it real? No. No. <laughs> oh, man. Like the Joe Rogan puts them up on Instagram all the time and he's like, oh, I found another 100% one. 100% legit. Like, the, the, the closest I've seen to that is, again, like some old master Shaolin or something uh, and a great big bell and he'll just punch near the bell, punch at the bell, like almost right, you know, away. and the bell will go, you'd hear this little dong. The bell would ring. Yeah. Yeah, because of the force of whatever he was doing. Yeah. He wouldn't hit the bell, obviously, but he'd ring the bell. Oh, with chi? Yeah. Right. And I, I, I believe that, you know, he was just, he'd punch right at it, a millimeter away from yeah. the bell, and the bell would just slightly go. Like an inanimate kind of a thing. I'm kind of like, yeah, I can deal with that. Like, yeah. you ever see, I saw this guy, uh, or even shout at it, he goes, oh, from here. And I it, like it, Skyrim. It, it rings the bell. Boom. Yeah. But this lad was actually like cooperating with lads. And at that fight that Eamon's talking about, the old lad did a demonstration with three of his students oh, yeah, where he didn't touch any of them. And he does this stuff where he like gets his hand and spins his hand oh. around people's face and they like turn with it as if he's caught them by the chin and he's doing this. So kind of this sounds to me like, you know, the the, the, the whole like, oh, well, exercise the demon. Pentecostal And they go nuts. Services, yeah. They go because they think they have to. Or the people and who... I, huh, and they push the... And they fall back because yeah. they want to believe. Yeah, I think it's that. I think I've just found it here. I just want to make sure We're going to take right a small one. break and let Emma have a watch of this because okay. I want to watch it too. So while the lads are watching that video, I just want to take a minute to say thanks to Murderbook for sponsoring this show. Murderbook is a new true crime podcast from best-selling author Michael Connolly. You all know Michael Connolly for his prolific amount of true crime fiction. But now you can dive deep into a real crime case with him as he returns to his roots as a journalist and reinvestigates cases with detectives who informed his crime novels and hit TV show Bosch. The Murderbook podcast covers real cases not covered by mainstream media and season one of Murderbook is called The Telltale Bullet. It dives into a 30-year-old Hollywood carjacking gone wrong and details the many twists and turns the real case took. There's a new episode out every Monday and there are a few out right now that you can go and binge on. Michael Connolly has unprecedented access to this kind of material and Murderbook isn't like any other true crime podcast you've heard. It features wiretaps, witness interviews, court recordings and interviews and discussions with the actual detectives involved in the cases. 
episode one of season one lays out the case of the carjacking gone wrong and the fraught relationship between Michael himself and Detective Rick Jackson. Episode two dives into cold case DNA and even hypnosis. And episode three has wiretap transcripts, bullet DNA codology and recordings and discussions with LAPD detective David Surek. All gripping stuff. It's great. You want to get on it now. Also from Michael Connolly, I had the pleasure of reading his new book and number one bestseller, Dark Sacred Night, the second in the Rene Ballard series, which sees Ballard back on the streets of Hollywood investigating the almost cold case of a murder of a teenage girl. You will definitely have seen Michael Connolly's books before in your peripheral vision on nearly every bookstand in nearly every bookstore since the 90s. And this one centres around one of his protagonist detectives, Rene Ballard, who we met first in the book The Late Show. Uh, she's been seemingly punished by being put on the night shift of a Hollywood homicide division that they call The Late Show, uh, and she's uh, reluctantly assisted by Connolly's most famous protagonist, Harry Bosch, who's a bit older and a bit gruffer. And Bosch pushes in on this case with her, even though he's stationed in another precinct, and against her will, Ballard goes along with his old-fashioned methods, including using old-style investigative techniques like shake cards. And Bosch's gruff, no-nonsense attitude to finding justice, even outside the law, is really entertaining. I really enjoyed this book, and I got it on Audible, but it's available anywhere that you find books, including Amazon in paperback or hardcover, or even on Kindle. And TCG true crime fans will love this book. And when you're done, you can go and listen to Murder Book Podcast for the same fascinating treatment of real-life true crime cases. You can find Murder Book anywhere you find podcasts. And to be fair, it's blowing up in the last few weeks, topping the charts. So I'd like to say thanks to Michael Connolly for supporting those conspiracy guys. And I've listened to the whole thing and it's, it's sincerely, it's really good. So if you really love Murder Book, you can go to murderbookpodcast.com for loads of bonus material like photos, videos and transcripts from the case to, you know, help you get deeper into the case of the Telltale Bullet. And if you love Dark Sacred Night, you can pre-order the next book in the Bosch and Ballard series, The Nightfire, which is out in October, and I'm going to be doing that myself. All the links for everything that I mentioned here will be in the description, and thanks again to Michael Connolly for supporting those conspiracy guys. Now back to the show. So yeah, those fakey guys, like, they're, <laughs> they're doing the cheap, Ooh. like, force pushes and all, like, the that force That was funny, awakens. but also kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. He got wrapped in the head. <laughs> and kind of like, oh, like, yeah, when he gets kicked in the head twice, and you're just like, ah. And then he just collapses like a bag of spuds at the end of it. Because th- there's, there's a good few seconds left in the end of that video, and he's not getting up. He's no, not. no. But even when he gets cracked first in the jaw, and he's just like... Oh God. oh God! It's like he had oh, that hit for twenty years. Oh well, yeah, which yeah, probably yeah. Because all these students were just like we well, He was to like two hundred no, wasn't he? So he had two hundred <laughs> fights. No, but like two hundred fights where he was just like, ah, yeah, sure, I bet all these lads with this fucking magic, magic stuff. And then some, some, some young lad just cracked him in the jaw, and you can see the look on his face, like you can see he hasn't taken across to the jaw, and he's like, ah. Oh, and the guy, what, what the, the, fuck fuck the opponent kind of, you know, gives him an opportunity, I think. I think he I does. I think he's the yeah. body language there to say, now listen, you don't have to go through with this. Yeah, yeah. you no, don't. No, cool. There was a couple of swipes at the start that didn't do anything, and then he was like, mm. the guy's looking, okay, yeah. I'm not agreeing with this. Yeah. You're slap. And you see it as well, he goes for these, like your man does these long kind of whooshing sort of things, and you can see the fighter, because he probably had a bit, you know, stay on the defensive to try to keep I mean, out of range. Because he's agnostic about it, he's going, you never fucking know. Yeah, I presume yeah. Though, if he's a martial <laughs> artist, he's fighting this old fucking you know, Lao King looking motherfucker like the, what, what's that guy in, in Kill Bill? What's he's called? Uh, Pai Pai Mei. Pai Mei. Pai Mei. And he flicks the beard. So it's this old fucking, you know, super old dude. And he's like, you know what? He's bet by 200 lads. It might work. It might be. It might so work. I'm going to hang yeah. on to see if it actually does. And if I even feel a little bit of it, I'd be like, 
hey, this is cool because like he's a fucking martial artist. Of course, he like, wants yeah. your magic to be real. And then when he swipes at him twice and he's like, nah, this, uh, nah. Yeah. And then he just bum rushes him. Yeah. But the second round, if you like, because he gets yeah. cracked in the jaw and they're like, right, stop. Then the second one where your man kind of goes from and he doubles over and he grabs him by the arm and just head kicks him twice. Yeah. And your man, that's the part where he drops like a sack of spuds and it's just oof, like, and the worst part's not the beating the owl I get. Like that's, that's cringy or whatever. But the moment of realization, you see it, even though it's a grainy video, you can't see it properly. You, you imagine it in his eyes when he's holding his jaw yeah. and he's just going, oh, I'm a fucking charlatan. He just knows it. He hits him. It yeah. hits him for the first time. Yeah. And then all he can do is he, fair play to him. He, he doesn't go in. Oh, you're right. I'm a dope. He, he takes a few digs to the body and two kicks to the head before he finally falls. Wow. So and he's an old man. You know? yeah. That's it. The he's, guy felt so bad. I'd say, I'd say not half as bad as he felt getting two kicks no. in the head. And being exposed. Yeah. 200 no. Like being exposed, you have at this Kung Fu school. Like no one's going back there anymore. It's over. Um, but imagine how all the students feel then as well. Like oh, they're, they're like, like, I'm a dope. Oh, I'm a do- we're all dope. Yeah, we're all dope. They're he, all like, yay. And then what? He, that lad metaphorically kicked like 200 lads in the head that day. <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The, God, the, the, the one from a distance—that's hilarious. Yeah. The guy's about four feet away from the. Oh. He's, he's doing the roll. He's still, yeah, it's bananas. Yeah. But like, imagine, imagine you know, uh, uh, Vic Moore up against Bruce Lee in the in the ring. Yeah, uh, getting getting <laughs> getting an unstoppable punch. Of course, he's going to lie about it. Mm. So like, <sighs> Bruce Lee didn't claim to use any magic. But he was using chi. He was using it to himself, but he was actually hitting people yeah. with it and really fast, like faster than anybody. Yeah, he was using his own, you know, centers of gravity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, maybe this duplicity, like, the whole thing was Lee's camp trying to maintain his legacy. But also, you can watch the video and he does do that. So why would Moore lie, you know? I know it's probably to keep up his... Would you say facade. that Vic Moore's lie predates the internet or YouTube or something? Yeah, it definitely does. Well, then that's it. He's, he's just like, hoping no, that's that not how it happened. The next thing he's hoping happened. that no one saw the video. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and he's out then. He's not world champion at that point anymore, so it doesn't matter. Um, there is another story from the movie, and I know I keep going to the movie, but it's the biography of of uh, I nearly said Will Smith. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with <laughs> Bruce. Bruce. Something wrong with my brain. Oh hell no! <laughs> In West Kowloon, born and raised. <laughs> Welcome to China, motherfucker. <laughs> the, the men in black belt. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Uh, so yeah, there was this guy called uh, uh, Wong Jack. Yeah. And uh, Wong Jack Man. And he was a, a bold cunt. Mm. And he was shown in the movie. They were fighting for the honor. And he jumps up and he gives Bruce Lee a kick in the spine and mm. breaks his back. And this forces him into... What's it called? Uh, traction. Mm-hmm. They put him in this like big bed. He's strapped to the bed, like uh, sh- shrink-packed hot dogs. And uh, he, his wife comes in then and slides in underneath him like a mechanic under a car with a notebook. And she's like, "Tell me everything." And then he writes the tale of Jeet Kune Do mm. while he's strapped to a bed. That's when he says, "Like there was this young one that I used to know back in the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. She was pure little. Used to fake the <laughs> box out of her. Did you call her a, a dime piece? <laughs> dime piece, love it. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, like that's fabricated, obviously. Yes. And there's certain there's certain elements yeah. of the story, the timeline. A lot of things are conflated. And if you're telling that as a biopic and you're a ten year old or eleven year old boy like I was, and you're watching that and you're going, "Geez, Bruce Lee had a terrible life. That was terribly mm-hmm. coincidental and awful thing to happen to him." 
when in fact the back injury came from him he was lifting weights (laughs) and he just got a herniated disc yeah and it put him out of action for six months but not out of action from writing sore back rather than just sore back yeah yeah. which is one of the lads that he used to do Mm. uh, Jeet Kune Do with yeah Yeah. I think he was uh, Wong Jackman who was Hugh Jackman's Hugh Jackman's brother exactly Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) he uh, (laughs) you Hugh Jackman no you've got the Wong Jackman (laughs) (laughs) I'm Hugh Ackman (laughs) (laughs) so uh, Bruce basically put his back out and ended up going off and having a bit of a contemplative one and and Writing the, the tower of Jeet Kune Do, but he wasn't fucking stuck to a bed, wrapped up in a bed. Mm. It's, I mean? it's way no, better no, that was for a movie. movie. No. Yeah, I, I, I gotta have it in there for the movie. Yeah, but it's massively there, they show, dramatic. But even think, when they're know. having the fight, isn't there some like old ga- Chinese gangster who's like, you must make this stop. You must yeah. put him out of action for good. And the guy's like, oh. And then like he can't, he can't win against him in this like underground basement fight. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy that they put this super dramatic thing in the movie so yeah like there is an actual story it comes from a true story uh but it's kind of pieced together and it's kind of i guess conflated yeah two different things and slapped together and it's the stuff of linda lee is like yeah here's the thing so you were doing that image and uh you're going to tell us about the one the the white jackman and then the wong jackman the wong jack (laughs) the wong jack and the broken back uh so so with all these appearances and showboating for the white folk and 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 teaching the kwai lo the way of the old country, the community of uh, Chinese practitioners of martial arts in the, in the U.S. came to Bruce and told him to stop. They they, they weren't cool with it. What mm. was it like the equivalent of the mafia? What's that called? The uh, the yakuza, triads. the triads, triads. Yeah, yeah. yakuza, uh, the Japs. Uh, uh, triads, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's right. But Is the it? mafia have a thing. The, the umwerte. Oh yeah, yeah. The code. Yeah, shut yeah. your uh, fucking mouth. You, know you get the, the black dot. <laughs> yeah. So they had they had one as well. They had a a certain letter. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, there's an email. There's a special letter that they send you, and it's on a scroll, Ooh. and you have to read it. And it's like, fuck. And if you read it, then you Can die after Chinese. seven days. Yeah, <laughs> seven days. <laughs> That's known as the Wing Jackman. <laughs> so he said that he wouldn't stop, and they said that he must prove himself in combat. Then instead, all right, yeah, uh, just that was the, that was the deal. Uh, so they chose Wong Jackman, who was a master of. Well, uh, let me let me. Jingwei Quan. Thank you very mm. much. They chose a, a Wong Jackman, who was the master of Jing Yi Quan in uh, a northern Shaolin. And he was one bad motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> he's well able. Yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. a real picture of him. And he looks not dissimilar to the lad <laughs> in the movie, but like a fella who, if he was wearing a suit at a wedding, he'd be like, do you want the small powers? Mm. But if he was pushing somebody in a street fight, you'd be like, yeah, you're on your own there, boss. <laughs> <laughs> you're on your own there, dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so the deal was that if Bruce lost, uh, then he'd have to shut down his school. But if he won, he could continue to teach uh, the white people. Yeah. Right. This is real old country shit. It really this is. is like, yeah. stop teaching white people. And at this point, uh, Bruce had had like movie star mm-hmm. clients. He had um, Steve McQueen and he had... Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and these kind of lads were already in with him. Yeah. They were hearing this, like, this fucking guy, he's the business, like, and he's in movies and stuff as well. Like, you know, it's let's go over the make... the same room as Steve McQueen and Bruce Lee. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good You good have weekend. to be disciplined, Steve. Fuck you. I'm going to have to fuck <laughs> as many women as I can, drink old Milwaukee, Milwaukee beer and smoke a load of fucking grass and tool around my motorcycle. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> So uh, this is the story that the movie portrays too and paints uh, Jackman out to be an awful cunt altogether. 
uh, Wong says that uh, it wasn't the case and that martial arts isn't that clandestine. He said there was a challenge uh, put out by Lee that he could uh, beat anyone in San Francisco. He said this, I think, at a press conference or something. Was like that, that the Ed Parker yeah. Invitational in 1966? Yeah. 60, no, 1964. And he actually said the name. It's a, it's a name. It's ma the Masters. He could yeah. beat any Masters. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, seafood. Uh, oh, the seafood. Yeah. Seafood, yeah. that's it, yeah. I'm in the mood for some seafood. Mm. <laughs> so he uh, he said it could beat anyone in, in San Francisco, and Wong took him up, took him up on it. Uh, Lee contends that uh, he was given a written warning, and had and it had the names of every seafood in California on it. Yeah, that they all came together. They all signed it. They all signed it. They all had a thing going, this Bruce Lee lad is teaching white people, and he's teaching them his own thing. Yeah. He's not even teaching them. So it was a bastardization the of the, the proper forms of Kung Fu, and... He was giving it to white folks. So you're like, what the fuck are you doing? They thought it was cheapening the art form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't agree with that, would you? I don't think we should teach people the tin whistle. <laughs> the illin pipes. <laughs> yeah. no, with I 10 just... grand for a set of illin pipes, there's already a prohibitive price mark on learning them. Like, well, you usually get one. <laughs> usually with the illin pipes, it's like if your father was a piper, you're a fucking piper, whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah. These pipes cost 10 I'm grand. I'm an illin piper. <laughs> Ilan Piper's son. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be piping Ilan's. Till the Ilan Piper comes. Yeah. But this is probably in times as well before there's, you know, th there's not really much movement of, of, of races and kind of, like here you have, you know, the Polish shops, you go in, you yeah, buy some of the Polish shops. Well. Yeah, like, it, you know, it's like th this is before sort of the spread of globalization maybe yeah. and people are still segregated a lot in there. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever, did you ever think that there might be like an Irish martial art? Oh, I'd love to, I'd love That'd to, be fun. for fight, for uh, scrapping like. I think like, it's called hurling. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, and they put it into something like they hid it in like some items like the shillelagh or the bowron or <laughs> something like the bowron is the shield and yeah, maybe there's and something. This is your technique with the sword is the, yeah, the, maybe there's something in it. I would love to know if like you know the old monks the other way they the used druids to do, and all, the yeah. druids would have like a martial art and because of like the Breton laws and because the occupation of the English it just kind of got lost to time yeah. but there's like some cunts somewhere out in Connemara living in a hut like uh, Luke Skywalker on that island going out to get milk off this giant <laughs> big titted <laughs> monster that every scene day. was so stupid and the look he gives it down yeah you saw it I just <laughs> saw that big titty <laughs> Hilarious, but, but like, uh, no, well, maybe the, that's the, the druids fight. That was a, that was filmed in Ireland. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. Then at, uh, Skellig. So, the, so imagine <laughs> if there is like on the Skellig, like there's a. I'd like to think the druids fight like um, Sauron and Gandalf did when they had that scrap. <laughs> awesome, <sighs> old man. They're yeah. like two queens well, fighting in a dressing room. <laughs> we were, <laughs> we were <laughs> I'll pull your hair. I'll, Bye. I will steal out of you. <laughs> the, <laughs> I'll hop off your dance in your head. <laughs> I'll steal out of you. That's so funny. Uh, My granddad used to say I that. heard that before. I heard a girl saying, I'll dance in your head. I'll fucking steal out of you. Yeah, it's very Irish. Streeling on the streets. Streel is like a, a, a schlemiel yeah. in, in Yiddish. Schlemiel. Oh, yeah, it's like a messy, messily dressed person. Yeah. So I'll pull on your clothes until you look like <laughs> yeah. you're messily dressed. Or you were you were admonished if you were seen streeling up and down the road. Uh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. bit of streel. Making a show of us. Yeah. Real yeah, what, what do, you think, do you think there could be an Irish martial art? I don't know. I think we were more barbarian, weren't we? Like the Celts were real. I, I don't know if there was any. I think they were just yeah. like, go on there, get naked, paint yourself white, and we'll see I what happens. Just, on yeah, the yeah, day. slap it by, yeah. you know, bathing, and then they go for a cup of karate. Is there. <laughs> karate. Karate, two sugars. <laughs> <laughs> Proper milk. 
from that pig to the monster. No, like, I mean, is it that they had, like, a discipline, like, they were taught a way of fighting, but um, it got lost because they couldn't write stuff down? Because the Chinese write it all mm. down. So that's yeah. why it's kept. I don't know, I don't know. Because even we would have had stuff from the Fitzgeralds and everything, but I don't think there was actually martial arts behind it. I, I could be. I think it was maybe just the, maybe the, probably the trained fee- with weapons. Fionn McGregor, that's what I thought. Absolutely, yeah. like Fionn McCool and the Fianna would have that kind of. Well, the Fianna had the cool stuff where what they used to have to run through a forest without snapping a twig and all this sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so that's a, right. That's but it, that seems like more lore oh, than it's obviously. Mythology, it's just yeah. like, do we have any any anybody who's made the old the old forest trek yet? And they're like, no, yeah, still no. no one, still no one. We still do it though, but no one's ever done it right. Tis just yourself, myself, Seamus. Right, so goat. Right, try again, goat. Ah. Here, uh, <laughs> someone sing an old hymn there, an old shanty. Uh, I, just, I didn't hear any twigs sna- snapping that time at yeah, all. Yeah. Michal. No, right, nor right. did I. No, this time I've got it. Ready? Go. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I'm just going to eat these crisps. <laughs> it's very, very close weather today, isn't yeah, it? Right. Maybe there was an ancient uh, fighting form, right? And they yeah. thought, this really works. This is really, wow, you really mm. hurt me there. Yeah, you hurt me too. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then the Vikings came like that old man and beat the fucking <laughs> shit out of them. And they realized it was utter bollocks. <laughs> they fooled themselves. That but I mean, you have like, you have writings crack. of like Greek wrestling and they had mm. Greco-Roman wrestling. Yeah, and all yeah. That stuff. I suppose every society would have had to yeah yeah but they don't see that there's an irish yeah. one there should be an irish they're just boxing except the egyptians they just sat around posing looking cool mm. yeah, that's like yeah maybe it's maybe it's a boxing thing well it's, it's, it's mainly would be yeah, yeah. yeah. it's funny though, fight irish, we're a good no yeah we don't there. have a discipline like but maybe that is like we're ready to fight we're just like yeah anytime just yeah. warriors anytime we are we're, like water as Bruce Lee says, yeah. be like water. Be like water. In a small glass. And like if water. A, and if a water. Bit of Jameson. Bit of ice. If a w- <laughs> drop of water. <laughs> be like Jameson with water. <laughs> and if a water shake in the glass, Tyrannosaurus Rex is coming. <laughs> yeah. Then be like running. <laughs> be like screaming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, back to the fight. Well, back to the fight. So, this this uh, this real fight. It was witnessed by uh, uh, many of Lee's associates, including his soon-to-be wife. And they said it went on an unusually long twenty-five minutes. Yeah. So there's two. There's two. Rounds. There's two stories. There's two stories. There's two, two stories. sides to every club gold grain. The Wong side and the white side. That's right. So Wong claims that it was going to be a test of skill and a polite bout to prove Lee wrong. But Bruce went in with the intention to kill him. It was very aggressive. How rude. Now. To me, that seems like a fucking dick move. <laughs> yeah, but also he's fighting, like, for... He, he, it's one of these kind of things of, like, come in and fight to the death, but don't kill. Like, you're told, like, you have to fight for your right mm. to, to to Jeet Kune Do. Do you know? Um, so he's obviously fighting for his future, the future of his business and all yeah, that stuff. Okay, so yeah. you wouldn't expect him to come in weak. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, but was it a points match or was it a, an actual bout? Like was it a fight it to hurt? Or, like yeah, what? Like, you know, or like completely take this yeah. guy out? Like if it goes if it goes twenty five minutes and oh. there's no rounds, you imagine they're just whoever gets bet. That's a brutal has lost. fight. Yeah, Wong also said that Bruce uh, he didn't fight fair, and uh, when the traditional handshake went out, Lee did a fake and went for Wong's eyes. Fucking prick! Damn! What a prick! So Wong also said that there was an opportunity for a killing blow. But he didn't administer it because uh, it would have meant jail time. He's like, yeah. oh, fucking. Wong is like, I could have killed Bruce Lee. A killing. Do they really oh exist? Oh my God. Killing blows. would know who like, Wong Jackman they? was to this day if he fucking killed Bruce fucking, Lee. Yeah, but but they do now because he got that. That's but is there, is there the actually such a thing as a killing blow? Yeah. Did you ever get a punch in the throat? But why have. 
Yeah, but why everyone like it seems a bit weird. You never see killing like they know that there's this killing blow, like this the fucking the fucking Vulcan grab or whatever the fuck. I don't know about killing blows. No, I think it's like, that's a it's like this, man. If you have somebody that's fighting for twenty five minutes, they're probably gassed. There's mm-hmm. probably they're probably a bit fucked. Yeah. And if they're on the ground and you like give them a fucking full stamp of your heel into their solar plexus. That would be the killing blow. However much however winded they were after all the fighting they were doing if you took away their diaphragm's ability to pull air in from their lungs they'd asphyxiate they'd choke to death do slam the heel of your hand into their nose yeah drive mm-hmm. the nose bone in or get right down on the neck hit the neck we're like not giving you t- listeners like, we're not giving you tips you, you, you punch them in the sternum and you shatter the ribs and then you like palm one of the ribs into their heart Ooh. and then you have to do like wow yeah. you have to make that sound of course kill there is shit like that work. where you go like like two two mm-hmm. They're on the ground and you hit them twice and they're like, yeah. I don't know, it just it's, it sounds a bit woo-woo. Like the killing blow. Like it's yeah, one it's of like those like... the five-point like, palm technique or whatever. Yeah, you know the one from the fucking Fisted North Stars, another one? You mm-hmm. like, ha, what do you think that's going to do to me? He's like, you don't know it yet, but you're already dead. And then his face explodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway... I don't think those magical killing blows are there, but I think... I think actual physical. Like a proper punch in the larynx. Like right in the fucking. Plenty of dudes have got right in the throat. It, really boxed to the side of the head to the temple. Yeah, and that's, well, just, that's yeah. it. It's over. That's it. Lights, lights out. Remember they used to do that knockout game around the place? You just pick a random person and go, go knock him out. Just and they a, killed a lot of people. A wild yeah, haymaker. Right, yeah. It was banned in Australia. If you did it once, you go to prison for life. Mm. Mm. That's only as it should be. A load of fucking dopes going around swinging boxes at people. But it's also stopping uh, uh, bar fights because they know that if you hit someone in the head, that you could be going to jail for life. It's so strange in Scotland. There's po- posters in um, one punch will get you. Mm. Yeah, it's there's, same, co- there's posters here as well. You have the. Did you ever see the fucking? You get a pint and it says, "Don't have a fight, ruin your life, or whatever." Like, mm. and it's there under your pint, and you say, "I'll do whatever the fuck I want." You stupid coaster, <laughs> and then it actually drives you to, to, to yeah. start on a coaster. Ironically, watch this coaster. Hold my beer. Yeah, and someone else tries to like defend the coaster, and you wind up getting in a fight with him, and it's game set and match. Yeah. You know, you end up stabbing a bag yeah. of peanuts instead. My hearing in a few days so <laughs> <laughs> see, see how it goes but for a killing blow like if you if you hit somebody in the throat right in a windpipe like you can collapse their windpipe yeah. no yeah totally no I, I'm not it just Stuff seems me. like again I'm just reading it off this and because I have the, the image of the dragon story in my head sure when I hear killing blow I just think of like a woo woo hadoken right. type thing right. you know it's so. like a super kung fu move yeah 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 there's a place right at the base of the skull that if you hit it with like a chopping motion or they do it in jiu-jitsu where it's like your knuckles and if someone's on top of you can just pull like pull in mm. just at, at the base of their skull at the top of their neck in the bottom of their skull right at that brainstem and there's a vein there that goes into the head if you're able to hit that at the right point boom, it stops it causes like a a stop of the blood going to the brain and it'll knock yeah. a motherfucker out like straight away but people die from it because it puts bubbles in the brain do you ever do you ever think about this you know the way you have acupuncture and uh like you have massage and all this stuff you have like dark masseuses so yeah. like they'll find the bad so like they get a contract out in your life and you go up for like a back massage but oh, they sorry. can get or that but they could uh like you know do like a certain amount of places in your back and they press the right places and then 12 hours later you just die so like shit you know, hemorrhage or something put the timer on a bomb or something yeah you know? yeah it's fun i don't think it works though but it's fun it's, it's fun. like it's like it's okay as long as you're standing up because all your all your uh the discs in your spine 
are all weighted on top of each other mm-hmm. but as soon as you lie down to go to bed it releases some kind of blood <laughs> flow and you end up dying of a stroke or something like yeah well at least you die in your sleep for christ's sake that's yeah. it they're nice like that i got a uh, foot massage when i was in hong kong right and it was nice you got the you know shoulder rubs and all that it was really really nice happy ending uh no uh and then um the, the, the foot massage and she was doing her thing and at one point you know because it's all reflexology it's all connected to organs and yeah. parts mm. of the body and uh, she uh, connected up one bit and I yelped, man. I jumped out of that seat like, oh, Jesus, like really like, sorry. What, what bit was it? That's exactly it. A comedian who knows me quite well turned around and went, hey, wait, wait, wait a second. <laughs> was that his liver? And she oh. went, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no. He's up on the so, old sauce, young lad. <laughs> so she poked on the liver bit on your foot and it hurt on your foot? No, no. Oh, hurt yes, 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 it hurt my foot. No, mm. it didn't hurt my liver. That's what I was wondering. Uh, uh, yeah. Because uh, uh, yeah. mm. they're all the nerve endings, isn't it? That's Completely, like it all comes it. from the foot. <laughs> the comedian so, yeah. who knew me went, well, like, folks, I'm not a fucking raging alcoholic, man. I am sober right now, but that, I'll change, that'll change later. <laughs> <laughs> but but your man knew me. He was canny enough. It was Ian, Ian Coppinger, actually. Right. And he just goes, yeah. was that his liver? And she just kind of sheepishly went, yeah. <laughs> oh wow well, that's yeah, amazing I know I told my father that story and he was like uh, it's not funny I mean <laughs> I was like huh it kind of huh? is he's like no at least you me. didn't do it and it got something else that you weren't expected my balls anything mm, you know yeah. oh my colon yeah yeah something like that and then you're like oh fuck now I have to get a check and now I want to just drink all the way through it <laughs> drink to forget it <laughs> someone i knew before they're talking about like having thrush or whatever and i was like what you do when you have thrush you have to use like creamer and i was like nah i just rolled it out <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like this is the stingiest self-medication ever. Yeah. Yeah. made it feel better he said it's all tingly <laughs> Me- metaphorically <laughs> or, or or actual sex because you know they really ride out a storm <laughs> i'm just gonna ride it out i didn't really try to try to, to get to get him to, to to divulge anything more i just took it as it was and said i'll say i'll say that in a podcast yeah. someday now. it's a nice kind of itch fuck the pain away <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we've got a back problem just fuck the pain away it doesn't work <laughs> sorry doc this <laughs> practice is not going to last long <laughs> so wong was telling porky pies wong was telling lies about um what had happened he said it went down for 25 minutes yeah he could have beaten bruce lee could have hit him a killing blow yeah didn't really happen the i mean mm. He also said that the uh, that the fight ended because of uh, Lee's unusually winded condition, rather than the uh, the decisive finishing blow. As one of those fights would end with, yeah, yeah, completely, absolutely. So, like Lee was putting so much energy in, jumping around and mm-hmm. kicking and doing all that stuff that he got just gassed. Yeah, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Linda and Lee's people said the fight lasted just for three minutes, and that Bruce had a decisive victory. Uh, Linda claims the, that Bruce beat the shit out of him, got on top of him at the end, and made him shout "I give up" in 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 Chinese before he relented. So that's yeah. that's <laughs> that's a different story altogether. And that's just kind of the story from the movie. Yeah, yeah. So Wong notes his account in the Chinese Pacific Weekly, a uh, Chinese language newspaper available in San Francisco, and said that Bruce was full of shit, <laughs> and challenged him to a rematch, and Bruce never responded. So, but if he didn't win, how could he be allowed to continue teaching white people then? Yeah, that's true, actually. That was the deal. And I'm sure these people don't... They wouldn't fuck around. No, they yeah. don't welch on it or anything like that. So uh, there was no more interventions from the Californian uh, Sifu or any underground organization. And Bruce went on to continue to teach white people. So yeah. who, who really won? That's what I mean. Like, if it's if Wong's telling the truth, Bruce wouldn't be able to continue teaching without any kind of retribution. Mm-hmm. So obviously Bruce won and Wong is trying to save face just like your man Vic Moore. Exactly. So Bruce Lee used to beat the shit out of everybody and then 
only when Bruce was dead could they make lies that Bruce couldn't respond to. Mm-hmm. Not here to defend himself. Mm. And uh, then digitized evidence comes out. And they're like, oh, we never saw this coming. Yeah. But also. Yeah, it's like sending in your spit to 23 and me. <laughs> spit, is it? I think it's spit. Uh, uh, Linda, though, she also said, you know the way she... I have a towel leaning up against the wall upstairs and I was planning on posting into them. I think that towel <laughs> is leaning up spit. by itself. <laughs> yeah, it's leaning <laughs> up by itself at a 45 degree angle <laughs> to the wall. Smoking a joint. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm a, looking for fucking alimony. <laughs> it's, it's what I call a load-bearing towel. <laughs> keeping the wall up. It's for keeping the wall up. Yeah, yeah. It can be used as a weapon. Uh, yeah. Uh, was also the, the humiliation, it seems, because if you listen to Linda... Linda's account Wong turned his back on Bruce and, and ran in the opposite direction and, and Bruce Lee actually was boxing the back of the head, back of the head off him that's mm. when he went down and says I gave up Yeah, I give up so I think even Bruce gave him the um, opportunity like you know do you yield that's what it was yes Tell, t- say you yield and he said it in Chinese mm-hmm. uh, and then all the masters went oh, oh, oh. Yeah. and then he was done now in the movie it says then after he won Bruce is walking away and Wong Jack Man got up and ran and kicked him in the back and broke his back mm. Wouldn't you presume in real life, if that was depicting the character of Juan Jack Man, that he would be like, well, I don't fight dirty like that. I don't fight unfair. And I don't think it's great that you, in the biopic of fucking Bruce Lee, yeah. you make me out to be the cunt that broke his back. Yeah, like, yeah. Do they call him Wong Jackman in the movie as well? Or is it like, oh, this is Wing Jack? Yeah, yeah. No, Man. it's Juan Jack Man. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Right. Wow. So, I mean, if it wow, was me, wow. I'd be like, well, I didn't break Bruce Lee's back. Yeah. So don't be telling people that I did because they'll think that I'm the lad that, that done that. Like, Because you'll just fucked with the Wong Jack, man. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? It seems a bit... Am I white? Yeah. You're not Wong. <laughs> um, but it's... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's too... That's too much of a, a, a departure from the truth, I feel like. I wonder you know? if you look at the film, does it say at any point, you know, in like the, the little tiny writing that... Uh, that some parts are just made up for dramatic effect Possibly. or something like it that. It has to be in there. I think, be, yeah, I think yeah. it has to be in there. Because, uh, right, it's 1993. This fight take, takes place in late 60s, early 70s. I think early 60s. Early 60s. Yeah. So it's 30 years later. Yeah. They're, they're both in their... It's before the back injury, yeah. They're both in their 20s. Yeah. So now there's every possibility that Wong Jackman is now in his 50s. Yeah. If he was still alive. Maybe, if, maybe 60s. So there has to be some sort of legality because he could have just said, hey, I'm going to see the crap out of you. I didn't mm. do that. Yeah. I didn't check to see or even Wong, his family. if Wong Jack Man was still alive. If he's not alive, but even his family, for your life. Wong like, Jack Man estate. Yeah, mm. I don't even think they'd nah, care. They some uh, events in this film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My dad broke Bruce Lee's back. What do you think I'll do to you if you keep calling <laughs> me a dope? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. do a call-out video. Yeah. My, my dad bet you were that. No, he won't. My dad bet Bruce Lee. Yeah, he probably will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Um, Shouldn't you? Did you see I broke Bruce Lee's back? <laughs> oh hell! You better pull that back. <laughs> it's it, it's a it's a weird uh, it's a weird story to tell it the way that Little Lee told it in the movie, and then to hear what Wong says himself, and then to hear the actual truth, you're like, where the fuck do you lie on that? Like, what's the right? So Linda Lee is so sold her book, and yeah. this movie's now getting made. There's producers all over the shit. <laughs> no, no, no. It's got to be to get that. You know, it's got to be. He's <laughs> yeah. got he's got to like uh, break his back or something. Though. Yeah. Yeah, that's the back true. injury came from an actual injury when, yeah. when uh, during the development of Jeet Kune Do, mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. Bruce would rely heavily on uh, athleticism and the athletics, uh, I guess, discipline of doing weights and weight training, um, 
and he was lifting heavier and heavier weights and he was lifting them for many many reps and it was you know now if you're looking at somebody who's doing bodybuilding you'd be like geez man you're fucking damaging yourself like that's too much too often so you do very very heavy in short reps to build size and you mm. do lighter with more reps to build like strength and tone so he was doing real heavy a lot and you see him like he was like less than one percent body fat oh, he's absolutely shredded like shredded yeah. And super dehydrated and all that, which could have led to his death, and we talk about that later on too. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just for Wong Jack Man to let that happen on in the movie, and then to take like Bruce Lee's damage back, where he took six months out to write Tao with Jeet Kune Do, and and lay that all at the feet of Wong Jack Man, and like that's a bit, mm. that's too much of a deviation from the truth in a Bruce Lee like biopic. biopic do you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think do you know, chalk it down. No, you're um, right. You're right. So we talked about uh, we talked about Jeet Kune Do, which is Bruce's uh, type of martial art. He invented his himself. baby. Mm. Uh, and uh, Eamon, you were you were looking into some Jeet Kune the Do stuff. The yeah. old Jeet on the feet. Yeah. So Bruce Lee invented uh, a form of martial arts called Jeet Kune Do after his fight with Juan Jackman. Uh, because he you said say it like it's his second name, Juan Jackman. Jackman. <laughs> Juan <laughs> Jackman. Juan Jack Jackman. Juan Jackman. Yeah, it's like uh, Spider-Man. Sp- yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say. There's Batman. no Spider-Man. There's no Phil Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he basically said that it had Herschel taken Batman. T- Herschel <laughs> Batman. Uh, it had taken too long to beat Wong Jackman. Uh, yeah, he claimed he was going to beat him like real mm, quick. And when yeah. he put out the he put out the thing at that at that Ed uh, Ed Parker yeah, yeah, invitation, yeah. and he's mm. like. I beat anyone here in, in 60 seconds, uh, you know, and it was that kind of a, a boast and it took 25 minutes according to yeah. Wong. You know. And then three minutes according. So either way, didn't beat him in 60. Um, yeah, so he said he could beat anyone in 60 seconds at the Ed Parker events, like Gordo was saying, and the dramatizing the film, the timeline's all wrong. So the intention's there and Bruce wanted to change how things were done. Uh, he wanted to abandon the traditional form associated with Kung Fu and Karate and make a more fluid fighting style that was like water. So he took Wing Chun technique and added different disciplines like boxing, fencing, and other martial arts. Uh, so you have the sidekick, and so he's adapting them into a unified mixed martial arts. And he he's been called the father of martial arts or mixed martial arts yeah. rather. And you know they see him as kind of one of the so a lot of fighters I saw like the John Jones, um, who are the other guys BJ there? BJ Penn says he's a, a, yeah, a great yeah. a uh, lot of influence to him as a well. A lot of those guys would have said, yeah, he was Sean you know, Shirk, a lot of these older. I think Forrest Griffin, what was the Forrest name Griffin. of the other guy? That's the American psycho. I can't remember his name. Him and Forrest Griffin had that big fight at the end of the TUF, the first TUF tough final. I don't remember. Can't remember. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of those older, like old school, like two thousand and seven, eight, nine USC lads, they were all like, yeah, Bruce Lee's my hero. And yeah, mixed yeah. martial arts. Now, if you talk to mixed martial artists, they're like. Bruce Lee gets fucking handed his yeah, arse. Yeah, they wouldn't be able. He wouldn't be wouldn't able be against able. the lads that are out there now. And to be honest, like some of them are so technically proficient that you kind of would think. Well, you have like. I mean, he wouldn't then, have the room to do what yeah. he was doing. Even there. though you talk about Bruce Lee and mixed martial art, and he's you know trying to take him boxing techniques, Wing Chun, sort of traditional karate and stuff like that, still all striking. Whereas nowadays you've got like the jujitsu, the wrestling, the muay thai, the the well, the groundwork stuff. A yeah. lot, yeah, exactly. You so have to be good at that too. Like I don't think I don't think Bruce was into that. He was into the more the stand up, yeah, you know, traditional yeah. bouts using non traditional, uh, uh, formless techniques yeah, yeah. against lads yeah. who were doing the formed techniques. More of a Conor McGregor than a Khabib, Nurmagomedov. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
But anyway, so Jeet Kune Do was the style of no style. Uh, and, and Bruce Lee basically figured that this would work better in street fights. Yeah. Um, so Jeet Kune Do kind of means the way of the intercepting fist. Uh, so so we talked about a little bit earlier with the kind of counter striking or the, the, the blocking and using your defense as an offense. Yeah, um, momentum of the moving of the the moving body yeah so the 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 new discipline which kind of became a form in itself uh evolved quickly moving away from the original the original concepts of no form if you like yeah so lads who bruce was teaching like he would teach these guys who still teach it today Mm -hmm. but they teach it as rigidly as they Mm -hmm. would teach and there is wing chun yeah 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 Yeah. because there's nobody they're like well this is what bruce said to do but when Bruce was alive, it was evolving the whole time. And he'd tell, okay, I've, I've made this a different thing. And it was oh, more, this is more, I allowed it to be more organic. Organic, yeah. yeah. And yeah. now when he died, it was cemented. It stopped evolving. Yeah, yeah, it cemented yeah. and became the thing that he didn't want it to be, which yeah. I think is. He, and even, he even apparently regretted calling it the way of the intercepting fist or something. Because that means it relies on counter striking and not being able to exactly. grow out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. Like, the there's no proper, there's no official. Uh, Jeet Kune Do school or teacher like because it never became an official martial art if you like yeah so he was a master of none yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like what you were saying like they, they can't there's nothing there to teach it with because it's it's just it never it was evolving constantly yeah, you there's know? like 10 like dudes who are masters of it without being masters because it's mm. not a real discipline but there's 10 masters out there teaching it yeah and then like hundreds of students but still it's not really recognized yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and one of the big things that he that he brought into Jeet Kune Do was uh, using bodybuilding techniques to increase speed and muscular strength uh, so Bruce said the training is one of the most neglected phases of athletics too much time is given to the development of skill and too little to the development of the individual for participation Jeet Kune Do ultimately is not a matter of a petty technique but a highly developed spirituality and physique so it's like you're ready at all times for anything always. Like, like a coil spring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And his body did look like something that was coiled and ready to go. <laughs> Man, he, was, he looked, even his hair looked clenched. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. I love it. That's so funny. Yeah. Like it's, he's one of those guys, you see, you know, Bruce Lee, if you had a body like his, you just, you'd never wear a shirt again. Oh, like, why, yeah. why would I bother? Oh, like yeah. I'd be so shredded. Why would, why would, I, why would I do that? You'd be, like the guy in, you'd be like the guy in Trailer Park Boys, you know, that just constantly goes around with no top on. Yeah. I go around with no top on when I'm around the house because it just feels oh, We all do that around the house, but like, yeah, yeah. Jay-Z, you wouldn't, you wouldn't leave the house if I was if I had, Lee, if, I had house. if I had loads and loads and loads of money, I wouldn't care. Yeah, yeah. I like though that Bruce Lee, like his, his, uh, like his name became when you see a woman walking around and she's smuggling peanuts it that became geez bruce lee's on her how did that happen because like his nipples are always out and hired i suppose so the bruce just, lee's you, on ever, her? you ever heard that the no, bruce lee's no, on her i've never heard that you've gonna, never heard that i'm gonna use them now maybe it's just something i say oh, to, to myself did you see the bruce lee's on that one the bruce's the bruce the Brucey. I thought her. I thought it'd be rhyming slang for like, oh, the fucking Bruce Lee on your aunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bruce like the Lee on her. <laughs> like, a Bruce Lee. How would you see that? Huh? Yeah, it's one thing that Ben had never like. Oh, look at a look at a Bruce, look at a Fanny on her. She like, was wearing like, <laughs> yeah, like it's not really. She was wearing really. like jeggings and were yanked right up, and she had a. The, the camel phone he wants yeah. his toe back kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she yeah, it's still doesn't knuckle going on at the front. But I don't think I don't think people I don't, do men actually say that? Give us a shot of your Bruce Lee. No, but like they actually say like Jay's 
I've not, the yoke on any, her I've never heard not anymore. Never oh have. you can't say anything anymore well, no. no but that's certainly not everyone's gone yes they are now or whatever hmm. the hoop that's a big one the hoop the but hoop. would you never the would hoop. you never just be like <laughs> not even like oh my god look at her her labia majora <laughs> protruding from her very tight and pulled I, I've up never, pants I don't know, would yeah. you just be like the, and then you'd look at it and then the two years it silently like appreciate the fact that it was seen and you're like hmm the constellation labia majora <laughs> can be seen with the naked eye <laughs> but like i mean it's not like you're not watching and it's not like the girl that has that doesn't know that it's there yeah i don't think people really try to accentuate the the, the that area like i see the like Arses and boobs and waists sure. and hips and all that sort of stuff makes sense, but but have you well, ever been on the internet? Imagine if you a lady try it. It's great. <laughs> There's loads of stuff on it. I imagine if a girl spotted a sizable bulge in a pair of jeans, <laughs> make her double take a little. Woo! <laughs> no, well, I mean, what the, would she call it? Do you think if she had to call it like she had to call Jesus the China on him? Yeah, <laughs> what yeah, what yeah, would yeah. you call it? Because uh, it has to be the opposite sex. Well, we you said for what was it? Moose knuckle. <laughs> That one was the moose knuckle. The moose knuckle. No, we have to say for a guy. You say for a guy. Look at the fucking bear claw on your man. The camel toe. Just like a like a look at the fucking look at the grocery bag on your man. Grocery bag. Yeah, because it all looks. No two look like if you see if you see a camel toe, it looks like a vagina with tight clothes pulled on it. But if you see a dick that's like split in half by the seam of a pants it could have like a dick and ball on one side and a ball on the other with the dick pointing down it could be two balls mm. on one side and the dick pointing up on the other side so it's like a you know it's, it's just split in half be like look, fuck, at look at the Berlin wall on your man look at the long short drift on yeah. him <laughs> yeah look at the look at the <laughs> what would you call it look at the bunker on that yeah land. yeah look at the hobbit home yeah look at, the, look at the fucking no man's land in your man's trousers it's just split up the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Look yeah. at the demilitarized zone on Apple's cock. <laughs> the balls oh. will never get over to, to, to that Mickey for Christmas. Uh, Look at the denim prison on him. <laughs> the denim prison. <laughs> what do they call those things that you pull over in the limos? Oh, yeah. The, like the chat, blind chat flap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if we had it on our pants and you could visibly see our rod, <laughs> like the shape of our rod, mm-hmm. just like on quarter chub, like presentable chub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like not in trouble chub, like it's kind of like, yeah, like vibrations chub. on a bus chub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. it's warm, it's moving kind of <laughs> nice. You get up and you have to give it two flicks just to get it away from your pubes so that your foreskin doesn't get caught in the hairs at the top. Mm, that's no good. <laughs> Because it grows and your helmet sticks to the hairs and it shrinks again and it pulls the hairs in yeah. like the sarlacc pit. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, ow, and it's well, just you just pulling the hairs in. It's the sarlacc. Jeez, the sarlacc pit. That. Sar- yeah, 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 that one works. The sarlacc pit. Well, I mean, I, 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 I've adjusted myself in the show many times. So you always say that you can't see yeah. under the table. What's that? Like, he's just sitting like this. <laughs> it's and just, like, I, I get a little bunched up here. Just, <laughs> just move more to the other side for a bit of... A bit of Comfort, no? I don't know. How do we fuck do we get on to talk about that? I have no I idea. That's not going in, surely. No, it's not. <laughs> That's, fucking... That's not going in, surely. <laughs> so, uh, Bruce Lee was a star of stage and screen, as we know. Uh, he was in loads of TV shows and movies. And his relatively short time in the US uh, kind of bore an awful lot of uh, consumable media. Mm. A ferocious amount for the short time. 
His first appearance in US TV was in the series The Green Hornet, which we talked about a little bit earlier on, which had 26 episodes only in 1966 and 1967. And he played Cato, the acrobatic and theatrical sidekick of The Hornet. And it was pretty fucking epic, to be honest. Mm. I watched a few bits of it on YouTube and some of the shit he's doing, like with no wires and no stunt doubles and no, he's like a fucking yeah, yeah. mad bastard. The producer, William Dozier, uh, and that name, when I saw that name, it jumped out at me because I used to see that name every Saturday morning because he was the producer of the... Uh, the Batman. Batman. Oh, so yeah. it was William Dozier uh, saw him at Long Beach that day. Cool. When he was with Ed Barker and said, I want to get in the Bruce Lee business. So William nice. Dozier produced um, Green Hornet. Obviously seeing his potential. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So uh, while recovering from that back injury we talked about, uh, Bruce, as well as penning the Tao of Jeet Kune Do, uh, also penned the idea for a TV series called Kung Fu, and he brought it to these producers, who eventually then went off to cast David Carradine in the leading role. Cultural um, appropriation. Yeah. I mean, I'm not giving out about it now. No, no. But if he was black, you wouldn't hear the fucking end of it. Bruce Lee himself, I say. He actually said that himself. Bruce Lee said, I t- totally understand because he was working with Carradine. Yeah. Mm. Uh, originally on a script. Yeah. But uh, he said, he said, look, man. I get it. It's money. It's, it's a money it's game. It's fine. It's a gig and all that. And I tell you one thing, if I was the producer back home in Hong Kong, I'd, I'd probably have the same. If uh, a white guy came over yeah, to star I, in a Hong I, Kong I, movie, I would have the same choice. trepidation. Yeah, so sure. he completely understood. And yeah. I think he, he officially said, I ain't putting no honkies in no Chinese movie motherfucker. Yeah. That's exactly what he put his hand over his heart and said, damn. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you. <laughs> you stay at home, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they said, the people who made Kung Fu said that they had to have Carradine play the Shaolin monk who trips the Wild West trying to avenge his brother because people wouldn't watch someone Chinese, number one, and Bruce Lee's accent would put people off because he wasn't able to pronounce some words. That's got to be a kick in the in the grocery bag. It wasn't that bad. I mean, I mean, he wasn't that bad. He was well. No. He was speaking the English from a very young yeah, age. Of course, he was. That's, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Know, man. So yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't talk right. He wasn't able. And we're like, no, we don't want. <laughs> we don't want him in this movie yeah. because you know he's he looks weird and he talks funny. <laughs> so they got David Carradine instead. Uh, to be honest, Dave Carradine doesn't look great and yeah. he doesn't talk that much better. I always, I always just thought, when I was a kid and I watched that show, yeah. because again, I predate you all. I remember watching, I remember, I remember watching, watching these on yeah, TV. Yeah. Uh, I used to be on Channel 4 in, in, on Sundays. I was he, was, well, he, was, yeah. he was a Westerner who, who uh, went uh, to Tibet to someone who got born there and raised there and ended yeah. up in America. That's the way I used to tell myself. Because yeah. I was like, he's not Chinese, he's not Asian. Man. But it was written as if he was. That's I know, the thing. that's the thing, yeah. yeah. I mean, it didn't do a lot of fighting in that show. I remember no. being really disappointed. He's like, oh, that he's carrying a fucking hot pot now. It's like so boring. So dramatic. It, it was dra- it was slow drama. Every episode was uh, like a mini movie. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. But it was but you, um, you, it was hypnotic. You'd be glued yeah, to it. It was, really, mm. it was good. Like I remember being be, watching, it being like, "This is." I mean, Dad used to watch it because it was cowboy stuff. So it used yeah, to be yeah. on after on Sunday afternoons was like the A Team, and then there was something else. It was an evening show, and then in the evening, about half six or seven, and you'd have the little flashbacks of when yeah. he was a little kid, Shaolin monks. And mm. Yeah, it was cool. Like grasshopper. Yeah, I think it was a little That's bit too young, that, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, grasshopper. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was probably too young, so like I just wanted to see the punches, but then there wasn't really but any. There was as many like kung fu moments in that as there was in Walker Texas Ranger, which was a very similar mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. type show where where it's like you know it's the last thing you wanted to do was get into scraps, but inevitably it yeah, yeah. So Carradine got the role, 
Bruce Lee was pretty pissed off and he said he understood like Emmett said if it was you know a white guy coming to China he'd be he'd be vetted fairly heavy too but it pissed Lee off so much that uh, he fucked off he went he left LA and he went back to uh, to Hong Kong in 1971 before he'd made any massive movies he was working in TV and he was he was on it like a car bonnet he was producing he was he was writing producing acting he was doing it all he was great he was going to call that show the warrior kung fu yeah he and certainly then, wouldn't have called it kung fu no and then it ends up he's like all right well america's not fucking treating me right mm. and it's because they're racist so i'm gone mm. well hollywood's racist anyway well <sighs> i mean you know he's lucky he wasn't a woman um so while in hong kong he signed up for a, a two movie contract with the first one being uh, uh the big boss aka the chinese connection and the second one being Fists of Fury. And it was the story uh, of a factory... Uh, B- Big Boss was the story of a factory worker who sworn off fighting, but he returns to combat to confront a drug smuggling operation. As you uh, do. Yeah, the, the, the Chinese... What did they say? It was the Chinese Connection, it was called. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's some shit in that. It's like, fuck. He does a... Uh, he grabs, puts the fingers into your man's chest and all. Right, right. That thing from Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. Um, there's loads of... Uh, for the first time jumps like jump kicks but the way they did it was put the camera on the ground and he'd jump over the camera using like a spring and an athletic springboard mm. and they'd move the camera over so it looked like he was jumping 10 foot in the air like it was you know for somebody watching a movie and that for the first time you see that you're like yeah damn yeah. this yeah, is yeah, fucking awesome a young tarantino's jaws Jizzing hitting so. the floor yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely, they were. It's all the, the the Shaw Brothers, isn't that the, the the company? That was it. I can't, I can't remember. Shaw Brothers would the, the logo would come up like oh, uh, yeah, WB yeah. Warner Brothers, these two clam shaped uh, thingies, very famous. Uh, Tarantino puts them in, in in his movies. I think it's in Kill Bill, Grindhouse. Is Shaw, Shaw, yeah, the yeah. Shaw Brothers present. Um, so yeah, he he uh, he starred in that movie. He just signed another contract. He was big. He was big shit in Hong Kong. Like Emmett said earlier on. The Green Hornet was called the Cato Show mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. Everyone was like, mm. "Yeah, we fucking love this guy. He's deadly. He's showing up. He's a he's a Chinaman in Hollywood doing it for the boys." Mm-hmm. Do you know? So Hong Kong loved this shit. Hong Kong was all about Bruce Lee, man. They were like, "Bring the Cato Show. You made a fucking you made a, a big boss. Yeah, let's go watch it." It broke all records at the box office. Mm. Broke all records. Uh, Lee was a huge deal. And uh, they loved him. They wanted to make more. The next movie he made, which was Fists of Fury, broke records again. And both of these films were totally panned by critics in the US. And Bruce was considered, like, gone from the Hollywood scene at this point in uh, 1972. He was, like, he's gone back home. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy is gone. Do you know? He left behind him uh, um, a Jeet Kune Do studio in Seattle and one in Oakland, California. And that was that was it. Bruce Lee was essentially out of the... Out of the running, like you know, mm-hmm. and uh, like Bowie in Berlin, he was out yeah. of there. See you later. And even though the financial and critical success in Hong Kong was ignored by the US scene, Bruce still wanted to make a movie that would give him that star status in America. So his next movie with his brand new production company that he owned, Concord Productions, uh, which he founded with Raymond Chow, who was the husband of the woman that owned the restaurants in Seattle. That he Ru- Ru- Ruby for. Chow. Ruby uh, was uh, was going to be a smash, mm. and that movie was. Enter, Enter the, the Dragon. dragon. Yeah. Crazy. So Enter the Dragon was released just one month after he died, imagine, in 1973. And was an absolute smash hit. A critical darling. 
and the reviews piled in supporting this movie and Bruce Lee as a producer and as an actor like this is like he finally got what he was looking for but he was fucking brown bread so a variety reviewer at the time Whitney Williams said Lee socks over a performance seldom equaled in action movies his charisma good looks and dazzling moves ensured him a posthumous legacy as a star and as someone who laid the groundwork to bridge the styles of east and west and I was like bitch you too late he did the movie was number 20 for that year in ticket sales in gross and after its release there was a huge uptake in martial arts films in the US kung fu movies were now a, a new genre all on their own and not just restricted to Chinese households in San Francisco uh, you know being sold out of corner shops in Chinatown mm-hmm. people were all about it do you know uh, it inspired a whole host of filmmakers all across uh, America and the world yeah. and uh, we're, you know we're still seeing reasonably new kung fu based movies like proper kung fu based movies and pretty much every fighting action movie there is has, mm. has some arts. kind of martial arts <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely and before this it was like cowboys and indians bang you're dead mm-hmm. do you know leaning up behind from behind a barrel pew and smoke coming off your fucking gun yeah. and that was it there was no hand to hand there was no because mm. we didn't have like swords and shit to be fighting with to get close-up stuff mm. whereas in in China, they had loads of movies and it was all swordplay, but there was no hand to hand combat. Yeah. And Bruce Lee brought this new thing in to be like, yeah, let's get in close. And it's one of the cool, like, everybody likes a fight. Everybody likes to see a fight. A proper you know? scrap and scream. Yeah, it looks, oh, wow, cool fight. Uh, and, and keep that camera steady, all right? Don't Jason Bourne me. I agree. I agree. Do you Shaky know what that's cam. from? That's not that's the, the, actually shaking the camera purposely. from people who can't direct action. A lot of that is done in post. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's filmed at a super high frame rate yeah. and played back in a much lower frame rate. So it gives that kind of uh, panicked, like mm. over adrenaline. It's meant to give you that kind over of over adrenaline. Yeah. Like you, you talked about earlier. Uh, the, the, the kids the, playing video games. And well, well, yeah, that. But <clears throat> also for us, then it would be the panning shot. You know, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, there it is. It's, it's all perfect. right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know. You see some reviews. They're like the fight scene of Jason Bourne, where he fight him and a rival fighting in a hotel room. Or a, a the hotel room is the most sickening one because it's that effect, but really close quarters. So you're like, it's making yeah. sick looking. Who, who here? It's probably as well because the actors just can't fight. Yeah. It probably looks shit if you pull it back. But this is it completely. Like, that, you know, that's what it. That's why it sense. is. So you give me a fight like Daniel Craig at the start of Casino Royale in the bathroom with that guy. Yeah, yeah that's a that's movie fun. scrap. That's fun. Apparently, there's a fight. <laughs> In Mission Impossible Fallout, the new movie. I think it must be one where Superman comes out. Have you seen him where he comes out and he goes like that and he's he's huge and it looks like they're about to get into a strap I I think like Mission Impossible, he's wrapping up a mission from, Mm. you know, like Bond. (laughs) Was that, is that from that meme that they had of uh, your man Henry Cavill, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, like he loads his, he loads his arms like like they're guns. Oh God. And there's some weird special effects because what happened in that scene I, I i didn't watch the movie but i saw the video of how that scene is done apparently he goes like this and his shirt changes the pocket <laughs> disappears from his shirt <laughs> no. because during the fight scene it got ripped off it got, something got ripped and then he they said okay we're going to stop for the day and they went off and he was like oh yeah we, we've done that scene now and for the next scene i have to shave so he, he got shaved and there was oh. something else they had to fucking cgi on some stuff that was Again. superman wasn't it in no superman? It, was in, it was in that Oh, where he loads it, his arms, right? And then when they went up to get the award for it, he he, he done the same thing. Loads just, of his arms, just, and now that's and, and, and just a mustache just, just appears. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Well, apparently at the start of Mission Impossible Fallout, there's supposed to be a scrapped arrival, uh, like Daniel a Craig and thing, and it's like yeah. a proper on-screen fight. It's yeah. one of those things. I remember the most disappointed I was. I went to see <clears throat> Batman Begins, 
and I thought it was a great movie. Uh, but then the fight scenes is like I don't like who's hitting who, what, mm-hmm. and then even the Dark Knight it was a little bit better, but still. There wasn't a really cool looking like I, I know. like it's Batman. You're I hit, know. Do you punch and kick bag? That's your whole stick, man. And then if you look at 1989, uh, Batman's in an alleyway and uh, the dude comes over a fence, pulls out two swords. Oh yeah, and it's incredible. That's yeah, 1989. Yeah. It's all right yeah. there on the and screen. The same as well with the, the second one. What was it? Batman Returns, where like guys are he's just walking around the place boxing lads. Yeah, he yeah. didn't give a fuck about killing people either. That's he true, puts like great. dynamite on some guy and throws just him off. Walks away. <laughs> That's so, Keaton's Batman, though. That's but, Keaton's, but, yeah. But, but, Diane but, Keaton's Batman. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, uh, yeah, just, you know, on-screen fights for me have to be, I have to be able to see what the hell's yeah, going totally. on. Do you think that, from Bruce Lee's doing all that stuff, do you think that a lot of movies now rely too heavily on CGI and rely too heavily on creative editing to make those fights look better? Yeah. Like using... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, if you punch somebody and they go into a tiled wall, that there's like little squibs in the wall and it blows mm. out all the tiles, and it's not. It looks dramatic and amazing, and you know, it's like oh, like visually appealing, but it it doesn't feel real, so you don't really get mm. it as much. Mm-hmm. You feel that? Um, I think what you need, if you want to actually do good fight scenes, you need people who are good at fighting or yeah. who know, like because you you want you know master choreographer. Yeah, like, exactly. You look at John like, Wick, like the amount of stuff, and I know it's all Reddit, like sub advertising. So they do these, like, it's advertorial content. So it's like, hey, check out, like, Keanu Reeves actually training with guns. And there's, like, a four-minute video of him mm. nailing, like, 100% mm. nailing 50 targets in this kind of, uh, uh, you know, yeah, military uh, mm-hmm. gun range kind of a run. And you go through all these things, and you hide behind, you go, and he's doing all the rolls, and he's like, mm. jumping over stuff, getting a, getting a throwing knife from a little thing in his shoulder, going, like, and he does it. There's like three minutes of him doing it. It's fucking unreal. Because he's been training this sort of stuff since the Matrix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been the various. He he's got that shit now. He knows kung fu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least on screen kung fu. Well, I think he knows real. He's fucking ripped as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So like with John Wick, he's doing all that stuff. You have to be massively physical to pull that all off, mm-hmm. and not a lot of it is overly uh, dramatized. It's yeah. not like you're not pulling lads around on. Uh, or tiptoes no on uh fucking cables oh, and shit yeah, like, there's yeah. not a lot of that yeah, even yeah. the bad guys when mm-hmm. they're when they're falling down they're falling down cl- close by him so there's actually like a pile of bodies around him when he's fighting yeah. in one scene well, so yeah. like i think in a lot of those movies like in the barns and like in mission impossibles I, I, you have to give it to tom cruise man he does his own stunts <laughs> yeah, and it yeah, looks real because he's yeah. actually doing it it's not cgi'd yeah. and it's not cut in a way yeah. that makes it look like it's not his face that's a conscious so, decision by him to be more practical he's, he's in the movie business he's like no, yeah, he can be more impressed wants. if i'm on the side of that fucking plane it's, i don't yeah. think it's even that you know i think it's like when you're when you're looking to do that to cover somebody f- who's a lookalike um, like you know the way they have The Rock in all of these new movies and he doesn't do any of his own stunts but they have a lad who's been doing his body double for years, for years and mm. years and years there's even like man Reddit is going so bad for advertorial content like there was even like a post of the guy who does that The Rock bought him a truck after this most recent movie that they did Skyscraper and there was like there was like two uh, sets of posts just about him in front of his truck going The Rock bought me a truck Dwayne Johnson sound go see the new movie Skyscraper and mm. it's like a a piece of thing to make you go look at the other thing. Same with the John Wick thing. You, yeah, know, you yeah. have to be aware of what's an ad. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> you're looking at that going like, I know all those movies are cut so that this lad is not seen as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like you don't see that guy's face or it's CGI or something like that. That doesn't feel real. 
But the Tom Cruise stuff is not as as massively outlandish because he's doing it himself. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit more on the realistic side. Whereas the stuff well, with Dwayne Dwayne Johnson or any of those new lads mm-hmm. that are that are like super fucking action heroes now. But then yeah, they are doing massive CGI stuff that seems unreal because they have carte blanche as to what they can do because it's all CGI whereas Tom is not going to go okay I want to be able to run in that thing and jump 50 feet in the air because he can't do that mm-hmm. do you know so yeah, yeah. like I really like Tom Cruise movies oh so yeah, do I good, absolutely yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm raging I didn't see Fallout in cinema I hope it's still out there uh, what they say CGI looks real but feels fake practical effects look uh, fake but feel real mm. but Bruce Lee movies it, it all looks real. Yeah. Well, if you go like to, cause he's doing to bring it. that into new, like, do you ever see those Tony Yeah movies? The mm, yeah, Thai yeah, guy. yeah, the, the, like yeah, the Thai first, guy. Yeah, the yeah. first one he has. What's, <clears> that, <throat> what's, that, what's that guy called that used to do those? Uh, the the create. We watched them all before in. in I think it was in your house. Oh, which was it? The, the guy who does it's like Tony Yeah, but he does the it's like cage fight and stuff and all. Like movies. Yeah, they're they're martial arts movies. Um, sorry, go on with the Tony Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Sorry, yeah, the Tony Yeah. Like, there's one. I think there's. I can't remember. He's three movies, right? Mm-hmm. Three like I think I can't remember. They called Tony Yeah. Yeah, they. Is that, I think they're called, called Tony Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's one where he's trying to get his elephant back. And there's this shot where he has to go up like a spiral staircase yeah. and he fights like fucking 400 guys or something. Yeah. And it's one shot and it just follows him fighting everybody and like they're jumping into elephant bones and shit and he straps like the tusks onto his arms. That's and real shit like. Oh, and it's one shot as well. Yeah, so it's all beautiful. it's all choreography and stuff, but it just looks so cool. Yeah. Did you ever see the like, Ong Back so movies? Much, that was it's it. Ong Back. Yeah, yeah. Tony, yeah, Ong Back. Is that Tony yeah. Adam? Yeah, yeah, that's Tony Yeah, That's, that's yeah. what I was... Because we, we watched saying, them. Man, we yeah, fucking messed them and watched all them. fucking brilliant. And we, we were looking at them on the, on the internet because we only had the, the computer thing because like, it wasn't even it wasn't even touchscreen phones. Yeah, yeah. And it was in my house in Wexford. Or your... It was in my house in Wexford. I can't remember. <laughs> Watching Ong Back and your man jumps and he jumps about 15 knee. feet with a knee and a head. Yeah. And we were all just like... Oh, God, that's right. Out of the chair, man. It was like world star. You know what I was like? Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a real jump. It wasn't yeah. assisted oh, by yeah, anything. Yeah. Like you that know, was like, the same fuck. one where they're getting the 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 fucking heat the therapy hooks, on their yeah. back, so they have like those cupping, little cups, cupping yeah, yeah, all the cups. And he's like kicking guys in, and there was a bit of comedy where the guy wasn't was trying not to break all the cups, and then at the end, you know, he just fucking nails him into a wall or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it, ah, yeah, it, just, those Ong Back movies. The Ong Back scene where he's, I think he's chasing somebody, and he just clear jumps over a car. Yeah. Mm. Cars moving, he jumps over it. Something about two panes oh, of glass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, two yes, panes yes. of glass have been transported. He like, or something like that. doesn't. And he just stars. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cartwheels through them. So yeah. cool. But and, like, but, the, uh, and in the Young Back movies, when they show the stunt, he'd say, "Listen, that was real. Yeah. That motherfucker trained to do that. So we're gonna show it to you three times. Yeah, yeah, from different <laughs> angles. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, it changes how the movie is shown based on who's doing the stunt. So the thing that most people like, and not a lot of people may have watched the Young Back stuff. If if you haven't, do mm. I'd i watch them tonight oh, just remembering yeah, them for now. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're brilliant, right? He's in he's in a new that new Mile Twenty Two with Mark Wahlberg and the sex oh, is he? The, cool. the, the, the hot one from Walking Dead. Oh, I think cool. he's in that. Yeah, and they're like a bunch of assassins or mercenaries or something. Greg's girlfriend or whatever, Glenn's girlfriend. Oh yeah, Walking Maggie. Dead. Well, he is he, Maggie. He is. Uh, uh, they're still together in the version of my head because I I quit watching it. Oh so yeah, I, yeah. I started. Years I ago. stopped watching it years. Ago, yeah. Um, so yeah, the the practical applications of real yeah, stunts yeah, like yeah. that on back <clears throat> stuff, you watch it and it's like it change. They they show it to you three times, mm. or the, the the angles that they're able to do because it's actually him going through the stuff. Yeah, 
same with Tom Cruise and that may be more palatable for people I don't know how many people out there watch Tom Cruise movies but when you see that the shots that they're able to get off they're not they're editing real, yeah. away for mm-hmm. body doubles and stuff but, like but I'll tell you what, what what's um, Jay, it ruins the continuity and it ruins oh, the, completely, yeah. the, 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 the you look back immersion and all that stuff so when yeah. you're watching Bruce Lee movies yeah. you're immersed you are yeah. you are looking at Bruce Lee actually Bruce Lee. punching people you want to see what he's going to do yeah. What, yeah. what they're trying these days now as well is uh, putting the digitizing the actress face on the stunt man mm. so you see daniel craig riding a sort of a scrambler dirt bike across the rooftops yeah. in istanbul yeah at oh, the yeah, start yeah. of um the last one it was skyfall yeah. i think it's his face it's him and it looks like it's daniel craig on the bike because they just done and obviously he went into the studio and did this you know what I mean? like, yeah it's deep fakes yeah. they do it in porn now and they're able to put anyone's face on anyone right right brilliant and, uh, james cameron i think was the first to give it a go well in my opinion from looking at movies yeah in uh, Titanic in Titanic Jack and Rose they've got each other by the hand and they're running down the corridor a corridor on the Titanic with a big rush of waters coming behind them and it's he he just it's in its infancy yeah he's giving it a go and they're they're literally the face is kind of like (laughs) moving about and they're like you can do that shit on an iPhone now yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so they're they're giving that a go anyway but uh, no you can't beat it like knowing that's the actor and that's the thing about Bruce Lee and his technique and the way he's able to do that he developed, and I think, I mean, maybe some martial artists out there, or anyone, definitely anyone that's studying Jeet Kune Do, like, you can look at how that was created, and it, it, it's kind of like a mix of everything for fighting on the street or for looking real good on camera. Yeah. yeah. Like he made yeah. his own martial arts to look good on camera, and that was his, that was one of his, like, in 1966, like, that's one of his main um, motivations for creating this new one. It's like nobody wants to watch kung fu movies if people are like standing still and they have their stance mm. and they're doing all this. You want to be able to be fluid, the constant bounce, m- moving, yeah. doing the dance and stuff, <clears throat> cha cha cha. It's the same as Jackie Chan, like using extra stuff and yeah. getting on the ground and rolling around and being charismatic and and enigmatic and having a bit of crack and doing mm. a few jokes and using the stuff around to make it cinematic. Like it was invented for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah a specific yeah. thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. I mean, Enter the Dragon like cost eight hundred fifty thousand to make, and to this day has grossed two hundred million. Go, um, bananas, Jeez. bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, I nearly watched that again very soon too. I probably watch all kung fu movies after. Yeah, after we're talking watch, about this. I, I, yeah. the, the Ong Bak stuff is on the list. Yeah, Ong Bak Three. I forgot how long it takes to get into the fighting. Ong Bak Three is like real story, but doesn't make any sense. Like he's fighting yeah. himself at one point. And you're like, I guess this is supposed to represent his dark side. But <laughs> I, I don't really know. Like it, it's really, they've really just thrown this guy in here. I don't know yeah. what's up. on the top of an of like a mammoth elephant or something. Yeah, it's very it's it's dark and weird, but great movies. Mm, it's good fun. Good fun. So <clears> the <throat> the most conspiratorial part about Bruce Lee and his life uh, is in fact his death. So yeah, I mean, uh, like the, the the mystery of it. You were looking into it. Uh, quite deeply. I mean, we all had a go. Um, I found a couple of little scientific uh, nuggets, and there's uh, some questions mm. that we all should kind of think about when it comes to the death of Bruce Lee. And maybe the first conspiracy that you'd put your hand on may not be, you know, the. Uh, mm-hmm. It may be convenient and it may be dramatic, and it may play into the character of Bruce Lee or the legacy of Bruce Lee that's been yeah. put out there, yeah. where he's like, oh, you know, he's fighting against. Uh, uh, the powers that be and you know he's a, you know a very martyristic character like he's you know he push he push a lot of effort into the stuff and it was taken from him and he put it into kung fu and it was by, taken from him by bad guys yeah bad dudes mm. and all you know there's a lot of stuff so anyway, you were, yeah, <laughs> yeah bad uh 
What was it? Hombreds. Petriads. <laughs> uh, Emmett, you were looking into uh, yeah. the, the death of Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Bruce collapsed on May 10th, 1973 in Hong Kong while recording uh, ADR for Enter the Dragon and uh, began a series of seizures and headaches while he was doing these recordings, right? So uh, this condition was unprecedented in his life and the doctors couldn't find a proper cause. Uh, he was brought to hospital and uh, this diagnosis was cerebral edema, which is a swelling on the brain and was treated by them with a drug called matinol. Manitol. Manitol. He was, <laughs> he was brought to hospital and... Because uh, they're dead in Chinese people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a type of uh, sugar alcohol, which is often used as a sweetener in diabetic foods. And it's what primarily yeah. aftershock is made from. Yeah, yeah. Really? No, but it tastes uh, like <laughs> I thought, like, no wonder. The blue one. <laughs> It's, a, it's also, you know, used as a medicine used to treat the, the, the pressure felt in the eyes with glaucoma and to the lower uh, intracranial pressure. Yeah, like after a car accident, yeah. someone might get a bit of swelling on the brain. Mm. They give you a bit of mannitol, you know, put a tap in your head, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it has uh, side effects of uh, dehydration, electrolyte problems, and at the very worst uh, end of it, heart failure and kidney problems. So we were talking earlier on about Which is a, a terrible double act. Yeah. <laughs> Please welcome heart failure and kidney or kidney yeah. failure. Uh, we were talking earlier on about Bruce Lee being so fit. Mm -hmm. He would drink high fat burger meat milkshakes. What? For the protein? For protein. No That's way. all he'd have for periods of months. And then do all this training, get the protein in. He would strip himself down, dehydrate himself. He had one per, less mm. than 1% body fat. So he's processing yeah. every bit of fat. He was in ketosis for years. Because he actually looks like a guy on a weigh-in day. Like, you know the way we see people yeah. weighing in, they're all fucking, like, gaunt and, like, they're, you know. Sucked down. Well, guys who are, again, trying to get down to 135 pounds yeah. or walk around weigh is 150 or 170 yeah. or some yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 taking shits to get the weight yeah. down. Like, yeah. you're probably a couple of hours from death. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you don't like, drink some they're water. They're taking shits, bro. They're, they're putting in uh, uh, laxatives, but they're wrapping themselves up in like cling film and oh, yeah. saran wrap. Have you ever my, my seen him use the exercise bikes in the sauna and all with tracksuits on and everything? My like, friend, my friend, like uh, a baked potato. Uh, Jerome, he used to box when, when we were kids and Jesus, I couldn't get over it. He used to just wrap himself up in cling film. He'd uh, sellotape uh, hot water bottles. Ba bin bags to him, everything. And then yeah. layers and layers and layers. Yeah, and you yeah. just go fucking running about the place. Like, you have insane. to lose, because you have to, like all your, so there's a thing they do when they get down to a certain stage, they drink loads of water and then the next day it flushes everything through their system. So anything that might, so you can, if you, like if you eat particularly salty foods and stuff like that, you might get bloat, which causes you to weigh an extra, no quarter stone or whatever, maybe more. Maybe more. Maybe. <laughs> but if you, like if you say flush it all out, you lose that weight. Yeah, because it's not really body you. weight if yeah. you like. Mm. But then you have to try and get down and get down. But and it's get water down. in every part of your tissue, so every muscle yeah. you have, and if you're mostly made of muscle, you're pulling all the tissue out. Yeah. Like Bruce doesn't take care of himself at all. Yeah, and if no. you're dehydrated, like um, I remember in the in the there was an interview I watched uh with Channing Tatum about mm. him in Magic Mike XXL, mm. where he is he look he looks like an Adonis. He has yeah, yeah. all the little under the pecs muscles, and he has the whole thing. He's like. Well, I'm a stripper and I have a dancer's body and I had to bulk up a small bit, but I also had to eat like a dickhead for about six weeks. Yeah. And then the five days before that scene, I wasn't allowed to drink anything. I yeah. was cutting down, cutting down. Jeez. And he says, I, I was performing that. There was a whole dance maneuver where they're naked. And he slides on the thing and he has to look cool. And he says, I was when the camera stopped, I would cry. 
I would just be crying and crying and crying and crying. I had a pain in my head. All my muscles were sore. I had back aches, like hemorrhoids, like everything was at him, like yeah, killing yeah, him yeah. because he was dying of dehydration. His head, he said, my brain was fucking swollen. He said I had kidney problems for weeks afterwards, putting the, putting the water back in. But to get that body yeah. to look like that for two days of that shooting that scene so that it'd be like the light would shine on his muscles and it's like, not he wasn't he wasn't exactly like, making fucking midnight express or something like that you know what i mean it's yeah, magic yeah. like xxl but some people have appreciated that yeah yeah you take sure that back i'm sure <laughs> you take that i'm back. sure steven spoke soderberg did yeah yeah my 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 but it's just it, like it, to, to have that level of uh, a body fat and that that <clears throat> that ripped look all the time yeah i mean i'm sure that bruce lee didn't have it all the time mm-hmm. mm. But whenever he's going into film, he's taking off his top for a reason because he's like, I put yeah. work into this motherfucker. Every every time I get a chance, I'm taking my clothes off. Mm. And it's like, foom, foom. Like, and again, ripped. he's 32. Yeah, so yeah. like, it's probably starting to be more difficult around yeah. this age to actually, you Shrink know, maybe it was that, a bit, it was a bit of... Look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bit yeah, easier yeah. a while, you know, yeah. a few years beforehand. But looking at Jason Scott Lee in Dragon, yeah. I'm like, that is unbelievable. Like, he yeah, had the veins yeah. up and all the stuff. And you're doing the, <sighs> this stretching and crackling and all. Like, it's fucking serious work, you know? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So dehydration is a side effect of this drug manitol. Yes. And he's already he's dehydrated. Already massively dehydrated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, electrolyte problems and all that sort of thing. But, you know, the heart failure, kidney problems. That's, that's you're in dangerous territory there. Yeah. So, uh, on the uh, 20th of July, 1973, Lee was having dinner with uh, the one and only George Lazenby. Oh, George Lazenby. Played, uh, My favorite Bond. Famously played yeah. Bond once in Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Oh, that lad. Is yeah. that Australian? That's a real quiz question right there. He was the uh, only Bond to lose a wife, as far as I'm aware. Is he that? was. Yeah. Um, oh, brain don't fail me now. It wasn't money penny. It well, was, Diana uh, Rigg played her in the movie anyway. I know that. But uh, yeah. he, 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 she, she got assassinated on their wedding day by Kojak by uh, yes Telly Savalas playing yeah. uh, uh, Ernest Blofeld ah. yeah so uh, he's having dinner with uh, George Lazenby in Hong Kong and they were talking about making a, a new film when they were done they went to the home of uh, Betty Ting Pai who was a Taiwanese actress uh, they were going over the script of uh, Game of Death, Bruce's last film yeah Betty and Betty and Bruce are yes. giving it the giving it the practice scenes now yeah Maybe that's not all. Or maybe, mm. maybe. And Pi and so uh, Pi and Bruce were left alone. Uh, 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 Bruce complained of a headache, and Pi gave him a headache tablet called Equagisic. Equagisic, which had an aspirin and a, a tranquilizer, uh, meprobomate. So at around uh, seven p.m., Bruce went for a lie down to get rid of the uh, 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 the, the headache, and uh, when when he didn't appear for dinner. Uh, there was a dinner date arranged with Raymond Chow and Linda as planned earlier that day. They went looking for him. Yeah, it was a, a real weird, mm. like, the circumstances around him being in the apartment on his own were weird. Mm. Yeah. So they went out for dinner with George <coughs> Lazenby to talk about a TV or a movie yeah. joint. Yeah. And Linda was with him. Mm-hmm. And Linda and Bruce went to the apartment and then Linda left, leaving Bruce there. Left with uh, Raymond Chow. Left with Raymond Chow mm-hmm. and left Bruce there and said, we'll join you after. We have some stuff to do. And this is around four o'clock. And they're like, okay, yeah, it was around four o'clock. And they were like, uh, we're running lines. That's, yes, that's why we're here. Basically. I think they're both swingers. I think she was going off to get her leg over with Raymond Chow and he was getting off with Betty P. Maybe Betty she Pye. wasn't getting her leg over at all. And she was just uh, a compliant <laughs> person. What? She was just... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, weird that he was supposed to go for dinner and he didn't show up. People are like, 
you know, what's keeping him? You would think, like, I mean, hmm. uh, the circumstances around it, you'll have to go and check it out for yourself and read exactly. Like, I, I can put a link up to the places where I found it. Hmm. But according to Linda, this is what happened. They went all together. Mm-hmm. Her and Raymond left, left Bruce alone. And then... Obviously, I mean... Was Betty there with them when they left him alone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, it's yeah. her house. It's her house. Yeah, yeah. She, so she, I was thinking he, I was he went to, to crash out. possibly in her bed. I don't know how big the apartment was, you know. So let's say that all happened around 7 o'clock when he, when he, when he went to bed. Let's, yeah. say, let's say they were expecting him at 6. He's an hour late or something like that, you know. So uh, he didn't show up. So Ray uh, Chow and, and Linda went, went, went looking for him, went back to uh, uh, the apartment. They found him on the bed... But they couldn't wake him, and a doctor was called, and uh, he tried to wake Lee and spent 10 minutes reviving him, but to no avail. Uh, they rang an ambulance, and he was declared dead on arrival to Queen Elizabeth Hospital. Yeah. And so endeth the legend of Bruce. Died of a headache at 32. Yes. Bad. Bad. Yeah, yeah. In the house of Betty Ting Pei. Yeah. So, mm, this is all, this is when you get into some... Yeah, here's the conspiracy starting. Because again, like we're talking uh, Hendrix and people like that. When when somebody dies, like as as they say by misadventure or something like that, Cobain, and you are Joplin. fucking famous yeah. as a person in the gaff. They don't just. It seems to be the tradition that they don't just pick up the phone straight away. They go, they go, fuck, 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 shit, oh, Jackson for, a, for for an hour, run around mm. the place like lunatics. Even you know. Uh, Prince, perhaps, you know, yeah. just a little bit of panic there. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. And then they call somebody, you know. Mm. Why do you think that is? You know, because there must be. Because it's, it's the press. They have to control them. Yeah. Control yeah. the press. And, she, and she's a, a, I assume she was a famous actress. In Taiwan, yeah. Well, yeah. in China, yeah, as well. But uh, it's, it's this thing of controlling your message, controlling your messaging. Mm. So very carefully, uh, how would you say, uh, cultivated public image of bruce lee could be ruined mm-hmm. if they let it out like oh he took this tranquilizer and he died like is he always taking tranquilizers what's the crack what's he doing in your own betty's house what's going on with them is she you know what you know, is she is he cheating on his wife is what, what's you know <coughs> there's so many things that could come out or it could be the classic uh we'll say betty we'll say betty gave him the pill yeah mm. you know what i mean it wasn't his fault he could have been like you know oh, i've got these pills here i've got a yeah. headache because the, the 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 headache that occurred in the in the recording studio that was like a, that was what a, a month or so before I mean yeah a month and a half about before. a month and a half yeah so maybe he went fuck that was bad that was really bad I hope that doesn't happen again I have a lot of headache tablets on again exactly maybe he was suffering from stress and he's like give me a few headache tablets with a few little tranquilizers in them just to keep me on the yeah on the level because I mean look. Uh, I was absolutely blown away and shocked and surprised when I found out that Prince was popping pills for fucking decades. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And like opioids, strong ass shit. Prince was a drug addict. Like painkillers, was it? Like yeah, the, yeah, no, yeah. and I mean 50 times power, more like powerful than Like fentanyl and all that yes. sort of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pill, uh, Prince was a, a drug addict, you know. Mm. I'm sure it shocked Michael Jackson fans as well yeah. to find out that he was Apparently a drug Apparently there's so many people, they just, you know, fucking blow out a knee or slip a disc in the back. They go on these pain pills for a bit and of relief and they never get off them. Prince, Sheila E said that Prince is jumping around on those high heels, jumping off drum mm. risers and all that for, for years. And his hips... His hips are fucked. And then he went to get an operation. They and don't then he, lie. He, after the operation, he'd take painkillers and that was it. Yeah. That, and that's addict. apparently a story for so many people. Yeah. So uh, why not yeah. Why not Bruce? Because, you know. Well, he did have a back injury. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. totally plausible because uh, uh, so so the autopsy uh, showed that Bruce's brain had swollen considerably by thirteen percent. That's a lot. That's a lot. But yeah. he's really smart in those final minutes, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like fucking figuring out equations. It's like, like, yeah, minor, it's like, minor it's like fucking rain, man. It's like beautiful mind job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So thirty percent. Yeah, yeah. And it was decided that it must be it must have been an allergic reaction to the tranquilizer in the tablets given to him by Ting Pai. There was also uh, cannabis found in Lee's stomach, and uh, Donald Tear, a forensic scientist for Scotland Yard, tried to link the cannabis to some element of the death. Now, this Donald Tear guy, I believe him. How many autopsies did he do? Two thousand or yeah, something. Thousands mm-hmm. and thousands. And high-profile ones and all that sort of thing. I don't know why that makes a difference, but he's he's yes. Uh, notoriously conservative. Yeah. Oh, so he hates the old drugs. I mean, how many autopsies has he done that drugs is the reason for their death? Mm. Wouldn't you not hate them? Mm. So I think the fact that he's like, yeah, he had cannabis in his stomach and that's something to do with it. Mm. You're like, dude, considering, cannabis never killed anybody. Considering cannabis is an anti-inflammatory, yeah. it might not make sense that his brain swelled up. <laughs> I don't know why he has the cannabis in his stomach. That's a weird place to have it. It's very so strange. Was he eating yops or something? Well, know. this is it. Or probably mm. a cannabis. cannabis burger meat milkshake. Yeah. Oh shit, yeah. son. Or maybe mm. some some Betty's special brownies. Mm. Be like water. <laughs> Be like water. <laughs> oh fuck, man! I'm turning into the water with a bit of lemon and some sugar. <laughs> uh, I'm thirsty. Anyone else thirsty? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, you know what he said about the, you know, he, he wanted to link the cannabis to some element of the death, and this was said to be irresponsible and wrong by other medical practitioners. Uh, I think the coroner said it was death by misadventure. Mm. Yeah, that's the official yeah. report. I remember when I saw it, it said it showed seven different, so like homicide, suicide, blah, 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 all these different things, and they ruled misadventure was the only plausible. Mm, plausible. Yeah. plausible and, and the other uh, uh, medical practitioners were like, don't fucking put cannabis. And this is, you're talking about in the middle of the 70s, like they're trying to, the war on yeah, drugs had started. They're trying to make cannabis the worst thing ever. Oh, yeah, actually. So yeah. they're like, <clears throat> don't fucking put cannabis on that list of the things that might have killed Bruce Lee because that's what every parent in America is going to be telling their child. Mm. We're, we're locking up Beatles and Rolling Stones for yeah. smoking this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's they, they said to your man Teal, like, don't fucking mm. put that on the list. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chuck Norris, who, as we know, is uh, was a student of Bruce's, went yeah. on to be a movie star in his own right. Chuck Norris, when asked about Bruce's death, said that it might have been the muscle relaxant that Bruce had uh, been regularly taking for his ruptured back in 1968. We talked about that earlier. He's taking that shit for five years. Mm. And Chuck Norris is the only man to talk about it. So Linda Lee wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. All, of, all of Bruce's entourage wouldn't talk about it. So this is the preservation of a legacy again still. Yeah. And everyone's like, Chuck Norris fucking talking about, you know. Yeah. And Chuck, uh, he also said that the tranquilizer and the muscle relaxant must have reacted badly with one another, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can see that. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, and if he's doing that the whole time, let's say, and then, he, he, you know, he's doing the muscle relaxant the whole time, and then when he starts getting headaches and, uh, you know, a hot head, he starts taking the the magic headache tablets, mm-hmm. and he starts having seizures and all like that, and he doesn't realize, like, that they're reacting badly. Yeah, That's yeah, a, yeah. A, There's a correlation there, yeah. Because they were saying uh, he might have been... Might have been allergic to the pill that yeah that's, that he gave that's one of the things maybe it was the fact that his heart was in arrhythmia from the electric machine he used to stimulate his muscles constantly like an arrow that's another thing yeah zzz, zzz, those little zzz. pads yeah yeah he was using those the whole time just to keep himself buff the whole time yeah yeah mad that's the thing that had him at under 1% body fat 
Like he used to sit there with a cranked to the max. Did you ever use those? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're fucking sore, man. They are sore. I remember yeah. being an idiot and I pulled off a little sucker and I was like, oh, the tip. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. I used we, one that was like a belt one. It yeah, was like belt. A, a, and you had to put Ronaldo wearing it in some ad. You had to put yeah. lube on yourself so it wouldn't burn your skin. Yeah. There was a girl I knew who had one. I was like, let me try this. And I just was turning it up and up and up to see yeah, how. Yeah. And then I was like, ah. Oh, God, like when you get horrible. to 70 or 80 out of 100, it's just crazy. Well, um, but it's like getting it's like getting punched it's like an yeah. electrocuted yeah. so <laughs> we did <laughs> we did those i bought two of them for cheap somewhere i can't remember it's in some shop and we used to have like uh wars of them <laughs> so we'd, we'd put one on each put them on say a leg or we put them on say like our chest muscles and i had little the little pads like this and you put them on <laughs> and you give the other lad the controller <laughs> he'd be like, and you'd be like i'm on 20 you have to match 20 okay you ready match 50 Time it for 30 seconds on 50. Oh, God. So if you turned it down. Good yeah, Lord. Yeah, it was, it was sore. So I can only imagine this that had them on. It was just on 100. And I was like, it's like, it's like doing 200 oh. pushes and I'm just sitting down. And he's drinking burger meat. Drinking burger and meat. just fucking and getting shocked and not drinking water you know and I taking a load of tablets. And, some, and, hell. and masters at home in Hong Kong are not doing that. They would have been probably outraged by that. Mm. You know what I mean? Drinking a bottle of Ting Tao or something to have it just relaxing. He yeah. wasn't. You know, it's, it was, <laughs> he, but he wasn't a man for convention, you know? Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, so he's, he's using this thing. Uh, the, I, I'm touching my breast now. <laughs> he's using the electric signals uh, from it. Uh, they were cranked up to the max, as you were saying, right? Yeah. So much so that they would curl his hair, some said. That's, a, that's too much. That's too much. When your hair starts to curl, deceased from, yeah. uh, <laughs> desist from use. Yeah, they're not. They're not. <laughs> they're not like user friendly. These things. They're supposed to be. Suppo- yeah, a supplement yeah. for exercise. You don't you get a six pack for free. Like, there's no yeah. such thing as like, oh yeah, just shock the bollocks off yourself there, and you'll have a like. Yeah. You know, you have to. But obviously, the, the electrical signals could have been going into his heart. Yeah, and who knows? causing this arrhythmia. Like, people don't know the long term effects of those things. Or whatever. I'd say there was the fucking wildlife around him was going haywire <laughs> trying to understand what was happening. Slowing in the dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's insane. Um, so, biographer Matthew Polly claims in a 2018 book on Bruce Lee that it could have been uh, indeed have been heat stroke that killed Bruce. You're talking about Hong Kong in the summertime. Hong Kong in, in the, the summertime. summertime. Better watch what you wear. <laughs> Hong Kong in the summertime. You might die there. <laughs> he With the curling <laughs> of your hair. From the electrodes <laughs> on your nips. <laughs> Look at the Bruce Lee's on her nips. That wasn't racist. He was Chinese. He was Chinese. He used to wear beige turtleneck jumpers did you ever see him yeah 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 wearing That's those turtlenecks you think he's wearing one of those in that famous interview in black and white where he's swiveling yeah. in the chair be like water yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's cool wearing a, a woolly turtleneck doing adr in a soundproof room basically in like an insulated mm. wool walled room in the summertime in hong kong because he's absolutely freezing i'd say because his body can't generate heat because he has a turned down to like 10 yeah because it's just it, it can't it's just like I'm, we're trying to keep this guy alive like never mind the temperature it, and at the same time his head is overheating and he's getting fucking heat yeah. stroke seizures yeah yeah so that the fact that these the that the fact that heat stroke was a rarely diagnosed condition in those days right and uh, his work and the exercise schedule and the clothes he was wearing in summertime hong kong uh, would contribute to the condition absolutely uh mm-hmm. i was there in march and it was fucking uh, warm 
and wet. It's, it's it was. It was very humid and, yeah. and warm and muggy and stuff. Yeah. So also, this is crazy. Yeah, he, uh, he had his sweat glands in his armpits uh, removed in 1972 because he thought that the sweat uh, w- would look uh, unsightly on camera. What? Yeah, that's not great. He had a sweat. That's some. But it so still like, has to go somewhere, come yeah, out yeah, well, yeah. somewhere. The, the fact that you sweat, it's your pores open to yeah. cool you down. Yeah. So like if he wasn't able to cool down, obviously heat stroke or, or overheating, yeah. he's doing bad physical damage to himself. So he's Jesus. he's he's dehydrated and over, overheated. So Bruce, heat Bruce stro- is making a lot of questionable choices here right for the camera. Completely. Very Again, like I'm thinking of the old masters going, what the fuck are you doing, yeah. kid? I thought, Why'd you get rid of your sweat land, you fucking hell? mad joke? Uh, let's just put, put some fucking tampon, you know, uh, panty pads in there or something. Yeah. For Christ's sakes. Not the sticky side, though, because it'll take your hair off. <laughs> and you know what? Get the ones that have wings. <laughs> <laughs> so, all that combined, I don't know. Uh, the weather, this work uh, schedule, the sweat glands, the summertime in Hong Kong. Could the, the heat stroke, could it, could it be a thing? Could it be? You know? Mm. It might have been. It might have been. Uh, Polly, the biographer, also makes some claims about Bruce's personal life that could throw. Some more cherry bombs on the fire of his legacy. Polly claims that Bruce cheated on his wife often with actress Sharon Farrell, or it could be Farrell, and lots of other staff on the sets of his movies. Mm. It's from a new, yeah, new biography. This is twenty now, yeah, twenty eighteen. That Bruce Lee, yeah, yeah. Polly also claims that uh, Ting Pai was also his mistress, and it was kept a secret uh, from all but Linda. Linda knew. She knew about the infidelity and stayed with him for his public image. And the checks. Well, this is it. This is, uh, this is some Jackie Kennedy stuff here, you know, that mm-hmm. we're getting into, you know. Uh, he even bought uh, Ting Pai a, a Mercedes as a gift, and they were seen driving around Hong Kong in it. I mean, that's Bruce Lee driving around with some, like, another famous actress. Some hot Taiwanese girl yeah, in, in, a, car, in yeah. an open-top Lip, merc. Lips are flapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and people are talking. <laughs> yeah, because it was an open-top mark, that's right. She even rented a, a room only 15 minutes from Bruce's family home so they could see each other more often. I wouldn't like that if I was Bruce's wife. How would you even explain that to your wife? Well, I mean, maybe she's just like, yeah, it's all right. It's grand, grand with it. Yeah, the maybe, she just, maybe, she, maybe Linda switched it off. It sounds, if that's, if that's true, like if she did, if she rented a room so she could be close to Bruce's family, I'm willing to, to, to roll the dice on her and Bruce having an affair if that last bit's true. Yeah. For sure. Well, it's, it's physically true that she had a, a, a house 15. 15 minutes from the lead if home. If the reason, if the reason also, was to... But I mean, to be close we don't to know him. the reason. Because it might be I mean, just they're all living in Beverly Hills or some shit. Bruce's, yeah. Bruce's great-grandfather, so we're going way back. Whoa. Bruce's great-grandfather was a hugely successful businessman. But he had a, a wife, he had 20 kids. Yeah. One of them was Mrs. Lee's father, I guess. Would that be right if I said he was his great-grandfather? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Grace's he, father. Yeah, yeah. And he so you're had, talking about Tong, Ho Tong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had 13 concubines and all that. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's going, he's going, hey, look, man, that's how we roll. Yeah, yeah uh, maybe. I remember Charles, Diana, actually, we watched the interview. Actually, Diana herself say that Charles said to her, I'm not going to be the only prince without a mistress. No. Yeah. So no. he's like, yeah, look, man, that's We're it. famous movie star now. Get with it. Yeah. We've seen it before. Jackie Kennedy was still in love with with uh, uh, Jack Kennedy. All those. And times. again, how many super how many super famous men aren't getting a bit on the side every now and then? Yeah. Like if you've got the 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 access and the opportunity. I'm not saying mo- they all do it or anything, but I reckon it's really hard to stay faithful it's, if it's in, in a situation. Yeah, but the blowjob was a hound. Huh? Blowjobs don't count. Probably does to your wife though. Do you know what I mean? Like if she's like, "Oh, you just got sucked out. That's all right." 
I don't mind blowjobs, but don't have full I, sex. I did yeah. not have sexual relations with Petit Pie. Be like semen. <laughs> Indeed, I did have a relationship that was inappropriate. <laughs> and, um, even Nixon, Nixon had an affair. <laughs> I'm kidding. No one would fuck Nixon, not <laughs> even Pat. Um, yeah, so, it seems it, there's a lot of conjecture t- that can be thrown into that. Mm. Then, like y- you can think maybe uh, Ting Pai was jealous. Maybe she gave him an ultimatum that day and said, mm. "You got to leave Linda. And this going to be like your last headache." Yeah. Uh. Or maybe that, or maybe uh, he. A lot of people say, and it's completely unfounded, and it's one of those things that gets thrown out there. And I think it's very much like the Amityville revelations mm. that we came to, which was. The Lutzes totally true. The, <laughs> the Lutzes, the Lutz family, totally true. made up their whole thing to get their money back. Mm-hmm. I think that was you. I think I, I said it was a haunted house, right? Yeah. The most genius, but, the most genius part of that story was Mister Lutz said, and I said to chill down my spine, even though I knew it was bullshit. If you were, if you believed him, he said that he told he told no no holds barred, told the whole story. But he said that one night there was there was ructions in the house, and he was down in the sitting room, and his kid came down the stairs and walked into the sitting room and he, and he just stopped and went, I, c- I can't even tell you what, what he said to me. What my son looked me right in the eye. Oh, yeah, What yeah, he yeah. said to me, it's just, I'm, I'm not even going to tell you. He, well, he refuses. To yeah, and you're yeah. like, wow, what did he say? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dad, can we stop Damn. pretending this place is haunted? I'm starting to get a bit, I'm starting to get a bit nervous. I, I can't even tell you what he said. The kid went, <laughs> I, this is bullshit. Yeah. This is fake. You're a fucking liar. You're a fraud, Dad. <laughs> I literally can't tell you what <laughs> he said. Because like, I'll lose it all. <laughs> Sorry, Gordon. I but the, yeah, the, the, the whole front was that the Lutzes made this house a haunted house and it was famous for being haunted. But really, what it should have been famous for and what it would have been famous for without the Lutzes was the DeFeo family murders. Ah, the mafia stuff. The mafia killings, right? So they're saying that Bruce Lee may have been killed by the triads. And this Mm. is a whole thing about the triads came to get him uh, because of some shit that he did when he was living in Hong Kong years ago. He got the triad family's uh, uh, son, bet the shit out of him, knocked a few teeth out. Brought the way of the Qui Gong over to... Yeah, the Kui Lo... Also, triad. They, they told, he told the Kwai Lo about Kung Fu and all this kind of stuff. And the triads were like, you've defiled our culture and all. So you're you're done. And then take that tablet. Down to racketeering as well. Triads were very much wrapped up in the movie business. There was yeah. a, lot of, a lot of connection Actually, there. there was stuff about, I remember, remember reading this in one of my, my, my uh, research jaunts, where there was uh, some triad guy who was involved heavily in, in film. Yeah, probably over in, in China, but maybe a little bit of American connection. But Lee was refusing to, to do any work with him. And it was kind of like, well, you don't want to work with my fucking business? How about you work with no fucking business? Yeah. And, and also, give us a kickback that we're looking for money as well. Yeah, like, yeah, you know? yeah. So, so a lot that, of stuff... That, that's extremely plausible to uh, me. Extremely plausible. But at the same time, would they hire, you know, Ting Pei... Mm, Betty. Would they hire her to be the hitman and administer the killer pill? Because yeah. they, they, they had something on her. Maybe. Mm. And I would imagine that they definitely did. Or they were, you know, giving her the permission to live or whatever if she cooperated like a lot of stuff is going on there you can claim anything really yeah but the fact is that medically bruce lee was looking like he was taking muscle relaxants and he was taking tranquilizers yeah and whenever those two shits are mixed it's 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 usually not a good especially idea. with the chap who's removed his sweat glands and he's probably like 
you yeah, know, fucking 150 hasn't had a drink degrees, yeah. doesn't drink water. Like, it's yeah. look, it's looking to me, yeah, that's it. Like, you know, when I, I keep citing Prince and Michael Jackson, but like, you know, that's that's how them motherfuckers yeah. bit it, you know what I mean? And, and you know what, for a man who is so audacious and you know, revolutionary and somebody who made up so many things that are now like part of the fabric of culture, of film, of martial arts, of you know, east west relations, all of these kind of things, he was a pioneer and all that stuff. For him to die in a in a a sad and I guess pitiful way mm-hmm. like that rather than with some kind of drama or some kind of you know extraneous contact or some mm-hmm. you know super important and mysterious death like Tupac Tupac got shot mm. is he alive maybe is he living in Cuba I don't know did he record a lot of albums to be released because he knew he was going to get shot mm-hmm. maybe and if the triads are going to kill your so, ass, they'll just shoot you. Yeah. Mm. They're not gonna he be was assassinated by like fucking Mark David Chapman of Hong Kong equivalent. Yeah. Is this the thing of, is this the thing of like, he just died and they're trying to keep the legend alive by giving him a very fantastic death. What do we think about the curse? Well, this is the other thing. The this curse. is the last thing that we're going to talk about. Mm. Yeah. So the curse, uh, we spoke way, way, way hours ago, it seems <laughs> about, uh, Bruce Lee's older brother who died very young mm-hmm. and we also talked about Bruce Lee's father who believed there was a curse that was coming after uh, the males in the Lee family so they called Bruce Lee Little Phoenix which I think we talked about earlier and dressed him up as a girl for his earliest years so that the demon wouldn't be able to find him yeah as was looking looking for the next I suppose like the next the male in the Lee family skirts yeah Checking no it's them. easily fooled apparently um, the, the the demon doesn't see gender. <laughs> okay, so that's <laughs> so. Uh, How do you identify? <laughs> uh, but basically, yeah. So this was the idea. Bruce used famously say that he would die before reaching half the age of his father. His father dies at sixty four under kind of strange, not strange circumstances, but just there's no lead up to the death. Right, he just dies sort of suddenly. Um, Bruce Lee winds up dying at thirty two. As far as I'm aware, it's just a little bit before. Uh, that period of half his father's lifespan um, and then in the movie Dragon there's a part where Bruce Lee fights his own demon in it it's like a samurai sort of a spirit yeah like an 8 foot samurai statue yeah yeah mm-hmm. and it, it's in is it the big boss or Enter the Dragon which one? Oh, the one with all the mirrors the, yeah Enter, yeah Enter yeah the Dragon, yeah would that be Enter the Dragon he, he has three flashbacks to fighting that thing yeah one is in his own dojo when he opens up the business uh, one is uh, when he's lying in bed and he has a thing of running around as a child. Yeah, and yeah, one yeah. Is, uh, that, in, that w- the while he's filming the movie, in yeah, that he, scene, he he starts goes off into a daydream and, and has to fight his demon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so a metaphor up, for fear. For I, was fear. Just, I was just checking there to see was uh, Betty Ting Pai still alive? She is. Oh, seventy-one. Very good. How's she keeping? Oh, she's grand. She looks well. Good still stuff. Away no, no headaches. No, no. Ah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> plenty of plenty of headache tablets left. Yeah, I am. Um, but yeah, so he's fighting this, this you know, personified image of his fear or whatever, this demon. And in the movie, it winds up looking towards Brandon Lee, his son, and goes for him. And then Bruce, I think he's a pair of nunchucks or something. Dunchucks. He takes him out and he chokes out the demon with the nunchucks in the movie. Do you know, in the English version of that movie, for years, it's illegal to show uh, nunchucks or nunchuck fights in England. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so you can't show them in any TV show. So the fight starts when you know the demon goes and the spikes come out of his mask yeah. yeah and then in the english version of it it cuts to bruce on top of him bruce on top of him choking him out and the child running away so they, they recut it so that Go he ahead. doesn't do that 
because he finds that there's a weak point in the throat. That's right, the demon. And yeah. he keeps on hitting it with the nunchucks that he finds in a statue. But they didn't show that on the TV version. That's fucking crazy. And people are all like, how did he defeat the demon? How did he end up on his back? It's really nice. This is a metaphor. Hey, just he's Bruce Lee. He was fucking quick. You just didn't see it. Yeah, just don't take your fears seriously. Yeah, <laughs> You'll yeah, yeah. beat him real quick. It's a dream. You're not ever to turn into something weird like in your dream. <laughs> yeah. So this curse, though, does it add credence to the idea of the curse when we think about what happened to Bruce's own son, the next his first of born. the Lee, his first for Brandon Lee, yeah, yeah. Uh, who? Well, what happened to Brandon Lee? Amen? Brandon Lee is now Brandon had been acting for years. He'd done some. He was kind of gaining momentum. Interestingly, Brandon did five movies, the same amount as his father. Yeah, right. Or five big movies, like Bruce was in fucking dozens of movies or whatever. But five movies that are well known. Yeah, or at least for Brandon, five that are well known, and then the big one being The Crow with Bruce. The big ones being Enter the Dragon. So Brandon gets cast as this. He was actually going to take up the lead as Bruce Lee in Dragon, but he, he decided to go instead. with the crow instead, mm-hmm. which... He was going to play his father. Yeah, he wow. was going to play his father, yeah. Wow. Brandon is shooting the crow. They have most of it shot. I believe they say there was only about 8% left to yeah, film, or 12%, something yeah. like that. And uh, basically, without getting into it too much... The, they didn't have a lot of money when they or not a lot of money or maybe it was time constraints but they didn't go out and get blanks they decided to make their owns for the gun and what wound up happening was they left a primer for one of the bullets between in the barrel basically they shot it but it jammed halfway in the barrel so no there's the scene it. in the movie where Eric it's, about, it's about 75% of the way through the movie and there's a load of the gangsters from the city are all having this meeting with the you know the gangster leader, mm-hmm. and it's upstairs in this high rise building, and uh, at that part, the, yeah, the character yeah. drops down from the roof, lands in the middle of the long conference table, and he's like, "What's the oh, crack, lads?" That yeah. scene was awesome. I'm yeah, getting bored listening to this guy. Kill him, yeah, you know, yeah, or whatever well, he says. Actor. Oh, oh. His name is name won't come to me, but he's Jesus, a, he was great. That was the first oh, time I ever saw brilliant. him. Yeah. That, Brandy and cig- uh, that whiskey and cigar voice of his. Yeah, just it's gravel. Inc- Michael uh, Win- Wincott. Is that yeah, his name? He's the bad yeah. guy Michael in, Wincott. He's the bad guy in Highlander 2 as well. And That's Ali- right. Alien yeah. Resurrection, he's in that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, him and all the... And we had a, the best arse was in Alien Resurrection. He gives you one a foot massage and the way the camera pans. Oh, yeah, that's Me and right. a mate of mine were saying, like, I think that's the best arse I've seen on TV. And then we put on Entrapment <laughs> and we looked at that and we're like, Oof, this is a zero-sum game. I don't know what. Zeta's hard. A zeta-sum game. <laughs> a zeta-sum game. Nice. Um, I had heard, because I'm not 100% sure, they said they got rid of all the evidence. Or they not the evidence, the footage. They put the evidence. <laughs> Get rid of the evidence. Yeah, uh, so like, t- what, like what happened? He dropped down at the table mm. and then all the guys around the table, all the bad guys, yeah, like they all just ball. open up with like yeah. t- thousands of rounds. He takes, and rounds. you see him taking all, he's immortal in the movie, you know, so he takes all the bullets and just falls off. Then gets back up and starts baiting lads. But in real life, apparently, like they're like, oh, uh, Brandon, Brandon. Brandon. And then... Brandon? Nothing. Oh, fuck. Brandon? Uh, same thing, though. He Apparently, gets... they were like, for a while, yeah, right, because he was an awful practical joke. Oh, was yeah, he? He was yeah. an old messer. Yeah, yeah. And he's they... lying on the table fucking bleeding out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Why did I hear that it was... I heard it was the other. That's yes. uh, Yeah, I agree. Because okay. I, I had heard it was that, and they couldn't tell which gun it had come from because it's sh- like there's, what, 20 crime guys yeah. all shooting him. The other thing I'd heard... That was that was the story that was yeah. that I had since we were teenagers. When you were kids, yeah, and it was in that scene that some one person, like it was like a fire and squad, you could you find had, like, the bullet that killed them, couldn't find the bullet yeah. that killed them and all. 
that's not the scene where it happened though. no it's actually the scene it's it's early on in the movie where he goes back home um and these fucking hoodlums have broken into his apartment and yeah. they're they're like a, uh, attacking his fiance mm-hmm. shelly webster and he tries to save her or whatever he can't do it and they wind up kneeling him down and shooting him but it's point blank shot yeah but i heard i heard he actually he in the in real life it shot him in the shoulder yeah. and he bled out apparently um well he had a he had a grocery bag apparently mm. in his hand uh eric yeah the, the character and a squib goes off in his arm because you know or something like that something like that yeah i can't and then he gets shot a second time oh sorry it was you're right there's a stomach excuse me it was, it, it was the stomach. Stomach. yeah, yeah so he got me. shot in the arm well the squib went off in the arm through the through 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 the grocery bag or something like mm. that and now he's open for it and then the one shot to the well, it was almost point blank range from this blank mm. gun and it went into his stomach and ripped something and it was causing the sepsis so your your stomach acid is going into your and yeah. it's very hard to close that stuff up and if you don't you know a piece of material from the clothes he was wearing went in as well and yeah. that was a f- so common with musket f- uh, fire and all that sort of thing again like that's a, mm. just a little yeah. ball what was it? was it was a really like a wad of paper really the primer, cap. Wad of primer. The primer. Yeah. it's like the back part of a bullet mm-hmm. there's like a little sort of a ho- not a hollow but a little raised circular bit yeah I and i think you. that's so they took out the kind of took out the shell say the case and took out all the gunpowder or whatever maybe you put some back in to get the bang or whatever and this little primer just so it's the part that taps on the revolver if you yeah, like the yeah, barrel yeah. goes through there taps um yeah and then that was that was that and that flew out and then the next one that was coming the force of the explosion in the bullet behind it the blank behind it Force the primer out of the barrel mm. into his fucking stomach, yeah. and and people said that that was the triads. Yeah, and they put that. one bullet in like Russian roulette. Yeah. So the story was during the uh, conference table scene that one somebody like because there was so many hands on no, slipped a real bullet into one of those guns. Yeah. Well, what about the 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 the? So again, it's a fabricated, possibly fabricated. Yeah. Is it absolute bullshit that the main guy who's the firearms expert on set wasn't there that day apparently it was handled by so many people that mm. they were unable wow. to figure out who might have done it because what basically happened they're making their own blanks and you see like that scene for example there's shit loads of blanks that they must have made mm-hmm. and this one was left there but it apparently it, the guns changed hands so many times from people firing them to like checking you know they because they had to fire the bullets out mm-hmm. uh i think but anyway, yeah, they they so many hands passed. They just they're like they 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 called they, they closed the case basically and just didn't investigate because yeah. they're like, look, we, there's no way for us. It's, it seemed like it wasn't a, of, course, of course, and with Bruce Lee being th- dying the way he did, they're going to ask questions about that too. Yeah. It'd be like if fucking Sean Lennon or something got shot in a dodgy mm-hmm. way, and people would be like, whoa. But that's it. And with any conspiracy, there, there's these ties. So I think it was Big Boss. Isn't yeah. that the one where there's a part in that where a guy there's they're filming a movie and they're all shooting or whatever and in the middle of it one guy gets a real gun and shoots bruce lee with the real gun that's mm. part of the plot yeah and then he's been shot for real and now he has to like fight the guy and win or whatever so they're talking about how that sort of predated so the curse is kind of it's woven into the lore so it's in it's in the the, the biopic of bruce lee it's showing it's going for the kid and then it's in this other movie it's showing how it's going to happen confirmation bias you know? of course of course yeah. but uh if you want to find it like it is all part of the legacy of bruce lee it's it's making yeah. this fantastic character that you know beat the king of karate in america and then he created his own thing and then he went to hong kong and he was a superhero and then 
you know, he, he got to come back to America and make the real big story. And just before that one was released, he died and it made it even bigger. I don't think if he had to stay alive, Enter the Dragon would have been as big. Yeah. Um, well, it, his, it's his just death, be, it would be another big hit. But yeah, yeah it's like a James Dean movie or something like that. It was like it was super big because he was dead. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. like because the same with The Crow, right? The Crow was was Brandon's breakout role. Enter the Dragon was Bruce Lee's breakout role. Yeah. It's and the same it, way that like... he was dead before it got released. Yeah, but it's the same way as it was for, you know, Dark Knight. It's yeah. Heath Ledger was obviously a popular actor, was doing really well, but that was his... Like, when you watch that movie and you, any scene the Joker is in, you're just captivated. You're yeah. like, oh, this is so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. His you know? opus. Yeah, and then, chisel. you know, he's he's gone. Uh, I'll just tell you real quick, though. Brandon Lee in Junket, Press Junkets, you can find this. Uh, press junket for it's really sad press junket for the crow yeah uh, talking about making it you know what i mean he's making the movie and all that stuff and he's, t- he's telling you the story of how it is that, that, that this guy loses his girlfriend and how life is fleeting mm. starts philosophizing yeah, about yeah. How life is fleeting. i remember this on the dvd and he starts saying you know what i mean like the next time you see a full moon that could be the last time you see the full moon how so many do you get to look it. at again yeah your fa- how many times you're gonna li- yeah how many yeah, times yeah. you're gonna listen to that favorite song or watch that favorite movie or see that girl or something like that Good. yeah yeah. Yeah. So, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, There's a lot of things. And, and they say that the, the set was plagued with uh, accidents. Oh yeah. yeah, like a disgruntled guy drove through one of the sets. There was lights falling. Lights falling. Someone got electrocuted. And, and I think slipped screwdriver through hand. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. The, and the then curse it just of healed up right now. Oh, <laughs> right in front of the curse of Bruce Lee, I think, was solidified more by the death of Brandon Lee in 1994. 94. Yeah. Not long after. The, the biopic came out, the dragon yeah, film story, yeah. And around about the same time that Kurt Cobain got murdered mm. by the henchmen of Courtney Love. <laughs> uh, I'm chalking it down. Come at me. Um, and uh, that started off the whole 27 Club thing of three people who had died in the late 60s. And they weren't really called the 27 Club, but a revival of that, uh, I guess, that lore of those people dying under suspicious circumstances, or is, is there a curse on the twi- on the people who die? You know, if they're twenty seven and they're rock stars, so like you can see how in the same year people that see Brandon Lee die and go, "Oh, it's a curse!" Like everything that happened was like, "Oh, it's a curse." Yeah. True time, and you know the mm. the sixties are reviving Keeps and following. Do you know? Yeah, like you can see with the twenty seven club, it was totally fabricated connection between them. Similarly with Brandon Lee and Bruce Lee, it's like, well, Bruce died and we don't know. And, and now Brandon's gone. And, you know, oh, oh, that's weird, man. Because yeah. it can't be something practical and explained away. It's a curse. And at the same time, you know, Alex Jones is getting really big and the X-Files is really big. And a lot of people are starting to question some shit. And mm-hmm. we're just after a war. Same time as Bruce Lee dying. We're just after the Vietnam War is just about finished. So after that, the public is in a kind of a mode of being suspicious of government or being mm-hmm. suspicious of... Any kind of public action. They're like, hey, what the fuck is this all about, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Something to think about. Yeah. So uh, it's time to get off the fence for, for Bruce Lee. That's all the, the info we have. I'm sure there are people out there who knew an awful lot more about the death and life of Bruce Lee. And you know what? Reach out to me. Hit the brother up. Info at those conspiracy guys is the email. Or you can get us on Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest or Reddit or Snapchat or Instagram or fucking, I don't know, Vero, the Russian one that spies in your arse. Uh, there's loads of them. Anything that has a uh, anything that has a social media, th- I, I have an account on it. That's for shizzling. Um, Anchor is a great little app. You can get onto Anchor and have a go. Uh, I'm trying out some stuff with Snacked. I, I'm an app king. I'm all about them apps. So uh, anything that has a social media presence, I probably have an account on it. So message me up if you have any extra info or articles or, you know, don't send me a fucking 
big screed of an email going and then this was wrong and you pronounced this wrong i was like mostly i i i, I probably would not reply to those because mm. it's a bit pedantic but if there's something genuine that you you, you want to let us know that we got wrong or extra because there's always stuff that you can you, you, we miss in these little bits and there's experts out there that i know that would love this stuff especially if you're a bruce lee fan and you've got all the way to the end of the show uh we've probably left out an awful lot that you feel mm. would definitely should have been included like um and apologies for that i mean it's not the bruce lee podcast which mm. you can find and it's run by shannon, shannon lee, lee. Uh, and you can find all the little stories and bits of bobs so let's get off the fence boys um early bruce lee do you think that his family upbringing and the fact that his mother was mixed race, as it were, uh, put that paranoia of him being less than uh, because he wasn't accepted by the Chinese community and he wasn't really accepted by the American community? Is that Was that a, a big influence on his life or is that just a coincidence that I managed to find online? Uh, I think it would have to have some sort of influence on him. I mean, yeah. it's, his, it's his mother. I mean, the love of his life and, and people are questioning her and all that. It's going to affect him. And then... Uh, he gets the shit. Uh, he gets the shit. Uh, from the lads won't train with him, and uh, that's going. Of course, it's going to affect him. And he's a young man. He's a growing young man. It's it's it's, yeah. it's 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 going to imprint on him, I think. And then for him to go to America and marry himself a, a white lady, you know, he just yeah. went and he just went and did that. So yeah, I think it all had a knock-on effect. Absolutely. Yeah. Even though he's banging mm. that, that <laughs> Chinese dime piece the, the tai, tai, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and the Taiwanese. The Taiwanese. Um, I you know is that is that I yeah that's, I, that's I, good yeah I absolutely think so yeah. yeah yeah I think probably the same I think subconsciously maybe or maybe consciously no uh, I, say, I say consciously yeah, consciously yeah. I, yeah you're probably right um yeah I think he probably just felt that he didn't belong anywhere maybe or felt that he couldn't find belonging anywhere in spite of being obviously a very talented individual um and so kind of made it maybe his mission to because it's not only that he's trying to be accepted in america he's trying to get sort of like the most chinese stuff accepted mm -hmm. like the idea of karate and and uh top of his game shit like tell, yeah so yeah i think uh yeah totally I, I i agree i think that probably imprinted on him a lot even into his martial arts skills i mean uh, there's mixed marriages mixed races and then there's mixed martial arts <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's all about mixing it up man changing the game so, um, was his favorite disease. <laughs> <laughs> the rabbit punch. Be like the rabbit. Um, so when he, when he was training with Yip Man, uh, he was taken in off the street as a street fighting young fella. Do you think that his parents wanted to put him in there because they knew he would excel at something? Or was this merely a, a distraction piece for a wayward child that they didn't know? Like, did they, did, do you think his parents believed in his greatness and do you think Yip Man believed in his greatness when they started the train and they could see his potential or is it just coincidental to get him off the streets because actually from all the stuff we learned about later like him possibly being a philanderer being a bit of a liar being a bit of a you know a bamboozler as well as being like physically fit that he wasn't like great quote unquote that he was just a street punk who learned how to do some one thing really well like w w which is it is he a street punk that got right or was he a great man who just happened to have a kind of a sketchy upbringing who okay. eventually found his place okay he could very well have been an arrogant little brat because he came from quite a posh family a rich family an affluent neighborhood so rather not, not so much just a rebel kid like could be a little snot like you know what i mean because he was quite yeah. he was quite 
boastful and brash throughout his whole life. I know it was only 32, but when he was in his yeah. 20s in the height of his powers, he, of course he's going to be a bit of a dick about it, you know what yeah. I mean? So, Quite clever, funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was charming. comedic, charming. When he was a kid and he's in, he's in these gangs and all that, and he's probably liking it, you know what I mean? All this sort of uh, the, the fighting and all that sort of business. So, yeah. oh, I think the parents just get him off the street because... She's the, so she's the daughter of a famous business tycoon. People know who she is. They certainly know who the father is. Yeah. So they're just like, no, no, no. Get him off the street. He needs to get off the street. And then when they see his potential being realized with Yip Man, they go, oh, crap, he's really good. Yeah. As opposed to he's really good, give him to Yip Man. Also, it's quite, to me, it seems that of quite romantic that Yip Man, like, you know, is like, hmm, just sees it from a, from a distance, you know, and goes, I want to work with that kid. It could be very well that... You know, Yip Man probably wasn't fucking loaded. I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, Mr. Lee give this guy a, a nice bit of money and say, listen, will you take my kid in and train him? Like, you know, yeah. here's, here's a sizable amount of money. Man's like, fuck, yeah, okay. But coincidentally, and fortunately for, for Bruce or everybody, this kid is fucking good. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I imagine they're... they're from sending them to to do martial arts or whatever kind of makes sense they're just like oh this fucking kid needs he's a bit of discipline be, like yeah, he needs or to he, sort he, something else he's gonna kill someone or get killed yeah, cops yeah. have been at our house he's fighting on the roof he's the triad business was the last he's, straw so. he's yeah that's it like getting in trouble with the triads I'm sure no matter how affluent you are you know once you triads want you triads are gonna get you yeah. um, with the eight man triads stuff, you might you won't get away no mm, <laughs> oh, uh, well, yeah the eight man stuff like you were saying it was that it man had seen him and said, oh, I want to work. Like, this guy looks awesome. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Seems more like the Ken Masters thing in Street Fighter where these this kid is causing trouble and he just sends him to learn martial arts, try and rein him in a little bit and yeah, give, give him, him discipline. discipline. And they always say that with martial arts as well. Like, martial artists aren't going around bullying people and stuff because they have no reason to bully anyone. Yeah. You know? Again, I don't know if it's how true that is, but it's just stuff I've heard before. Um. But yeah, I think that probably makes sense. They just sent him in. No. Maybe, actually, I wonder. Because he was in films since he was three. Yeah, Maybe that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, did the parents see him as, in their mind, like, he's a gifted youth and we need to get him something mm. that he enjoys. He yeah. likes a bit of boxing. He likes a bit of this, likes a bit of that. Oh, God, the boxing. Let's, let's try this. Yeah. Let's try this thing. I suppose, because that'll yeah. also teach him discipline. I suppose it's just for discipline. I don't think they did. I don't think they did it out of like, oh, he's going to make loads of kung fu movies and then we're going to, you know, he's going to no, be. Yeah, think I so? think, no, I don't. No. I just don't think it would have been. I don't. It'd be too innovative, like for a businessman or something to be like, oh, do you know what's going to sell? This kid doing a load of kicks on camera. But he's not a businessman. He's an actor. His dad's an actor too. I know. I know. I know. But I don't. Yeah, he knows the business. But how do you get in at the right time? I I think I think it was two parents loved their kid and probably saw him going down a bad path and tried to tried to just put a bit of tried to tried to raise like give him a bit of decorum or something, you know, I think that his parents being well to do wanted him off the streets yeah and they didn't expect him to be as good as he was and sent him to Yip Man and went look it keep him in off the streets and he ended up getting his mates in as well and he ended up being really good and it just so happened to be that mm-hmm. I think Bruce Lee made a lot of the opportunities he found I think he made them for himself and it wasn't like stuff like if you do this then this mm-hmm. he was a trailblazer he was a, a you know out there at the front of kung fu cinema with the fucking machete chopping down the, the heavy grass, you know, bamboos. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then, for dragging the Bruce Lee story very quickly, uh, is that something that would perpetuate the romantic legacy of Bruce Lee, or is it a 
I guess a nefarious production to hide the very antisocial improprieties of of Bruce Lee's character. The latter for me, uh, yeah. because it's a, it's like, is it an is it a positive, like uh, affirming Bruce Lee homage, or is it a propaganda piece to keep the shitty things of Bruce Lee's life secret? Uh, the, the, the answer is the same for both questions from column a, but the motivation from column B, yeah so i think um yeah there's no way like i mean linda lee the man only i knew is the name of the book that it's based on yeah so she knew ev- she knew everything about him so you know we all know like there's that brash arrogance and all that and maybe the, the drug taking perhaps uh the uh philandering uh, that sort of thing i think that was all there the lies so, about secret fights with <laughs> with, with, with uh, Wan Jackman. Wan Jackman. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think and 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 uh, crossed with her writing a loving love letter to her her late great husband in a wishy washy almost TV movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and by the way, when that was released, it wasn't critically well received at all. Dragon. Dragon was no. was kind of like you know was. A, guffawed at it yeah. people really just went like the critics went oh, for god's sake yeah so uh, it's a lot of shit yeah yeah so but uh, as, a th- I, I, as an 11 year old i was watching going this is no, the best yeah, thing ever yeah. so, amazing. so that's what i i, I think of c- completely it's a completely like mature it's even historically inaccurate for christ's sakes amen uh yeah pretty much the same thing um if, if you're gonna make if you're gonna make a doc or not a documentary if you're gonna make a, a biopic of someone you loved uh who was taken away from you early and all that sort of stuff you know, you're not going to sanction something that's like, and then the fucking cunt comes in of a Tuesday drunk at midnight. Well, there's been stuff done about people who died and the people belonging to him were like, I'm actually going to tell the real stuff because you yeah, all think well, he's great and he yeah. wasn't that fucking great. John Crawford's daughter was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, no, yeah, I, I think she, I, I think she probably just tried to put something together that told a good story. Yeah. Some good martial arts stuff like, in it. I don't mean to be harping on about Kurt Cobain, but think about like, the montage of Heck mm-hmm. that, that Courtney Love released about Kurt Cobain kind of vilified him. She kind of called him out for fucking the retard next door when he was like 15 or whatever, sexually assaulting her, mm. going There's in and taking advantage of her. Yeah. Remember that shit? Yeah, remember I remember that like, being really weird. Courtney Love wasn't preserving the sanctity of Kurt Cobain's legacy. But she I think was they're like, probably different. Fuck that cunt. Yeah, they're different women though. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it, it, usually a biopic would be kind of extolling the virtues of someone's character. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to, mm. but these are two opposites, like a uh, uh, montage of heck shits on Kurt Cobain's legacy, <laughs> whereas Dragon the Bruce Lee story almost completely fabricates it to the fa- to the to the fault of making him The, the other thing as well is if they're going to like, obviously if you want to make a Bruce Lee movie, I'm sure you need producers and blah, 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 and they all get involved and they're not going to be like, oh, you should tell that story about how Bruce used to cheat on you with that Taiwanese young one. But it makes for grit. I tell you, if it was made today, that would be definitely in it. Mm. I'm not saying that he did, but I I mean, you know, maybe they're just kind of, we want to make this kind of romanticized version of what's very saccharine. Yeah, it seems to me, even to this day, the Bruce Lee estate wouldn't allow, Shannon certainly wouldn't. So let's say, right, you know, God forbid, uh, but, you know. All the Lees die in a plane crash. No, the passing of his his wife, right? All right, Shannon Lee's not going to then sanction awards and all miniseries mm. or biopic i don't oh, think you'll ever i didn't know. listen to many episodes of that podcast but there is a I, bruce I, lee yeah. podcast that has a like there's a yellow yeah. cover and bruce on the front of it. he's like woo, 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 right yeah 
I, there's a hundred and something episodes of that. Easily, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's in that. But there well, could be real stories of yeah, some but real that's, Bruce that's Lee. That's his daughter as well, and she yeah, seems she to. She speaks like, very highly of him in anything I've seen her talk about, yeah. like in the I Am Bruce Lee documentary yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I mean, if it was my dad and someone was like, "Sure, he used to cheat on his man," do all you know? I'd be yeah, like, yeah. "Fuck off, well, you All of the cheating stuff now is I know, completely. I mean, d- d- def- that's all conjecture. Def- yeah, no one knows for sure. Def- uh, defamation or no, like it's all about Bruce Lee. So he's dead. So like, it doesn't matter. We can speculate all we want. Mm. It's not going to fucking ruin his career or character. But this lad Polly is making a, a you know, he's after writing a biography mm. that I'm sure will be made into a documentary, mm. and it has a load of really salacious and outlandish claims about his life and about his lifestyle mm. that was allowed to be printed. Uh, so who, who the fuck is this guy? Actually, and yeah. Why know. didn't it get stopped if it was? Do wrong? you remember the Burt Ward one though, where they wanted to for him to to write his memoirs of being Robin in the '66 mm-hmm. TV show, and he fabricated everything, and it didn't sell well, and they only found out later. Well, they made him do it. They made him say like, "Oh, tell us that you went to a strip club with uh, with Adam West, and it was like fucking deadly and big titties everywhere." And blah, blah. It was loads of fucking on the set. And all yeah, that. and it was oh, and your Catwoman was anybody's, and it just yeah, it went around. And, and <laughs> look at the Cecil Romero <laughs> would get young boys to throw orange wedges at his ass. Is that true? Have you heard that? <laughs> he loves the Gilbert Gottfried podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the shit, some crazy stories from old Hollywood. Yeah, yeah I don't know, man. It's weird. Uh, yeah. I can see Burt Ward in it. <laughs> in the strip club of Batman. Just Doing the Batusi. Holy spinning nipple claps, Batman. Do you see the Bruce Lee's on her? Batman. I'm going for a private lap dance. Where's the champagne room? I wanted her to slide down my bat pole. <laughs> she gives me strange stirrings in my utility belt. <laughs> Your Adam West is impeccable. It's very good. It's very good. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, for, for my off defense on that part, it's like Dragon is a, a load of shit, uh, but it is definitely a kiss hole movie to make Bruce Lee look like an absolute legend, even going so far as to fabricate the facts to make him look better and more dramatic and more victimized and more, uh, you know, more able to overcome adversity and put him up against an awful lot more, I guess, saccharine adversity, like typical trope, like racists and, you know, mm. even the Chinese didn't like him and there was a lot of stuff about him, you know, being American. Are you American? I don't know. And yellow babies and all this kind of yeah, carry on. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of old talk. And not a lot about the stuff that he actually did, which was the movies and uh, creating a whole new genre of, of martial arts. Yeah. And if you're going to tell the the story of of that lad and why he's a legend, tell the fucking reasons why he's a legend. Not, do you know, make up some shit. Yeah, yeah. That well, takes uh, up more than half the movie that doesn't actually mean that in any way. I contend that, uh, you know, God knows how, how much money uh, Linda Lee got for selling the rights to yeah. her book to make this movie. Yeah. Now it's not her baby anymore. It's a bunch of bloody producers yeah. who, who can do yeah, what they want yeah. with it. I would, I would also throw out there that I haven't read the, uh, Bruce Lee, the mm-hmm. man I only knew. Neither right. And it could be full of truths. Yeah. And and the lads who made the movie took like two stories and went, let's mash them. T-. Like you said, yeah, yeah, for sure. let's mash them together and see what happens. Well, she, okay. she might have had nothing to do with yeah, that production yeah. at all. You yeah, know? Yeah. So not blaming her in any way. No, I'm saying no. the movie itself, though, telling the story, Bruce Lee, similar to the Bohemian Rhapsody, the Freddie Mercury one that's coming out. I haven't seen it yet. It's probably out by now, by the time you listen to the show. November 2nd, it was released. Like, yes, it was. 
I mean, I'm gonna go see it and I'll be that like, young ass, that young ass gonna win an Oscar. I'm gonna see it too. I'm gonna dance all the way there. Me too. Fucking love Queen, mm-hmm. but I guarantee it won't be the real story. No, world, but it'll be entertaining. But we know that already. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So the the Ed Parker uh Invitational events, the things he did, the one inch punch, the unstoppable thing, like off the fence. Do you think those things actually happened? And the guys like Vic Moore and uh Wong Jackman and all these lads are saying, yeah. He didn't bet me. Uh, I bet him, and he's just all these people have great PR machine. So, do you think the things actually happened, or there's propaganda against Bruce Lee posthumously because those lads want to save face? Amen. Yeah, I think it happened. It really was, happened. Yeah, he was doing like cool one-inch punches and slapping lads around eight times, and they couldn't get back at him. Like undoubtedly, even said, it we were saying happened. like that it wasn't the video came out, and he's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" So, Vic Moore. if he's doing that one time, and then they're like, "No, he didn't. Didn't do that." I, I don't know. I just, I think, yeah, I think. You think it's just catty, catty karate? <laughs> Meow. Yeah, I, I think. She uh, was a fabulous actress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think Bruce Lee probably did do all that stuff and it was probably really impressive because he didn't seem like a charlatan when it came to martial arts. He knew like he, he showed you something, you know, he, he was very serious about martial arts. People who came around, he was serious about taught Brandon since he was a kid. Uh, and Shelly or not Shelly that brand Shannon. and Shannon um, so yeah I, th- I think he was quite serious about the, the martial arts I so think he the business it. of martial arts he was like ah, like he was a bit of a fucking Dell boy mm. but actual martial arts themselves he didn't fuck around I think he did actual martial arts I think he wanted to show how effective Jeet Kune Do was and at the time it probably was very effective because yeah. like you're saying so it's very hard to how do you defend against something that's formless that you don't know what the, the, the sort of traditional way of implementing yeah. it is. See, I think he probably had these new ideas and lads just couldn't... Like, if you fought an entirely new way of boxing and you were a boxer, how would you defend against yeah. it? You'd be like, what the fuck are these guys doing? You know? yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think he's true about that. Mm-hmm. Emmett? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Uh, All the things happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Undoubtedly? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, as, as regards to Ed Barker, the Long Beach, uh, I mean, this all there on video... Vic, uh, I keep wanting to say Morrow, but that's somebody Vic else. Moore. <laughs> Vic Moore, uh, he, 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 and the Wong Jackman. He, yeah, he, he, he lied about that. He, he, he to save face because mm-hmm. there's a lot of ego around there, including Bruce's. Yeah. What about Wong? Like Wong lied about his fight as well, lads. Uh, absolutely, I think, uh, I think he did it because, as you so said, so you think the, the the deal was these guys don't well jump bets and they don't lie and shit like that. I, I assume the evidence is there. The evidence mm. is there because he can was allowed to continue it's after a letter has been signed by all the Seiju in, in in California. Yeah, yeah. So I think those things uh, happened, and including the lad saying it didn't happen. That's bullshit. Yeah, okay. and as well as that, as you I, I'm said, the same. I'm the same. If 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 Vic Moore is coming out trying to, you know, he's the best karate man in America. And he gets beaten by some little five foot eight Chinese guy who comes in who made up his own karate. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be fucking annoyed yeah. and I'd be telling lies. And it makes sense. Like you see us, you know, the likes of Leodo Machida comes in with this style no one's ever seen and yeah. he's fucking destroying everyone in the UFC. And then they figure out how it's done and they're going, oh, okay, we got him now. We got him now. Yeah. And you know, and he gets, he gets beaten. He gets the championship taken, championship belt taken off him. So it must be the same thing. If, if Bruce Lee had been around longer, maybe they would have implemented more ways of defending against that style and yeah. maybe it would have grown into they it. They would have adapted like the Borg. Like the Borg. Be like water. Be like Borg. Become assimilated. Be like Locutus. <laughs> <laughs> Wing Chun. <laughs> Wing Chun. Uh, ensign. <laughs> it is a style of martial arts from ancient times. <laughs> 
<laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, and then uh, I, I think that uh, Wong definitely was telling Porky Pies. Yeah. Yeah. Wong yeah. Jackman. Like, he didn't break his back. All that stuff in the movie. He wasn't vilified. He was just a brilliant martial artist who and, just got bet by a better one and no and no fight no fight that doesn't have rounds in it lasts for 25 minutes mm-hmm. that doesn't happen like a three minute fight makes sense especially doing what you used to do when you fight that way yeah. with what? no pads Maybe. like you're properly just you're constant properly, 25 minutes no, no way Get properly lashing heads up yeah. no not a chance um, and most street fights only last two or three minutes as well but exactly boom. yeah one of you has gone down that's just two drunk lads throwing wild haymakers yeah until yeah. they get too tired yeah or the girlfriend drags them off every time I See <laughs> <laughs> and they're still shouting at each other. Anyway, I'll see you down here next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then for him on screen, uh, off the fence, do you think that, and this is a contentious one for Bruce Lee fans, mm-hmm. he made some movies in uh, uh, Hong Kong and they were good for there at the time because it's something they had never seen. But when it came to America, everyone went, Jeez, they're shit. <laughs> is it because, off the fence, they actually were shit <laughs> compared to the other American movies that are being made at the time? Talking about 1972, some fucking whoppers out there. I'll mm. give you one from 1972. The Godfather. So, and then you have, you know, Fist of Fury. Uh, or you have uh, Chinese Connection. What was uh, it? Big Boss. Uh, big uh, Boss. Yeah. So you have Big Boss. Mm-hmm. That's not... That's, I mean, it's grand. It's not a good movie. Fist mm-hmm. Fury's good. Like, it's you, you'd watch it. I, I watched him stoned once. Don't really remember. Didn't really make an impact. I wasn't like, oh my God, blown away. Like you said, Emmett, secondhand watch. Mm-hmm. Somebody else's decision. Yep. Mm-hmm. Enter the Dragon. Great. Mm-hmm. And that was the one that he did through the American context and it became very popular in America. So is it <laughs> a racist uh, uh, plot against Bruce Lee because he's, you know, half American, half Chinese and, you know, he's the victim and this whole narrative from that side where it's like, oh, and against all odds, he finally came back and got the winner, but it was only released after he died. And there's a second part of this. Or is it that those movies, like the Americans just didn't realize at the time and this is a whole new genre and the people in Hong Kong who had seen loads of these martial arts movies were like, this is the next big thing. And after he died, it became big then. And the second part is, did Enter the Dragon only become famous because he died? Would he be just as critically panned if he hadn't died that summer? Uh, yes, I think so. This is just coming from my own personal. Yeah. If these movies were indeed classics, I'd still be watching them today. I get excited when they come on TV. I'm a massive movie fan. And the 70s, please. That was a game-changing time. Big time. Uh, for, for Taxi Driver, Godfather, like Jaws, yes, Alien. Jaws. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's yeah. the other thing. That was the birth of the blockbuster. Yeah, but it was yeah, also yeah. the time of French nouveau cinema yeah. made its way to America. And this is all Apocalypse happening. Apocalypse Now. And you're going to tell me that uh, all these uh, uh, chop socky kung fu movies are were, 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 um, cinematic titans. Yeah, and getting reviewed by uh, Siskel and Ebert and, and, and Paula Shale and all these people like that saying they're, so, they're really good. No. They were absolute schlock, grindhouse schlock. <laughs> yeah. Over, uh, overdubbed with the, yeah, completely, with the lips yeah, and all the English know. shit. And the impressive the part about the movies is Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee doing yeah. his thing. Eamon? Yeah. I tend, Sorry, I tend Bruce to Lee fans, but there it is. Mm. I, I'm the same. Yeah. Like, yeah. I respect him for all he done and the way he done it, but, yeah. you know, him being painted as a legend. Yeah. Uh, 
it's not for the reasons that people say it because his movies are really shit. Yeah, so I, I think he probably still is legend in his own way. Do you know what I mean? What he's, he didn't what get a chance to really make fantastic. His... Yeah, and I mean, may I think probably Enter the Dragon would have been. It's like saying Jackie Chan, right? So Jackie Chan makes all Drunken Master and all these films that are kind of really only in in uh, in the East. And then Rumble in the Bronx comes out. Yeah. And over here, we're like, holy fucking shit, this is unreal. Mm. Now, if he had a died shortly before finishing that, then Jackie Chan would be like, this guy. Epic. Because you're looking at, with, with, with people who die young, I think, you're looking at what they could have achieved. Now, what Jackie Chan did achieve, and like anybody else, yeah. he flew high and then burned out as he got older, mm. which makes perfect sense. Of That's course. the way of things. You have Rumble in the Bronx. Then you have, what's the one with Chris Tucker? Uh, 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 Rush Hour. Yeah. You have Rush Hour. The one, tuxedo, things, things turn. Amazing. Turns. And then Shanghai Noon. Mm. Do you know, you're like... Yeah, they start to get... Twilight start of, of your years, And Mr. then the Chan. next Shanghai as well. Yeah, Shanghai Nights and Shanghai yeah, Noon or yeah, something, yeah. wasn't it? Um, yeah but I think it's the same I think and don't, I'm not taking it away from Jackie Chan both of those men have achieved more than I ever will but in my Bruce life. Lee had his, had his rush hour to come yeah mm. yeah that's it so I think it would have been very interesting to see because uh, maybe would Bruce Lee have even gotten involved and in, maybe the, the Jeet Kune and everything could have spurned an actual uh, sort of a mixed martial arts thing years before it actually happened in the, what was it the 90s it kind of started Late kicking 90s, off yeah. potentially well, K1 and all that stuff, yeah. could that have come in the 80s because people were getting so into this. I think I think Enter the Dragon probably wouldn't have been as popular as it was, but I think it would have been a breakout role, if you like, but just yeah, not to yeah. the same extent. Yeah, but do you, you know? think Enter the Dragon was like that ultimate hit? It was the it was the LA well, woman well, of like when you, uh, Bruce Lee's When you life, talk about what were the, the, the greatest films of the 90s, like Rumble in the Bronx, while it's there somewhere, it's yeah. not there. Completely. Like, it's not up in the... No, it's the, in, in the top the, 50, maybe. Yeah. And all the other ones he made in the yeah. 90s, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I Like, for me, they're all top tier, you yeah. know? But, yeah, like, it, I, I think, like, by and large, you know, those kind of movies aren't... They don't tend to do well, the fight movies, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, just, they're not... They're, well, they have their audience, of their, that's the thing. But of their nature, they they're their not audience. game changers. But it's then just, you watch something like Old Boy. Yeah. And that's not a fight movie, but it has little elements from it. Yeah. Or The Matrix, it's not a fight movie, but there's elements. And then but even they in shit like fucking uh, uh, Inception and all, you're you're talking about. Yeah, there's elements of that kung fu street fight. And yeah, stuff yeah, Chow Yun Fat. Yeah, and then a whole new generation of kids got into martial arts. I know it's computer games, but like with the the Street Fighters and all these kind of stuff. Yeah, Tekken. Where you're like Fighters. Tekken, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. There's like moves in there, and you have to learn. Well, maybe Mortal Kombat is a button basher, but like Street Fighter I, know, was, I think Mortal Kombat as well yeah but I think Street Fighter is tech, more technically uh, uh, you know Street Fighter is like more technically yeah. proficient for Street, Street Fighter Street Fighter is like a really intense game of rock paper scissors yeah with loads of variables yeah like Street Fighter when played at a high level is just bananas yeah same as any of those Tekken but more, Tekken got Tekken took it to the next level where mm. it was like you got to learn all of the different move names and you had to you had to practice and practice mm. and pra- as you would with real martial arts and practice those moves yeah, yeah. and wait and you have to know you, when your opponent goes like this you're able to go like and it's all it's fucking reflex and shit so a lot of kids got the mentality of mm. loads of different types of street fighting so you had like Eddie Gordo doing like Capoeira, uh, Capoeira from Brazil and you had Huarang is doing Taekwondo and yeah. you had uh, uh, Paul Phoenix was pa- more yeah, like pa- brawler Paul is a Kung street fu. brawler then you had uh, Lei Wulong was more Kung Fu Kung traditional fu. Chinese so, stuff uh, these d- like it was put into people's minds but it wasn't until Bruce Lee that this stuff was done. Mm. So, I mean, mm. I give it to him that the movies that were there, yeah, I mean, they're grand. 
I wouldn't be like dying to watch a Bruce Lee movie. Mm. No, no, no. You know, I'd watch a fucking interview of the man talking. Completely. Yeah, or, yeah. Or watch videos of before. Watch videos of him um, demonstrating and stuff. Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And as as that, I think class. Yeah, know, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie star. He still had his 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 time in the sun to come. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, so. And Andrew Dragon was maybe going to be the first one, similar to Brandon Lee. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? The Crow was just the first, and he could have been. He could like Brandon Lee now would be John Wick. Mm. Yeah, if yeah. he had to survive instead of Keanu didn't Reeves. They do the Brandon Lee would be in the Matrix yeah. instead of Keanu mm, Reeves. Yeah, but yeah. before the Crow, he had done. Didn't he do with Dolph Lundgren? It was called did. Showdown in Little, Little Chi- Tokyo. Little Tokyo. That was yeah. it. I remember watching that one night in TV3 and I'm like, this is like really dumb, but I'm enjoying myself yeah. like a lot watching this. I think Tia Carrera you know? is in there. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. But if they dubbed him. There's yeah. a version of it where really? Brennan Lee's talking like this. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the Arden with someone else's voice. That's yeah. bananas. Because yeah. he didn't, like he had an American accent. It's just, yeah. That's crazy. And Dolph Lundgren is just allowed to talk as normal as yeah, he yeah. <laughs> If he could barely talk. And he met. Like, all right, Dolph. <laughs> Good journey. We don't say goodbye. <laughs> so yeah, the last one then obviously Bruce Lee's death. So off the fence was mm. it a nefarious murder death done by A, the mafia, B, Ting Pai, C, uh, you know, the people behind uh, the movie business that were trying to get him kind of out or uh, somebody who had it out for him or was a very unfortunate death by a man who was under a lot of pressure, who was under some kind of prescription medication and then had something else introduced into his system at a time of extreme stress, dehydration, and uh, overheating. So is it a, mm-hmm. is it a suspicious hit mm. by a curse put on the Lee family? Or did the motherfucker just die? Mm-hmm. Okay. A- a- aiming first. Uh, I was going to go with demon, but uh, no. No, I think it was just... It, it, <laughs> it, it, uh, it was a demon. Yeah, it was totally a demon. Like, yeah. how, how do you explain everything? No, um, yeah, like it makes sense. I didn't realize he was fucking drinking burger grease and mm. stuff and not drinking water to keep his physique. And then obviously throwing opiate medication and pain pills on top of that and wearing polar necks inside and boiling weather. Yeah, I think, and the sweat glands. Yeah, I think poor old Bruce got, you know, Unfortunately, a mix he of medication probably got him, yeah. And I mean, he looked fantastic and all that, but he probably doesn't sound like he was very healthy. Even though he looked extremely shredded, totally the healthy wrong and stuff like healthy. that. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Your body's just running on fumes, but it, it looks awesome. Yeah. But like, it's like, I can't do this for much longer. Like a kit car. Like a big pair of fake titties. They look all right, but as you start to unravel things, you're like, these aren't hanging normally. What's <laughs> yeah. going on here? You know, they're... Your Bruce Lee's are pointing in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I like think a cross-eyed uh, cat. A cross-eyed cat. One eye looking for you, one eye looking at you. Uh, yeah, I do think that 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 was the case. As kind of Chuck Norris would yeah. have said, hurt his back, lifting weights, was on a lot of and pain there's, medication. There's one uh, man I believe. It's fucking Chuck Norris. It's fucking Chuck Norris. Yeah, Emmett. Right. So the curse. Forget about that. That's 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 just not a thing. It's I cocky think anyway. Pop. It's 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 cocky hop. Uh, now the one that intrigued me the most was. Uh, you know, a triad family tradition goes back how many years at this stage? You know, oh, well. I'm, t- I'm talking about when Bruce was a kid, like the triad tradition would have been hundreds of years, perhaps, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Right. So they could very well be like, let's let's hide in the long grass. You know, Waitley comes home for that beating that day on that kid. Because that kid is a grown ass man at this point. Someday, Same age as Bruce someday Lee we, in his mid 30s. Yeah. Probably still missing his teeth. 
someday we will exact revenge on Bruce Lee for that because you know we need to save face and all that sort of thing. You know, that's, and you that's, think they utilize Ting Pei? That's that's to give him slip him a Mickey. Very plausible because uh, she probably they probably had something on her as well. Maybe they had something on both of them, yeah. and they said, "I'm going to out you as his mistress mm-hmm. if you don't poison him." Yeah, but then just having look at having looked Betty Ting Pai up, and she's still alive and working and stuff like that. Yeah, if she had a died grand. like a, you know a few years after that, Bruce, I'm the like, worst what case the of suicide fuck? anyone's ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ah, the Crintons, and then the <laughs> the other one, Mister Crinton, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, it's time to pay the bill, Betty. <laughs> you gotta pay the bill. <laughs> I told you. You were my mistress first, and, and Bruce came and got you. I'm not having it. I ain't I'd lose to him in a fight, but I won't lose to him in love. That's <laughs> old bad old Betty. slick Willie. Uh, <laughs> so the other option is to try at the movie business, the whole, uh, you know, I don't care who you are, man. Give us, a, give us the kickback, you know? Yeah. Just imagine Billy Cody go, hey, Betty, that thing don't pay. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible shake that thing that's terrible Jeet Kune don't you walk away from me Betty <laughs> <laughs> you fucked with the wrong jack man so you think putting that all together that could be the thing they're all like salacious and juicy mm. ooh you know maybe that could be the case but they, no it comes down to I, 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 put your real talk hat on yeah the, the absolutely he, he it's, yeah. it's, it's exactly everything mm. you said it was a medical thing I, I remember even when I was a kid you were told, and I believed it, that uh, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee's heart exploded. Yeah, 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 Do you yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he was, was too fit. He was too fit. His heart yeah. exploded. Yeah, yeah. And, and that then, might be close enough to the yeah. truth. Yeah, what he his was brain so nearly did. Yeah. So no, I think a combination of, yeah. of of that terrible, you know, the the way he treated his body, and he treated it in the right way, the wrong way. It, similar it just, to a lot of these, similar to a lot of these fucking footballers that are just going. Burr! Yep, and then it happens hitting the dirt on the football pitch because they're too fit and there's something's going on. There's what? there's an unsustainable level of something, and it just pops one day and then it's fucking game over. You know? Nobody yeah. ever died from staying in bed, so stay lazy, friends. Yeah, yeah, stay lazy. Is that is that true? I, I don't think it. anyone ever died from that. No, it's probably not true. I know, but you're less likely. That's to like Homer Simpson saying the first step towards failure is trying. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. It makes sense. So um, I, I, that's what I think. Absolutely, yeah. the medical uh, side of things. Mm. I would love it to be. Interdimensional child molesters. <laughs> the demons just going for him. I would love it to be that Linda found out mm. that he was doing the dirt. I think she already knew. She found out she was doing the dirt. And gradually over the course of a month from May until July or so, she was just switching out these pills for something that was giving him good God. Awful stuff. And then eventually it just he just succumbed to it one evening when she was out at dinner and she had her alibi. And she was like let him go to his mistress now with his headache because he has a headache so he's not going to fuck her and he's not fucked her for the last six weeks because he's had a headache for six weeks so he's, she's not getting any good out of him and then just finally like that's what I'd love it to be because that'd be the salacious answer that's like Mwah! you know like holy shit that'd be fucking right down in the Hollywood annals of history or whatever I'd love it to be the demon that yeah, it's a curse in the family and Brandon Lee got the fucking got the squib as well and it's a shame I would like to see more of Brandon Lee yeah me too I would like to see more of Brandon very Lee. charismatic very guy yeah. much. I like absolutely him, no doubt man. about it I mean like that, that movie would be a total piece of shit without him I think yeah. Yeah. oh yeah yeah total, totally. like even worse yeah. than it is now with time time is uh, not good to that the I love that movie yeah, but, I still but you're looking at it with the child's brain that you watched the first with yeah if you watch a brand new if anyone out there listening watches the crow now brand new they're like 
What you, the fuck are you talking about? When he's guitaring angrily on the roof, it's just hilarious. It's so funny. Wow, he even knows the tune. Wow. And he just breaks it up and then goes for a jog on the rooftops. Oh, that's right, yeah. To The Cure... Yeah. Don't yeah. look, don't look, the shadows burn. What a soundtrack. Such a good, yeah. So good. But yeah. Uh, yeah. that was the equivalent, that was Brana Lee's equivalent of Kevin Bacon dancing angrily in the forest. Oh, and smoking angrily, yeah. drinking beer yeah. angrily. Yeah. So I think that it would be great if it was a demon and it was a whole thing and you loop Brana Lee into it. And it could be an explanation for a very unfortunate set of circumstances for a very poor family. In fact, what it is, and we've all kind of said it, it was a lad who was burning the candle at both ends, fitness wise. And he was into some, you know, high pressure stuff. A lot of irons in the fire, like schools and movies and TV shows and a lot of stress. And eventually, unlucky, um, you took the wrong cocktail and went to sleep and never woke up. And at least he went peacefully and he didn't, you know, get fucking bagged and tagged by or his a heart, bunch of triads. Or his or, heart didn't explode while he was out training or some shit. Yeah. Or something horrible like that. Yeah. Yeah. He just went for a lie down, mm-hmm. you know, after a lovely lunch. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. If we could all only wish to go that way. Indeed. Right. And for someone who embraced spirituality and Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a nice peaceful way. But yeah. with all of that said, like he was a pioneer. I know we're talking a small bit of shit about pioneer, changed the fucking changed movies forever, you know, changed martial arts forever, changed eastern western relations forever, mm. put China on the map as far as America was concerned. Like hyper influential like crazy yeah. good one of the most influential media figures I'd say uh, uh, over the last the 40 la- yeah. 50 years like for sure like for bigger sure, like more influential than like the other rock stars we talk about in the 27 club like more influential yeah. than The Doors and Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin when, when Steve McQueen is one of the pole bearers at your funeral you've, you've influenced people yeah if yeah. he's willing to get up and actually do something yeah if he's like willing to put down the Milwaukee beer and <laughs> yeah. step out that joint get off <laughs> yeah. his motorbike come to your funeral You've done something right. Big day. Know. That's it. So that's it for this time on Those Conspiracy Guys. Uh, we've been talking about Bruce Lee. I hope you liked it. Uh, like I said, if you're a Bruce Lee fan and you want to correct us on something, please do. Don't be a cunt, though, because <laughs> we're not Bruce Lee experts, and you might be. So just fucking hold your fucking horses. Uh, send us a message, info at thoseconspiracyguys.com. We're on all the social medias. Uh, we have a YouTube channel if you want to watch this or any of the other shows on video. We're recording this right now and streaming it live to our Patreon folks so you can watch this again at some stage in the future. And if you want to see more of these live streamed uh, or any of the stuff that we're doing for the TCG TV campaign uh, where we're making documentaries as we travel around America, Claire and I, uh, doing a daily vlog as well that you can get on that YouTube channel and that bitch you channel. Now, YouTube racking the cunt. And uh, fucking censoring people. And it's probably way worse by the time this goes out. Um, especially if they're <laughs> if they're looking back over the transcripts of these videos every time I call them a pack of cunts. But <laughs> they're they are really acting bollocks and there's a lot of uh, big big tech censorship going on. Like Facebook and Twitter, I, I, I put stuff up on I, I don't even know if you fucking guys are seeing it anymore. Do you know what I mean? And I couldn't be expected to. So you can go to the website, thoseconspiracyguys.com to see all of that stuff if you want to. A lot of the articles and uh, sources from all the episodes are there. And if you want to watch the daily vlogs from the US trip, they're going to be on YouTube and BitChute because YouTube acts the cunt. So we have a lot of documentaries, the daily vlogs, uh, episodes like this one and the true crime ones that you can watch on video with this camera where you can see our faces and have the crack uh, watching it live. 
And uh, we also have a Discord server that I would urge you to go and join up to if you want to see, uh, you know, the stuff from America, if you want to have conversations with other TCG fans or other conspiracy heads about stuff in the conspiracy world. All the episodes are out there in channels and uh, you'll be able to uh, slot in there, share your news, find some links, some weird shit goes on in there. It's great crack. There's about 1,500 people and they're all hardcore TCG heads and I appreciate every last one of them. And another set of people I really fucking appreciate is the Patreon crowd that are keeping the lights on here and the mugs full of hot sweet tea. Uh, Patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys is the place to be. And if you want to help out the show or throw us a couple of dollars to support us, uh, I, I would really appreciate it. You get a lot of stuff like behind the scenes videos and early access to stuff. You get access to the secret channels on the Discord and you get to be on live chats with me. And we haven't, I've been doing loads of live chats on the road, loads of live streams. So if you want to get on that, so if you want to get on and see some of that stuff, Patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys or support the TCG TV campaign, gofundme.com slash TCG TV. Uh, all the links for all of that stuff and a little bit more information is in the description below for whatever you're watching this on. And uh, all it leads me to do is say thanks to my wonderful guests, uh, The Redness, Eamon O'Neill. Thank you. Thanks very much for coming. It was great. And uh, Emma Quinn from at TotallyW. You can find him if you want to reach out and uh, touch somebody. Thanks Pleasure, very much, Gordon. Man. Yes, yes, indeed. Pleasure. Thanks, man. That was a fun one. I love a bit of Bruce Lee. Yeah. And uh, you can find Eamon at Eamon04 on Twitter. But he won't check I'll it. I'll never write back. He'll never and write back. I don't back. check the I'm kind of shit at it too, folks. So. And I think, I think that's the that's the mystique behind Eamon's Twitter. Um, so that's it for Bruce Lee. Like I said, if I, you want to, you know, let us know, let us know. But be cool. Be gentle. That's it for those conspiracy guys for this time. Uh, my, my name is Gordo. I'm Eamon. I'm Emmett. And we'll see you again next time. Be like a water. <laughs> <laughs>